Welcome to the Lost Lowdown Podcast 24 with your hosts, Claude and Justin. What's up, guys? Today we've got a particularly interesting episode with uh, episode 312, Par Avion, or uh, what's the French pronunciation, Justin? Uh, Par Avion. Yes, thank you. Yes, I would like a piece of Par Avion. I don't know, it sounds like dessert. Sounds tasty. I will bring you one, monsieur. <laughs> All right. Um, we've got uh, two bits of news to uh, share with you guys before we get into the episode review. Uh, the first, um, as we sort of mentioned, sort of um, before, with uh, in regards to the Lost uh, Podcasting Network, um, we've decided that we're gonna be exclusive to our own feed and not uh, post our feed on the LPN. At least, uh, not not automatically, not every week. We might do some, you know, every now and then, but. Um, so we want to let you guys know that episode uh, 25, uh, po- sorry, podcast 25, will be the last one that we're going to have on the LPN feed and starting with podcast 26. Um, in order to get our podcast, you will have to be on our feed, the link of which is uh, on our homepage. So just want to let you guys know that. Um, please switch over if you already haven't. Um, the second bit of news, uh, Justin and I have been really, uh, you know, having a lot of fun, uh, talking to you guys on the, on the comments section of our website. And, um, you know, then some people are coming out of the woodwork night, which is nice. And of course we've got our regular posters. Um, but we, we decided to issue a bit of a challenge to you guys. Um, <clears throat> basically, uh, the challenge is, is, is this, um, if we can get, 30 of you guys, 30 unique posts on the comment section um, at any particular episode. It doesn't really matter, but, you know, obviously sooner the better. Um, if we can get 30 uh, unique comments from you guys, uh, unique, you know, visitors, um, we will do basically whatever you guys want us to do. We'll, we'll let you guys decide what your prize will be for uh, coming out and showing your support and uh, talking to us on the comments. Um, so one of the things you can post your comment about is what you want us to do. Because um, I'm sure we can get 30 of you people to uh, come out. So you guys will uh, win this little challenge. Um, I don't know, Justin. What do you What do you got to say on, on the subject? Uh, I I, uh, I don't know. I think it's a good idea. Um, I oh I just wanted to mention as far as you know we'll do whatever you want I mean you know uh, <laughs> no I've already said it it's it's written in law it's, it's uh, yeah the, ever I whatever mean, I I guess what what you have in mind is something we would do like a like a podcast podcast related preferably I mean it needs to whatever we do needs to be podcastable in some form if that makes any sense yeah can I mean, you be, can't ask us to buy your favorite movie on amazon and or, ship it to you and that'd be weird yeah. anyway because it should be you know something that everyone can share in a podcast form so for instance things we were thinking about like you know if if a lot of you guys you know have have a big question about uh you know you know what's you know what's the deal with Smokey? I mean, obviously that's a big question, but you know if you say we we want you guys to do a podcast about Smokey, and so we'll go and, and and do some research and gather together everything about Smokey, and and we'll just do one podcast about whatever topic topic you guys want, in depth as always, and um, so yeah, in so, our, something in, like in, that. In, 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 God, what's that word? Uh, 
inimitable? No, no, I don't in, know. Inimitable. 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 That's the word I was trying to say. I'm sorry. That was a. Never mind. That's that. Sorry. All right. Um. So yeah, I think it'll be fun. You know, I don't know. I think it'll be cool. Um. So if you guys have any questions, uh, you know, you can post in our comments, and that could be your post. Or uh, you know. Um, you know, it'd be great if it was relevant post to the episode or whatever, you know, your theories or what you want to say or whatever. Uh, but if you guys just want to drop by and say hi, that'd be cool too. Um, for those of yeah, you. Yeah, comments have been really good lately. Yeah, no, we, I love it. I love, uh, I love you guys posting and, uh, and it's interesting how, you know, um, so, you know, when you read several posts by a person, you can sort of, you seemingly get to know them and their personality and, you know, what they sort of think and, and, and expect of the show and stuff like that. And, uh. It's really interesting. So uh, we're having a lot of fun uh, interacting with you guys that way. Justin agrees. <laughs> yes, that's right. I agree. I'm, I, I've been very good about responding. Um, uh, not nearly as good as you have. but uh, Well, that's because I'm a nice guy. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, uh, but I, but I, I definitely read them all. And, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Jerry, your post was long enough this time. I saw it. <laughs> anyway, let's um, let's go to the episode, right? Yes. All right. So, by avion, right? Uh, which means you know, by plane, or you know, loosely translated, you know, airmail. Yeah, all like of that. we, you know, when we send airmail, we put, you know, we as in the U.S. Postal Service puts, you know, the, the airmail sticker, and that's the equivalent uh, for for a for a French piece of mail that's going to go by plane. Mm-hmm. So it so it, it makes sense to translate as airmail because that's what we would use, but literally, it's by plane. Yeah. Um. So uh, so I guess the relevance to this episode would be, you know, the bird, the message on the bird. If there in fact was a bird, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. First scene. Uh, comment oh. there. Sorry, go ahead. No problem. The first scene, uh, we open on an eye. A beautiful, deep, dark, secretive eye. And then we find out it's Claire's eye. We're like, oh, okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, we open much like uh, much like in the pilot when we open on Jack's eye. and um, They the did second... that for a while in the first season. They opened on an eye for the first maybe 10 episodes. Oh, was something. that what it was? Yeah, I knew they did it other times. Yeah, and then they would do it intermittently. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but for a while there, everything was opening on eyes. I like the eye thing. It's very interesting. It's it, it's it's one of those shots where you can sort of get an emotion from the character, but you can't see their face and you can't see their surroundings. Yeah. You know, and, and you can sort of connect to them a little more directly, even even though you don't know what's going on. Right. So it's kind of interesting. Um but uh, she's been in an accident, um, and she jumps out through the window, and, and her, her mother has been injured. She flew through the car. Um, let's see, the next scene, um, Claire wakes up on the island. Um, you know, they sort of they sort of give us the idea that she was dreaming that or something. I mean, obviously it's a flashback, but uh, she sort of wakes up to from that, uh, from that scene. Uh, Charlie's been taking care of Aaron, and he's somehow done, also been able to, uh, make breakfast, this little breakfast picnic thing. I don't know how he was able to do all that and take care of the baby, uh, but... He's just that good. That's the amazing Charlie for you, folks. 
Um, and he's all happy today for no apparent reason. Um, and well, I guess I guess he's happy because of the Hurley thing, right? Is that yeah, what I think that's what we're supposed to think. Because uh, he drove in a car and didn't die, which means all is well with the universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I drive in the car, that's what I think. So he's all happy today. So he wants to do some day seizing, and I'm thinking, oh, I seize every time I see Charlie. Oh, wah wah. Okay. Wah wah. <laughs> I worked hard on that joke. Not that hard. Mm-hmm. And anyway, Claire's, you know, she's up for it because what else does she have to do, right? Uh, the next yeah. scene, we have the gang Kate, Saeed, Rousseau, Locke, and Mikey. Um, they are, they've sort of stopped. Saeed is consulting the electrical wiring map to make sure they're going in the right direction. And, you know, Locke, of course, in his infinite wisdom, <laughs> doesn't think uh, the map is quite accurate and you know Saeed says well more accurate than a than your stick John hey that stick got us to the station yeah the station you accidentally blew up well if you would have told me the basement was rigged with C4 maybe I would have been more careful and I'm thinking yeah but you wouldn't have (laughs) maybe but the answer is no and then of course we find out uh, he knew there was C4 there in the first place right We'll we'll talk more about his motivations with that related to that later. Mm-hmm. Um, so they talk about what to do with Mikey and uh, you know oh what he suggests we just shoot him like a dog and Locke has a very nice line no I like dogs uh, which doesn't exactly answer the question but um, no. <laughs> shoot him like a cat I guess he's saying because he doesn't like cats I don't know. Um, <laughs> It really it calls into question what that line really means. I think the the that phrase "shoot him like a dog," you know, um, because whether or not you like dogs, the dog gets shot the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not some extra way to shoot a dog that you don't like versus a dog you do like. <laughs> you know, so it's a really weird response. Now I like <clears> dogs. <throat> don't shoot them that way. But you know, anyway. Yeah, it's, it's the the point yeah. is the shooting, not of what. It's like you know. It's a snappy comeback that doesn't quite yeah. hold up to. Yeah. I like. I mean, from Locke, it's pretty good. I, I like it. And now we know who likes dogs. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Danielle agrees that they should shoot him because they won't trade. Great, won't trade uh, Mikey for Jack. Oh. And <laughs> I want to slap everyone who said that in this episode, right? Like, oh, they won't trade him for Jack. They won't trade him for Jack. Shut up. How do you know? You know. Uh, that's and it's and the same thing when Locke says that later. It's like, well, you know, they might not trade him for Jack, but at least we have some bargaining chip, you know, versus not having anything at all. Yeah. But um, so Kate, you know, interrupts and says, "Nobody's shooting anybody." <laughs> Which you really okay. love. I really love Rousseau. You're not gonna shoot Saeed. Saeed, you're not gonna shoot John. John, you're not gonna shoot like me. <laughs> you know, it's like no one's shooting anybody here, right? <sighs> um, I always count on Kate to bring a little levity to the city. I know, that's what she's good for. Uh-huh, huh, huh. Um, so, you know, she asked she asked Mikey if, if why don't why doesn't he just say if they're going the right way and he says they're going the right way, so and it turns out they were going the right way, so he didn't lie. Mm-hmm. Uh for like Rousseau said he would. He will lie. Don't ask him anything, <laughs> it's all lies. <laughs> you should know this. He would lie to you, and then he would lie to you some more. What did he? What did she say about Henry? Something like he will lie for a long time, 
And then he would lie some more. <laughs> and then, just when you think he's done all the lying he's going to do, he will tell you two more lies. <laughs> and then he will only tell you the truth <laughs> forever. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, that's... Um... She, she reiterated that a lot of times. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, anyway... Good point, buddy. Um, Sorry. So... I was going to bring up something, but I think it's too much of a tangent. Oh, okay. So, um, so the next scene, we, we've got Charlie and Claire uh, about to start their little lovely picnic. And uh, Desmond comes running out. Uh, he wants Charlie to go hunting with them. And he sort of insinuates, you know, hey, Charlie, you know, of all the things you could do today, hunting with me is probably the best bet you know mm-hmm. which you know we're thinking uh he's got he's had another vision about charlie and that he he figures a way to keep him safe that day is to have him not be on the beach yeah um so this was really interesting uh i'm getting a little tired of this uh this, this plot thread um but you know it, it, it was interesting and then uh then at this point claire sees the birds flying over and she she says something I never expected Claire to ever say in the history and future of the show, oh which was, I think I found a way to get, a, to get us rescued. <laughs> <laughs> never thought I'd hear Claire say, Claire say that. Um, I, was, I, I was so stunned, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what are you going to do, Claire? Are you going to make a giant bird and fly everyone <laughs> off the island? <laughs> oh, jeez. That's something... <laughs> I think Gilligan's Island would try, mm-hmm. and it would probably work, but then the wind would come and knock him down. Mm-hmm. So the next scene, uh, Claire is telling her plan to Son and Jen, and uh, we see Sawyer in the distance. He's reading his little book, and he's really skept- skeptical, and almost calls her a nickname. Uh, oh, yeah, exactly. Ooh, I forgot what happened just last week, um, or yesterday, whatever it's supposed to be. Who knows? Um, so she sees that um, she she figures she wants to catch one of the birds because she thinks it's tagged, and that researchers uh, will find the bird you know once it flies to Australia or New Zealand. And I'm thinking, she said that the birds you know fly south, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know why she thinks Australia or New Zealand would would be south of them when they clearly went east. Um, and and uh, didn't they already? Didn't Arnst already say that, you know, the only landmass south of them is Australia? I mean, sorry, Antarctica. Antarctica, yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean, maybe she was... Was she there in that scene? <laughs> Do you remember he that did. scene, Claire? And I, and I don't think... I mean, uh, based on the month it is, I think it's uh, early December. It should be coming into summer where they are. Yeah. Since they're in the southern hemisphere. So yeah. I, I wouldn't see the birds uh, flying farther south. Uh, yeah, you know. that's I, I I didn't really understand, or maybe maybe oh maybe she was saying because I don't I don't have the transcript handy because it's not up, but maybe she was saying like in general the birds fly south and this is as far south as they get and and when they fly back north to Australia or New Zealand then that's what her plan is. Yeah, that that's what I sort of thought she meant. Oh, okay, um, maybe that's although what she my meant. understanding where the island is, you know, it doesn't seem like it's Australia n- or New Zealand are that much farther. Yeah. North. Uh, but, uh, eh, whatever. I that used was... to think the island floats around in the South Pacific there. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know. 
I, I mean, I, I guess the idea is those birds will go back somewhere where there's civilization and, mm-hmm. you know, of course the problem is that note doesn't help them find the island or anything. It just sort of tells them that, that the people on the plane survived. Yeah. You know, which is good for them to know, I suppose, but, uh. It's not. It doesn't seem to me that it's going to get them rescued, you know, immediately. Well, I really think Claire should have. Um, I don't know. I think there could have been more pertinent information, like written on that note. Like I feel like maybe Saeed could have, you know, took a little bit of time and and you know I don't know, looked at the stars or somehow tried yeah. to gauge their location, longitude, latitude wise. Right. Um, you know, but, you know, of course she didn't stop to think someone else might have something to say on her little note, because it was her plan. Yeah, and this whole thing sort of struck me as SOS Part 2. Yeah. You know, that it's sort of the same idea. And then Charlie in the Rose part, you know, don't give people false hope and whatever. Don't waste your time. Hey, but you know what? We learn it's never stupid to have hope. <laughs> right. I forgot. We just learned that. We too. learned that just recently. Don't. It's never stupid to have hope. Hope can start a car even if it doesn't have an engine. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I think. Um, where's your romanticism? <laughs> it died from all my failed relationships. <laughs> it killed them. It's lying burning in the deep. Deep crevasses of my heart. <laughs> oh God! Was that too Crevasse. much? Was that too much? Word. Love that word. That's my soul. You love what word? Crevasse. How many points do I get? Oh, you know, it's not a big pointer. I just oh, like geez. it. I, I, I'm gonna, you know, it's that's like a good three. Oh, great. Yeah, I can get three points by saying nothing. I mean, I, I like it, but it's, eh, okay, sorry. Anyway. All right, okay. Um, anyway, I think there's a lot to talk about with her bird plan. Yeah, and, and I want to get into this deal with Charlie and Desmond because I'm slightly confused on what happened. Uh, we'll have to. Uh, that's because what happened was stupid. Okay, oh, there it is. Okay, well, we don't have to talk about it now. <laughs> See how simple that was? Wow. Yeah. I, I was ready to have a 20-minute conversation about I, it. And... I solve mysteries left and right. <laughs> yeah, the police, oh. the police asked me who, who committed that big murder last week, and I was like, does it matter? And they're like, hey. <laughs> hey. And they just left. <laughs> the police aren't very good in this town. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, let's get back to the podcast. Right. Do 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 do. Okay, so in this scene, uh, you know, Charlie is basically poking ho- holes in her idea. He doesn't really see the point. Uh, you know, he he talks about you know I don't want you to have false hope and and you know you know like you sort of brought up uh, or we talked about you know this idea of hope is coming around fairly often and it's really sickening to me. Um, because it's, you know, I mean, I don't, I you know, I, I agree with, you know, I guess I'm a, <laughs> I'm a rosist, uh, <laughs> I'm in roses camp as far as hope, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, this is ridiculous to me, I said that, 
but I am a Rosist. Um, and I, you know, I believe that that false hope. Um, um, I don't know. Am I a Rosist? I guess I'm a Rosist. Well, you know, she she believed that Bernard was alive without any evidence. Yeah, that's true. Um, so. And maybe her hope made him stay alive. Maybe it did. So she's she's not immune to having hope, you know. Uh, so I suppose that hope might be more reasonable than, you know, other kinds of hope. No, but, that's what uh, I was saying. I was saying a rosist in terms of, you know, she believes that false hope is better than no hope. At least I think she thinks that. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, well, I think I, I mean I I think her whole point about um, about the Bernard that Bernard episode when he was trying to make the SOS sign is that, um. Wasn't her whole thing about letting the people have hope that they would be rescued and not like squashing that? Was that no, her she she didn't want him to make the sign because she didn't want to give people false hope. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, I totally forgot. I totally misremember mis- that. So I'm not a rosist. I'm a Bernardist. Okay. I see. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Bernardist. But I thought you didn't believe in hope. What 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 do you believe, <sighs> sir? Oh god, now you're gonna nah. I feel like a politician. <laughs> Been dodging the issue and now I have to uh, now I have to say. Um I like your shoes. Where'd you get those? Let's change the subject. Okay, here's what here's what I feel. I feel that I feel like I I guess I'm in a quandary because I feel like Charlie's explanation that I don't want to give you a false hope is a really lame reason why he doesn't want to support her. With that said, I don't believe that hope is this all-powerful thing that can, like, you know, do stuff that Hurley tried to get it to do. Um, I think that if somebody has hope, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, in a situation, there's nothing wrong with, you know, letting them have that hope if it makes them feel better. Uh, but I don't think that saying, oh, I don't want to give you false hope is a reason sort of not to do something or not to support somebody. So it's so what I'm saying is if somebody has hope and I think it's false, I'm not going to try to convince them it's false hope. But I don't think that hope is the cure-all to these sort of situations. I see. So you don't, you don't advocate not having hope at all. But, uh, exactly. But... You understand that it's not some sort of all all powerful force that yeah. will do anything you want. And if somebody has hope, it's I think it's fine if someone wants to have hope in a situation, um, you know. And I wouldn't I wouldn't try to you know take that from them and be like, no, no one's ever going to come. No one's going you know that that bird looks sickly to me, Claire. It's going to die soon. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whatever you might want to say, but I, I just I guess my big thing is that I really thought his point was really crappy, like. Oh, that doesn't make you an expert. You you watched a couple of nature shows, and now you think you're... Well, you don't have to be an expert to know about tagged birds and how that works, you know. And, and I you know, I guess I just thought his motivation was just really weird. Like, what what was his reason for not wanting to uh, to help her? Like, the, the false hope thing, it seems like that was his reason, but it's just crappy. Yeah, it just seemed contrived. Like, they didn't want him to just go... They wanted to create some sort of conflict, and, and that's, that's all they could make happen i guess yeah i don't know it's really weird yeah there's a lot more to talk about with this whole bird situation yeah i i want to get into the desmond stuff but uh we can probably wait on that yeah i don't i don't know when we're, when we're going to bring that up later at the end or yeah maybe once he finds the bird or something okay. 
So, uh, let's see. Oh, I also, um, uh, yeah, okay. We'll talk about that when we when he finds the bird, because I have an idea. I have a, this weird theory about the birds. Oh, no. Well. Is this one of Claude's signature theories? No, I don't think it's crazy. It's not. Oh, yeah. It's not too crazy, but um, I think it. I think it's worth mentioning. Okay. What's also worth mentioning is the next scene. Wow, not really. <laughs> it's Claire in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess we'll mention it anyway. Um, Claire's in the hospital just after the accident. She's getting stitches. She's all wrecked. Uh, <laughs> pun intended. And uh, the officer comes in, Officer Barnes, uh, comes in to ask questions. You know, and we find out that uh, on her side of the story, a truck forced her off the road. She was driving, which is a detail I thought the police should already know based on the crime scene or the accident scene. Um, and she claims that the truck driver, uh, but the truck driver claims that Claire hit him. Um she, she's really defensive about what's going on. I mean, obviously, she's, you know, at her wit's end. It's a, you know, dire situation. And uh, what do you think um, in terms of whether or not it was Claire's fault? Knowing Claire, it probably was her fault. Yeah. She seems a bit flighty to me. But, I mean, there's no basis for me to say that because we don't really see the accident. And all we see is the aftermath. Um I guess her mom wasn't wearing a seatbelt, which isn't good. Yeah. Uh, but that's not Claire's fault. I don't uh, think they have seatbelts in Australia. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. A little uh, cultural exchange. Hey. Nice. It's a land hey. of kangaroos. Good point. Good point. Um, so, I mean, if I had to guess, oh, God, I have no idea. But I, I would say, yeah, it's probably Claire's fault. It, it just She was young and, you know... I, I could see her, you know. You're such I could an ageist. See that being her fault. What? You're such an ageist. Well, you know, just statistically, it's you know that's, that's what you got to go with. I think. Um, well, the way the accident—I mean, the way it, the accident looked—it looked like she rear-ended somebody. Um, so how someone could force her off the road, you know? I don't know. Oh, actually, okay. I'm looking at the the scene now. She, she, uh, she hit somebody else. Okay. That's what happened. She hit the front of somebody's car. I see. It's almost like it's it's almost like one of them ran a red light or something, and they got hit in the intersection. Um, so I don't I don't know her story about forcing you off the road. I mean, if someone forces you off the road, that's generally they're next to you, right? You know, are they're you know parallel to you, and they move over, and you got to move over. Yeah. And that's that's definitely not what happened in the situation. So I don't know. Anyway, we find out that the mom's in surgery, she's not dead, and then the cop sort of leaves, you know, and Claire's wondering, you know, thinking that they're they're blaming her for the accident, and he's not really doing that, but he sort of seemed to be. Um, he leaves, he only asks a few questions, <laughs> I guess he's really good at his job. Uh, next scene, we've got uh, Kate and Danielle stopping at the river to get some water, and Kate asked Danielle, you know, why haven't you asked me about Alex? You know, I've told you your daughter's alive after all these years, and you don't haven't asked anything. And Danielle, you know, does this weird, you know, story about Jack and puts 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 Kate in her shoes basically. Yeah. And uh, basically says she doesn't she doesn't want to know about Alex. 
um, which makes me think, you know, what's, what's really in this for Danielle? What does she really ex- expect the outcome to be? Yeah. Uh, I mean, if she finds Alex and gets Alex, you know, out from the others or whatever, um, you know, she already knows that, you know, Alex isn't going to know her or have really any real feelings for her. So I don't, I don't know what she expects out of this. I mean, if I were her, I would just want to maybe catch up or something and try to get to catch know her. Up? Oh, because from Danielle's perspective, it's not like catching up to do. Well, I've been in the jungle for 16 years. Uh, I blew up my... I, I, <laughs> all right, we get the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would, I think I think she's got something to say for those years. Uh <laughs> And, uh, you know, not just catch up, but get to know each other. And, you know, and, that, I mean, that's what I would do if I were her, you know, uh, in that situation. Well, that's so, weird, then. So, you know, because it's your kid. You know, it's just like uh, if you give a kid up for adoption and you find them or they find you, you know, what they really want is to just sort of get to know you. And, you know, I, I think that's I think that's pretty much all that you're looking for well but i mean in the context of the island it's not like you have any like real like there's no real life you know like hey you know we can go have pizza and go to the mall and go like i mean i I mean i guess all you can really do is talk to her and then either she comes with you in the jungle or you stay there with her or you know you guys go your separate ways yeah you know i don't know where we're, we're gonna meet we're gonna meet in the jungle every every weekend to have lunch or something i mean i don't know it's just sort of a weird situation i don't know what the outcome should could be, but just a strange situation. Yeah, it is. And for me, though, in this scene, I you know while she's talking, I'm hearing something like from the writer, something like, "We don't want to have any scenes where she asks about Alex, so here <laughs> we can make sure we don't ever have to write them." Yeah. You know, we don't want to waste our well, time. With her saying, well, so, well, you know, what's Alex's deal? What, what does she look like? Uh, what does she well, do? Well, that's the know? thing. Like, Kate can't even, they can't even answer that many questions. All you can really say yeah. is, you know, what she looks like and that, you know, a little bit about what they've experienced with the others in terms of Alex. And that's it. I mean, there's not a lot of questions to ask. I yeah. mean, that Kate could even answer, so. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I guess I feel like they, they don't want to deal with those scenes and that just, I don't know. Cause I feel like she would be curious anyway. I, yeah. I don't quite, I don't quite buy her, her explanation for why she doesn't want to know. Like that just, I don't know. I, that just seems wrong to me, but, uh, eh, whatever. I'll let it go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't buy it either. There's a lot of reasons I don't buy in this episode. Uh, Charlie's reason for not wanting to help Claire. Mm-hmm. Danielle's reason for not wanting to know about Alex. Locke's reason for why he, okay, we'll talk about that soon. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So, do 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 do. The next scene, the gang is uh, walking through the jungle, and um, Kate starts to ask Mickey, uh, Mikey, uh, how he got there, and uh, you know he he starts to say he was recruited when he was twenty four, and he was approached by a man, and then he's cut off. Of course, uh, they love to cut people off right when they could give something interesting, even if it's not relevant to the question. Yeah, it, it would definitely be interesting, uh, and they do this later too, and in the next scene. Yeah, uh, where if you just let them finish, we might, you know, you guys might not get anything out of it. We'd get something out of it. Yeah, um, and so we find out that two weeks ago their underwater sonar beacon went out, 
And so if they ever leave the island, they cannot come back. Uh, we know that this is obviously a correlation to the failsafe going off, uh, which apparently really wrecked things <laughs> more than uh, we thought. Uh, really makes me wonder if Ben really knew what was going on when, when he saw that um, light go off. Skies yeah, and, and, and again, hello, dead horse. I'm coming for you again. What he was doing when he tried to convince Locke that he didn't push the button and that it doesn't do anything. Yeah. You know, if he really knows about it, what was what was he doing? If it's this big of a deal. You Maybe, know? I wonder if he was trying to... Oh, I still don't. I still don't know. I still don't know. I, I feel like he was maybe trying to figure out if it was real, or figure out what the consequences might be, or um, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe he wanted to go and maybe secure the failsafe, or make sure it could never be used or something, but it didn't work, and I don't know. Yeah, well, we hmm. we beat that one. So very next. Uh... So, oh, huh? <laughs> yeah, I had a question. This this scene um, that we're talking about now, I, I transcribed all this dialogue. Oh, yeah? Uh, Why'd you do that? Well, I <laughs> I thought it would be worth uh, right. talking about. Um, there's something... What, what were you going to say next? Well, my question was, how do they find the island in the first place? If they need this beacon so badly to, to find it when they leave, how did they find it in the first place? How did who find it in the first place? Uh, Dharma. See, because I, I mean, based on based on the last episode, I think these these others were there first. So my question would be, how did they find it? I oh guess. yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally, ooh, I totally spaced spaced on that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, but see, I think I think the others, you know, predate. I mean, I feel like they could have easily sort of actually landed on it or. You know their group, and then their group just sort of became, in, you know, indigenous in quotes, you know, to the island. But but I feel like the 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 beacon is is Dharma's technology. So how did Dharma find the island? Is I think a valid question too. Yeah, originally, well, I think the story goes something like uh, Magnus Hanso discovered it on the Black Rock, and. Uh, Somehow, uh, you know, Alvar found out about it, and uh, he discovered what on the Black Rock? The island. You know, the he was there. on the he was on the Black Rock. Yeah, he was he was like the what, captain what you, or something. What do you? Is this like a spoil? Is this spoiler information? This is uh, this is I don't know. This is lost experience stuff. Oh. So uh, so I guess that's sort of a spoiler. I don't know, but uh, yeah. But I, yeah, that's that was part of it that he uh, that he found the island on the Black Rock and uh, and somehow I don't remember how I think I think he went he found the island and then he left again and then he came back I I think that was how the story went and so that's how uh, Alvar found out about it eventually and of course he's uh, uh, the funding behind the Dharma Initiative and so I would say they knew about it because of Hanzo. Well, mystery solved. Yeah, that would be what I would say. But uh, nonetheless, within the context of the show, minus the lost experience, uh, it's definitely... <laughs> I'm going to guess that uh, Magnus found it, and uh, <laughs> I don't know why I think that. Just a wild theory. 
Uh, well, in the context of the show, I think it's fair to say maybe somebody just crashed there, uh, and they and they said, "Wow, this is great," and then left. But then, of course, how did? Okay, if you if you crash there and don't have sonar equipment, how do you get back? Oh man! Oh man! Yeah. So, so speaking of that, <laughs> speaking of not answering your question, this line. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Like I did that. Um, this line. Two weeks ago, our underwater beacon stopped emitting its locator signal. There was an event, an electromagnetic pulse. And then, the, then this final line that he says that I couldn't quite understand the first part. Something like, it will be impossible to come back. And uh, I don't really know quite what he means by that. Um, and then uh, Kate says, why would you want to come back? Wait, 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 wait. Before you get into that, because that's a whole other topic. What yep. I said before you get into that next part with Kate's comments, that's a whole other topic. Right. Well, I'm just talking about the impossible to come back yeah. thing. You, is that what you're saying? That's is what it, I'm is... saying. That they use that sonar beacon to find the island, and it's not working right now. So, so if he... they okay, sorry. Go ahead. So if they leave the island, they won't be able to find it again because the sonar is not working. Right, so she's asking about, you, you can leave the island whenever you want. Yeah, but we can't get back because of this problem. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Because I was like, God, oh, Kate really knows what he means, and I don't. Okay. <laughs> oh. I'm like, I'm like, why would you want to come back? He's on the island. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. So I, then I, we I, have the next part where you can read that. Oh, and she, what she's really saying is, you know, you wouldn't be trapped on the island anymore. You know, why yeah. would you come back to this horrible place when you could be in civilization? That's, yeah. That's what she said. God, man, I did you not totally... get that line at all. And you wrote it all down and still didn't get it. I certainly did. Yeah, it just, wow, it all came together right now. Okay, wow. Great. I was kind. Of, I was also uh, kind of irritated with Kate for, for interrupting his story yeah. uh, about being recruited because um, we talked about that in the last episode mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, about you know how did he how did he actually end up there you know if his his story about being recruited by Dharma wasn't true but apparently he was recruited uh, is this is his story going to be similar to Juliet's or or different uh, you know I don't really know yeah it seems like it's going to be similar to Juliet's um, and I you know he says by a man and I figure and I feel like it's the same the who whoever's behind it all man. But yeah. I feel like maybe that man's a little too high up to be recruiting people in person. But I, you know, but maybe back then he wasn't. I don't know. Yeah, because I feel like uh, I feel like Mikey is an is an original other, I guess, an yeah. older other, mm-hmm. and and he came maybe with the original group. And so back then, the 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 big guy, whatever him, w- probably was recruiting himself. Yeah. The, the original group, but you know now he he doesn't, or more recently he hasn't. Uh, done it himself. He's already delegated it. Yeah, this this scene is one of the most important scenes, like almost ever, ever <laughs> in terms of what's in terms of what's going on with the others. Like this is a pivotal scene. Yeah. Uh, in that we get a lot of answers very quickly, and then yeah, like, ten times as many questions. Um. So why don't you read that section, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. So you want me to start with this uh, with Kate? Uh, Kate's why did you want to come back thing? Why would you want to come back? Okay. He says, you would not understand. She says, try me. (laughs) He says, I misspoke. What I meant to say is, you're not capable of understanding. (laughs) 
Uh, and then Gabe The says, insult just gets worse. I misspoke. I meant to make that more insulting to I'm you. I'm sorry. Uh, it was too mild. Let me... <laughs> Not only wouldn't you understand, but there there is no sense in which you could yeah. ever possibly understand. Your brain is too small to possibly <laughs> comprehend. And then uh, she says, and why am I not capable? And uh, he said, because you are not on the list. Ding, ding, ding. And yeah, and the lost community breathes a sigh. <laughs> Of something, I don't know. I think you mean they take a gasp. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Breathes a sigh is kind of weird. Yeah, they gasp. Uh, everybody was like, <sighs> <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> we won't, we won't do that till we find out the answer to the list." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's when the sighs come up. Exactly. Um, yeah, that would be really weird. The list again? Oh God, enough. Okay, anyway, um, because you are not on the list, Kate says, "What list?" <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I'm thinking, come on, Kate, don't be so stupid. Don't you know what Lizzie's talking about? I know what Lizzie's talking about. Why I don't know. you know? God, Kate, keep up. Didn't you see your last? Didn't you see last episode? Yeah, and don't you remember when Pickett said he wasn't on Jacob's list? Were you listening? God, Kate, what were you doing? Being Canadian. she should like understand the concept of of them having a list. I think maybe because yeah. she was on Michael's list, but whatever. Uh, and then she should have heard about the list that Anna Lucia found, too. I mean, you know, if they're talking, it seems like they, you know, would know about that. But whatever. Um, what list? And then he says, <clears throat> the man who brought me here, who brought all of my people here, he is a magnificent man. Oh, so that must mean that there were no other people on the island before Dharma? I mean, before the others came, like I, I'm not so sure about that. Okay. Uh, I mean, I would say definitely. Well, I don't really know. I would say. Well, he brought he brought all the others there. There's not any others that came. Yeah. Um, although, does that mean that the man is uh, the middle the the middle of guy? Yeah, I know. That's that's. I, I immediately thought of Juliet when he said that because I'm like, okay, uh, does that include Juliet? And if it does, then whatever. But maybe he means brought them here in the larger in the, sense, in the general sense, not like yeah. you know requested like, that they come. Not literally, like when Ben says, "I will take you home." You know, it's yeah. It's... <laughs> oh God, he, he delegated it. He would so. Uh, yeah, so maybe that's the way we can take that. Um, not literally. Because I can't imagine that Milos guys is really... The Wouldn't guy that be awesome? It. it would be really crazy. If we saw him the whole time and... Hey, it's the guy from Suddenly Susan. <laughs> He's behind it all. <laughs> all right, I should have known Brooke Shields was in on this. I didn't... I didn't know he was on that show. Yeah. Um, interesting. Uh, a little tidbit. He was, he was good. He was nicely... Nicely creepy. Um, anyway, uh, I think uh, so. So this line is is a very close echo of Ben's line from season two about you know the man in charge or whatever. He's a brilliant man, but he is not a forgiving man. Oh, he's a great man. <laughs> that whole thing, um, and it was, and that was a big mystery in season two. You know, every, yeah. everybody was saying him, 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 him. Tom said it. You know, what am I going to tell him? And, all this, all this stuff, all this talk of him, 
and uh, and we were all wondering, and we thought yeah. we thought our answer was Ben, and uh, and uh, here we have it. Here we finally episode. What are we on? Twelve. 12. And we finally get him to mention it again. Yeah. Uh, well, and uh, and we find out it's not Ben. Do you think that when Tom said in maternity leave, what am I going to tell him? That he he was talking about Ben, or he was talking about the the bigger. Oh man? boy. <laughs> I mean, this is this is a very minor point, but I'm just wondering what you think. I don't know. Okay. Like really, I really could see him saying that about Ben anyway. I um, feel like Ben's. It, I mean, I, I, we've said this before. It just depends on where the directive came from. But I feel like if anybody, Tom is reporting to Ben, and Ben would yeah. report to the upper guy. I agree. So he he may he may be talking about Ben, but I think Ben, when he says that stuff about he's a brilliant man and all that, yeah. that was about the real him. Yeah. Now, um, I mean, I'm I assume that the real him is Jacob. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, me too. Okay. Me too. Uh, especially because um, because he when she says what list, that's how he responds. Mm-hmm. It makes me think he's responsible for the list. Yeah, Jacob's which makes me list. think. Yeah, which makes me think he's Jacob. It, se- it seems to follow. I mean, it's not airtight, but uh, it works for me. Okay, so what's the so, next part? So I got um, more lines here. Uh, <laughs> If Ben is so magnificent, <laughs> uh, God, then why did he need one of us to save him? Huh? 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 <laughs> Steel trap logic. And then, uh, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, you're right. Our oh, whole movement damn. is dead. <laughs> oh, we, we give up. We surrender. Uh, and then he says, Ben? Ben is not. I will now, try to make... Is that what he says? Ben is not? Yeah. I I have either Ben is nothing or Ben is not him. I just heard Ben is not, as in Ben is not magnificent. Oh. I I, I, I heard I heard an extra little syllable at the end, but I don't know. Oh, really? It was hard. He, he was muddling. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was another one of those classic lost, muddled, but extremely important lines. Yeah. I love when they do that because we really wish we could just know what they said, and uh, the actor didn't quite spit it out clearly. But uh, yeah, I heard I heard Ben is not, um, but yeah. I think the point is Ben's not him. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, good enough. And then he says, "I will try to make this as simple as I can. You are not on the list because you are flawed, mm-hmm. or flawed." However he says it. Flawed. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like Claude, but with the flaw. Yeah, the beginning. Flawed. yeah, flawed. Flawed. It was sort of like flowed. <laughs> All right, now you're just making it weird. <laughs> anyway, um, and then he says, "Because you are angry, and weak, and frightened." Now here's 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 a point of contention. Uh, he sort of looks at various people when he says these things. Yeah. Um, you know, when he when he says flawed, he's looking at Kate. When he right. says angry, he's looking at Locke. When right. he says weak, he, we we assume he's looking at Danielle. She's not in the shot, but that's probably where he's looking. And then he sort they sort of focus on Saeed when he says frightened. Yeah. So he's either still talking to Danielle or he's talking to Saeed. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my opinion is that he's not attributing these characteristics to everyone individually. He's saying overall they they are all these things. All of them are angry, weak, and frightened, mm-hmm. and all you know. Not just you know, Kate is the one who's flawed, and Locke is angry, and Danielle is weak. 
Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, Kate's flawed, but I mean, isn't being you know that's, angry yeah, that's, a flaw? Also? Exactly, that's the point. He's saying overall they're all flawed, they're all angry, they're all weak, they're all frightened. Yeah, I mean, I think they were cutting between the people as a as a device of catching their reactions and stuff. Yeah, and, and we aren't supposed to necessarily take each thing as he. Oh, this is this guy, and this is her, and you know, yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I agree. That's I took it as as a general statement about all of them. Okay, about all of those who aren't on the list, I should say. Yeah, and that's you know that's um, going once again going back to this whole you know good people thing. Uh, and uh, another plot thread that I didn't know if it was ever going to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's so that's nice to see. Yeah, again. we sort of got some uh, criteria for what's required to be on the list. Or yeah. You know. Now I, I must ask: Is is Jack not flawed? <laughs> well, here, and I got two questions. First, is Jack not flawed? Second, wasn't Kate on the list? I mean, we know Jack wasn't on the list. That's the thing. I I infer from this that Jack, Kate, and Sawyer were all not on the list. So there must have been a different list. Yeah. So when he says Jacob's list, it's not the list that they gave to Michael. No. It's some other grander list. Yeah. Which is very interesting. Yeah, so so my theory now, which is barely a theory, but is that 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 whole business with Jack, Kate, and Sawyer has nothing to do with with Jacob's list and it has nothing to do with the larger goals of the others or maybe very little to do with now, that. Do you remember when we saw Michael's list was Jack's name not on there or was it on there? Oh, Jack's name was definitely on there. Okay, so so it's not that list. No. Okay. Absolutely not. It was Jack, it was Jack A. Sawyer and Hurley's name on the list, first and last names and uh, that was it. And I don't think any of them, I mean, yeah, I don't think any of them are on the real list. Sorry, Harley. Oh, that's all right, man. I'm rich, dude. <laughs> and I got a car now. All I had to do was hope. <sighs> that's Thank you, Harley, for joining us for a minute there. Uh, uh. So, um, okay, so let me finish up this scene. Uh, what I wrote down, at least. Uh, Saeed, Saeed uh, butts in now. And says, the more I learn about your people, the more I suspect you're not as omniscient as you'd have us believe. Don't speak to us as if you know us. <laughs> I do not know you, Saeed Or then, you, Kate Austin. And then... But you, yeah. John Locke. You I might have a fleeting memory of. That's my best uh, Russian. That was pretty good, actually. Hey. Hey, I tried. You kind of found it. Russian's yeah. really hard for me. I, that's one of those accents that eludes me. Yeah, it's really weird. It's uh, yeah, I can I can only do a few words. I can't really. I I really like his accent. It's I very... do too. It, it's it's not it's not that like really thick Russian. It's, yeah. It's it's um I don't know something about it. I think he's yeah. actually he's actually Latin. That actor. Oh really? Uh, I think he's like, ooh, where was he born? I, I looked it up. I don't remember. I think he's born in South America somewhere. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay, interesting, interesting. So he's definitely putting it on. He's def- oh, he's definitely putting it on. Like he, yeah, and he's been in other movies and yeah, uh, but it's, it's nice. I like I like the accent that he's doing there. Yeah, no, it's good. I'm glad glad yeah. he has that. It, it makes his character a lot more interesting. It does. You know, it gives it that worldwide worldwide appeal. You know, from, yeah. from what uh, the others were doing. 
Yeah, definitely. And that was the other thing that I said, I think I said in the last podcast, that if the others were indigenous, how did a Russian guy appear as one of their members? Mm -hmm. You know, that didn't make any sense. And this one clears that up, that they were sort of recruited. Uh, So it, it makes sense that a Russian guy could be recruited. Yeah. You know, that's, it's not so crazy. So I was, I was glad to see that sort of confusion, uh, resolved as far as that goes. So we're, we're, we're slowly but surely getting a better picture of what the deal with the others is. It's crazy. It's, it, um, it's nice to know that, you know, they'll pose a question and have it go on, but they will yeah. eventually get to it. Yeah, it is. It's comforting because sometimes, and and you might despair because they don't address it at all for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I think, man, that's over, isn't it? They're never going to deal with that again. And then there it is again. Like so anyway, baby, um, oh which they haven't mentioned yet. You're right. That's that's it's coming again. I, I'm hey, sure. I'm not complaining. <laughs> all right. Me so so we, um, sorry. Go ahead. Well, we, 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 we find out, sort of shockingly, I think, um, well, not if you saw the, ne- the next on Lost last week, but um, for those of you who didn't, you were probably shocked, um, you know, he basically says that uh, he knows Locke, uh, well, I misspoke, he knows a John Locke, but the John mm-hmm. Locke he knows was Para, ooh, wait, someone <laughs> just cut me off. Uh, gotta, right. love, gotta love that. And it was interesting mm-hmm. that it was Danielle this time. Right. So I'm like, Kate, you just did that earlier. Shut up. <laughs> but it was nice they gave it to Danielle. Mm-hmm. She needs something to do in, in this episode. Um, Stop but, listening um, to him. It's all lies. <laughs> Danielle, you're a one-trick pony. That's all you have to say. <laughs> uh, it's all baby. It's all doll bombs, and don't listen to him because you're lying. <laughs> Oh god, doll bombs. <laughs> Should be the title of her first album. Doll bombs? <laughs> yeah. I I think it's a good band name. It's just a nice uh yeah, it's got a nice ring to it. Doll bombs. Yeah. Um so how does how in the Or maybe heck... a novel, autobiography. I don't know. Oh nice. Doll bombs. <laughs> the story of Danielle Rousseau. <laughs> Part two. They should do that. That'd be nice. Anyway. Um uh what was I going to say? So about this, uh, I think I know what he was going to say. Well, I know what he's going to say, too. I oh. think I think my tennis shoe knows what he was going to say. <laughs> I don't think it's a secret. You know, I didn't know at first, and then <laughs> and then it all made sense. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I apologize. I didn't mean to be cynical. Maybe some people didn't know what he was going to say. Uh, I think he was going to say paralyzed. Yeah. Um... That was or really paraplegic obvious. or something. <laughs> yeah. Some, uh, something to the effect of you yeah. couldn't use your legs. Wouldn't so be. anyway, uh, I think that's, I think, I mean, do you want to even speculate how he could possibly know Locke? I think I have an idea. Um, no. I, you know, I didn't even think about that. Um, I, I, I guess the way I took these, this line, you know, I don't. <laughs> oh God. What? I don't know. Here it comes. Yeah, here, here, buckle, buckle up. Uh, when he said, you know, of course I don't know you, Saeedra, and you, Kate Austin, are a complete stranger to me. Um, but you, John Luck, I have, I might have a fleeting memory of, but I must be confused because the John Luck I know was paralyzed. 
you know, that's basically what he was saying. I guess, you know, he, he knows he knows their, their full names. I think he uh, has read the files they have on uh-huh. them. And that he he knows... I, I, this line's weird. I think he knows who they all are in the in the sense of knowing information about them. But he but he says he doesn't know them. He only knows Locke. Yeah, but the fact that he says their their full names, I feel like he's being facetious. You know that that he he does in fact know them because you know Saeed says, "Don't speak to us as if you know us." Oh, of course I don't know you. And you know he says his full name, and you're a stranger to me. Like I I feel like he doesn't mean it. Well, but it just doesn't make any sense. Okay, so what what is his point about having a fleeting a fleeting memory of Locke? Then I think I I think his his only thing there was to was to point out that Locke used to be paralyzed. Hmm. I don't know if I buy that. I I, I it is inter- it is strange that he did use their full names. I I I thought his point was. You know, I don't know you. I, I know a little bit about you guys, you know, from what I've read in my files, but I don't know you. Um, you know, even though I know your full names, I don't know you, but I know you. I know you. I don't know. I, I thought he was basically saying he ran into Locke somewhere in the real world. See, and point. I thought he meant the John Locke I know from the files, you know. Yeah, but don't they don't they know by now? It's just like he should have known by now. I mean, I feel like the others in general should know by now that Locke obviously is not in a wheelchair. Ben knows that after meeting him. Certainly. Um, so m- maybe the point is that that, Ethan too. that 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 Mickey, no, I keep saying Mickey. That Mikey, um, <laughs> that he uh, he doesn't know. He he didn't get the update that that Locke has got his legs back or something. Um, maybe that's the point. Yeah, but um, I feel like in general the others should know that, which makes me think, okay, well, what's the point of that? Uh, I do. I, I like your theory only because it makes it more plausible. You know, like the idea that he knows Locke outside of the island, I think, is a hard sell. Yeah, um, but I feel like I don't know. It just it just doesn't add up. But I, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I thought. Um, I thought. When, you know, when he says that, we get the shot of Locke, and Locke doesn't doesn't seem to you know have any sort of responses. Oh, I, you know, I, you know, fixed your plumbing or whatever. Or, what, mm-hmm. what was Locke doing with Nadia? He was pest con- or no? He was. Uh, I think he was. I think he was like doing inspection of. of oh her, yeah, that's right, home inspection. Yeah, but uh, anyway, um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I I was thinking, you know, since Lex, next week is a lot uh, a lock centric episode that uh you know we might we might see something with uh with with mikey in there uh somehow you know i mean obviously they can't really know each other because Locke would recognize him yeah uh but i was thinking you know that's why you know and that that's what made me think he said he had a fleeting memory of him right. because he sort of knows him tangentially you know but i don't know we'll see um yeah John Locke, I know. Hmm. See, that's it's. Uh, there's something that that line's very strange. I mean, they definitely think that reading a file on somebody is tantamount to knowing them. I mean, that's been stated. Yeah. Um. So if he's saying like, "I don't know you," you know, Saeed and Kate 
although I know your full names, which means I know stuff about you, um, then I can see that he's just being facetious. But, um, I mean, it's really interesting. That makes me think if he knew who they were this whole time, then, you know, that whole farce when they first meet, um, you know, the whole time he knew who exactly who they were. Yeah. You know, which is, which, which is really interesting. Um, I believe that. And it also, um, uh, so, so I think, especially since he died, I, I get the sense that uh, that he's not going to appear in Locke's flashback. But maybe he will. I don't know. We'll see. That'll be interesting if he does. I'll be very surprised. But uh, uh, what I wanted to say about um, the last episode was that... Um, oh, God. I'm losing my train of thought. Uh thought if I kept talking, it would come to me. <laughs> oh, 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 you were talking about... Uh, about the the farce he was doing. That's right. Okay, so uh, so if maybe we could assume for a second that he really uh, does know them from their files. Okay. I I wonder. It made me wonder since I interpreted it that way. I didn't think about that not being true. I guess. Um, it didn't occur to me to think about it another way. So I wonder. You know, do, do the others? Have they just passed out these files on the A15 survivors? Uh, maybe just to the higher ups or something, and they've all like read. Like if I if I had a stack of files on like forty people, yeah, uh, I wouldn't remember stuff like that. Like, what do they do? You know, I like... think I think what in in that with that idea that you know that that's what he meant. He's read the files. He knows them because he's read their files. And, and and even if that's not true, like other people clearly have. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the only the only way I can reconcile that is the idea that he was he was in an area where they could potentially you know come in contact with him. He did have this this uh, you know alter you know um, this, this story to tell them you know this persona to to, to put on uh, if he did meet them you know which is what he the whole farce that he did. Um, so I think if anything, they gave him their files because he, you know, might be might come in contact with them. And I think they pride themselves on, you know, whatever this information contains in a file. Um, you know, it helps them to know the people. It helps them to judge what they will and won't do in a situation. Yeah. As they always love to say, you won't do it or you don't have it. And mm-hmm. um, It's very interesting to me to sit there and read whatever they're reading, some kind of records that people leave that you could obtain and then say, well, you won't do this because, you know... Because you, like, have never done it before or you were in a situation similarly, similar that you... and you didn't do it and it's yeah. like, you you know, that's that's Russian roulette, though, almost literally. Yeah. You know, if they have a gun on you, oh, you're not going to shoot me. It's like, well, just because I've never done it before, does that really mean I won't do it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. sometime has to be the first time. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and it's it's ridiculous to believe that you can really predict people's behavior based on reading their old. Yeah, and unless stuff. unless these people had been stranded on an island before for eighty days and had been in a similar situation mm-hmm. and never shot anybody, then I'd be like, well, maybe. But th- these people have most of them have never been under as much stress and in such a dire situation in their lives. Yeah. So who knows what they're gonna do? Yeah, I mean, I don't think, yeah, I don't think Jack was shooting people back when he was a doctor, but, you know, 
now he finds himself with a gun occasionally, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, it's, it's being on the island has put them in that position and, you know, Charlie shot somebody. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, you know? he's a drug addict. Uh, so, uh, so clearly it, it brings out stuff in people that they, they wouldn't have done ordinarily. So that, that sort of reasoning that you, you wouldn't have done this in the real world. So you won't do it here. is pretty bad. It's pretty crappy. Um, but uh, nonetheless, they all they all believe it. Yeah. So. So anyway, um, I don't know what his point is in bringing that up. I guess I take that as sort of a uh, preview for the next episode or something like that. Some kind of lead in. I guess everything with Locke in this episode I take as as leading into the next episode. You know, yeah, like, I'll buy that. I'll buy setup, that. You know. Uh, him saying that, and yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. But uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, the only other, only other thing I can think is if if he hasn't really read their files. Other other others obviously have read some files. Um. Although I do want to say real quickly, I I, I only really thought that they had a file on Jack because they had him captive. I didn't really think they had a file on everybody. But of course they they know who all the survivors are, so maybe they just got gathered together everyone's file or something. Um, yeah, I mean, originally I had the sense that they just had the files on the important people, but but then I started thinking, you know, would they really get a file on Sun? Like, was did they really think that was gonna matter you, that much? Are you saying Sun's not important? Because <laughs> I, that, sir, is offensive to me. <laughs> well, I apologize for the offense, but yes, that's what I'm saying. Oh, well, I agree. <laughs> um. <laughs> You know the fact that they did that. If, if they, to me, if they know, if they know Son, they should know any. They could know anybody. You know any, well, any but random person. You mean no, as in they have a file, or no, as in they just know that she's a survivor and they just know her name. Um, I got the sense they had a file on Son, so I'll say have a file. And I guess the other idea is that maybe, maybe he 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 says he doesn't know them because he hasn't read their files. Um, you know, he knows their names, but he, does, he hasn't read their files, but he knows John because he has read his file. And maybe this idea that John is important and interesting and whatever we're leading up to next episode. Yeah. Um, that maybe that's what he means too, is that, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know you because I haven't read your file, but I've read your file, John. And I, I wanted to bring up, I just had this thought. I remember in that scene with Colleen and son, I believe she calls son by her full name also. Yeah, yeah, I think she does. In that scene. So that it also reminded me of that. You know, that's their way of saying, well, yeah, I know who you are. I know your full name. Yeah. You know? So that's that's the other reason, since he used full names, I took it as him saying, I know you. You know, even though he's literally saying, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it just, you know? It's just weird to say, I don't know you, I don't know you, but I really do. And I do know you, and I really do. <laughs> I agree. I so, agree. It's awkward, but I think that's what he's saying. Okay. Okay, well, how do you fight that? Uh, Danielle interrupts, uh, and then, of course, right when he's about to say he knows Locke was paralyzed, uh, the next scene, they come to a clearing, and uh, we see the pylons, the pylons of death. Right. Sonic death, as it were. Yes. And uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's almost as interesting as interesting as when uh, 
and uh, the first episode of the season when Jack hit the glass and I thought it was oh, yeah. force field. Uh, you know, the whole faux force field, <laughs> as it were. Uh, I thought, I was like, wow, look, there's a force field. And now I was like, whoa, look at these crazy pylons and what's going on with this. And, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a really nice, really nice revelation. Uh, that was interesting. They're, they're trying not to get sci-fi, but they can't help themselves. Yeah, yeah, this, this, uh, this little fence is a very sort of strange thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's not a very good force field because it just sort of kills you if you hit it. But, uh, well, it's not a force field, it's a security system. Yeah, I mean, it, it can function that way, sort of, but, uh, uh, yeah, right, it's definitely, uh, much better for security because they put that on Jack's cage, he would have been dead really fast. Yeah. Oh, as he slams against the glass and dies. Let's let's talk. I, I got some some questions about the the pylons. Let's talk about that and, and after the next big scene with this. Um, okay. So the next scene we have Claire and Jan. Uh, Jan they're they're building the bird trap to catch uh to catch some birds for Claire's uh Claire's um idea. Uh, Sun is coming down with some buckets of fish so they they can chop up to uh, as bait for the birds and uh, she goes Claire goes over to help help Sun and they start talking. Sun talks about her mom how she had high hopes for her future and uh, and I love that line. Of course, my mine never worked a day in her life. Mm-hmm. It, it sort of seemed a little a little like not off topic but like a little too much information. Like she just wanted to get that little jab in there about her mom. Yeah, <laughs> you know like. Yeah, mom. Mine never worked, and she was a little bit of a drinker, and uh, like, okay, son, okay, calm down. Uh, then we find out Claire's mom was a librarian, and that, of course, she's dead, because Claire says was. I expected, you know, son was like, was, and I expected Claire to go, it's complicated. <laughs> I don't think she's dead, though. Oh, um, you don't think so she's dead? No, I think she's just in a coma. And oh, you think she's still in a coma? Yeah, and I think, well, she was in a coma when she was pregnant, so, you know, that's really close to the time of the flight. Yeah, so. I sort of thought that she was sort of saying goodbye and that she was going to take her off the machines. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't um, get that sense. I mean, I, well, there's a whole thing that Christian says. That, well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. I mean, I, I think... Uh, uh, I think she says was because, you know, she used to do it, but she can't anymore because she's in a coma. Anyway. Well, what do you mean? I'm, no, I'm saying the thing about the thing with Christian saying that you can't just stop the machines for whatever reason, which I don't know mm-hmm. if that's an Australian thing. Because I always thought you could do that in America. Uh, that if you have, you know, someone on live support, you can decide when to take them off. But it seems like he was saying that that wasn't an option there for some reason. I, I think there are legal issues, but I think in general, yeah, you can you can do that. I'm not sure, but I, but while we're talking about Australia, I do want to point out that, uh, 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 or maybe I should wait. Did we get to the Christian scene yet? The Christmas scene? The Christian scene. The Jack's dad scene. Oh, I was like Christian scene. What does this have to do with religion? Um, no, we haven't gotten to that scene yet. Okay, I, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait until we get there. Please, write it down. You'll forget. Okay. Um, 
Well, that's interesting. I didn't. I thought Claire's mom was dead, but um... I mean, I did too when I was watching the episode originally. But I thought the revelation of the episode was that she was in a coma. How is that? When is that revealed? You mean that last scene is revealing it? Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, she was I mean, in a coma I think the just like scene. the the flashback reveals it because, especially because you know the cop comes in. And he's and he's like, uh, what does he say? Something like, "We do this when there's a fatality." Yeah. And she says, "My mom's not dead. She's in surgery." And he's like, "Yeah, okay." You know, it seems like they're setting you up for her to be dead, but it turns out she's just in a coma. Like, but I, she was in a coma. The next, I mean, the next, almost the next flashback, we find out she's in a coma, and then, I mean, she's in a coma the whole episode, and we find that out pretty early on. But did but did we find out she's in a coma before this scene? Before what scene? Before this scene we're talking about with her and uh, son. Um. No, the next scene we find out she's in a coma. Okay, so that's one. that's what I'm saying. I think that's. that's oh, the... but okay, but I'm saying at the but you still think at the end she's still not dead. You think you think she's still in a coma right now? Yeah. Oh, okay. I do. See, I think I she's do. dead right now. I mean, okay. regardless, I see what you're saying. This little build, you sort of think the mom is dead. Um, yeah. And, and I didn't think that was a red herring or anything. I just thought she's really dead because Claire decided to pull the plug. Okay. After she but that's her. But that's, you know, never stated in the episode. What's never stated? That she pulled the plug. No, no. Ex- oh, I know that, yeah. I mean, you're, you know, inferring. I am yeah. inferring, yeah. Well, I'm inferring it based on what Christian said about, you know, don't do it because of guilt. Uh, or you know, hope versus guilt. You know, don't do it because you're guilty. And then you know, we we see her go, and she is guilty. And we, you know, to me, it was making the point that she was keeping her alive because she felt guilty because of all the things she said. And then at that last scene where she goes to see her and she tells her she's pregnant and she apologizes, that that's she's getting her guilt over with. And then to me, the logical thing was, well, now I'm not keeping you alive for guilt anymore. I can let you go. Mm-hmm. That's 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 what I'm thinking. I I would agree with you if they had shown it, but yeah. like I can't, you know, I don't see why they don't show that if that's what happened. You know, well, seems, I don't see why they would keep her alive. Like it just she's seems just ridiculous. You know, all this stuff is going on. You know, in the main plot story, and she's just you know in Australia in a coma for the rest of the 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 episode. I mean, I agree. I think Christian. Wait. The Christian scene was a setup for her to do that, but it just sometimes with these flashbacks, it's weird the stuff that happens. Like, I, maybe it's, maybe it's a cut scene, dude. Maybe they maybe just cut so. the scene where where I mean, do, do we really need to? Do we really want to see the scene where she's crying well, and she, you know, whatever? And... At least give me a line of dialogue or something indicating that it happens. How about can... this? I got a crackpot theory. Okay. Well, not a crackpot theory, but it's crazy. It's not that crazy though. Um, what if, you know, when she, when she, you know, we have the scene, she tells her, she tells her mom, I'm sorry that I said all these bad things. Mm -hmm. And then she's thinking she's basically wants to let her mom go. So what she does is she contacts Christian, which I don't think she knows how, but maybe, maybe she does. Not like that. Christian tried to come visit her shortly after that time and, uh, was prevented. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I feel like maybe, maybe he, she was asking for his help. And then that's why, and then maybe he finds out when he comes back to, you know, help her, or, you know, kill, you know, kill the mom or whatever, that uh, that's when he finds that she's pregnant, if he ever finds that out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. 
Just thought I just thought maybe maybe that's where they're going with that. We'll see the end of this thing in another episode when we find out that he he knew she was pregnant and all that and okay. So, but let's uh, we're getting there to those scenes. Uh, it's the next scene actually uh, when uh, part of it. Uh, Claire comes in to see her mom after the surgery, and her aunt Lindsay grills her. She's really pissed, and you know she's just sort of upset that her sister's in this situation. And uh, it doesn't seem like she thinks highly of Claire in general, uh, mm-hmm. but it's Claire, so you know. And uh, oh, Doctor Woodruff comes in, and you know he basically says that her brain is swelled. It doesn't look good, but we'll have to um, you know wait till the swelling goes down to see how much damage was done. And then they get the kicker that someone who wants to remain nameless is footing the bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you did you know did you think it was Christian when you heard that? Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> I, that's immediately what I thought because this whole I, as soon as I heard this was a Claire episode, and then also they had that preview where they said uh, a shocking connection will will appear between two of our survivors or something mm-hmm. like that. And I and I knew it was a Claire episode, so I immediately thought the thing that us and and us real Lost fans have known since uh, <laughs> you know a long time ago that that Jack and Claire have the same dad. Yeah. Um, because you know there was that Anna Lucia episode where there was speculation based on that, and then in the season two DVD and the connections part, they actually gave them a connection. Yeah. You know that it was sort of murky, but they they connected them and. So I immediately inferred from that that that, that, that connection was, you know, that they were, that, that they had the same dad, which everybody had speculated already. So, uh, yeah. uh, so uh, what, was, what was the point? God, I, if you knew that Christian was footing the bill. Oh, okay. So anyway, <laughs> I was, uh, so for me, it was just a, a matter of time before he showed up or somehow in this. So when I heard that, I immediately thought, okay, that's him. Yeah. Nice. I don't usually do that. It was only because I was so, you know, I was really expecting that to happen at some point yeah i thought the revelation that that was that was you know that they have the same dad it was sort of a you know yawn because we did speculate that uh for a long time but yeah uh you know glad actually have it but i think if i remember correctly in that post i almost want to look at it right now on the lost lowdown that you made right before season three started Uh uh-huh i think you make reference to that Um, oh really yeah, let me let me just have a look just for just for fun sake. Fun? Um, let's see. Uh, okay, maybe it was September. I hope I'm not wrong. Did you delete it? Maybe you deleted it. Why would I delete it? <sighs> I don't know, but uh, I remember this post and now I can't find it. So. What did I say? I don't remember. You said you said something like uh, uh, the new season's coming. You said, like, uh, who's the real Sawyer? Are, are Claire and Jack, you know, uh, uh, siblings? Uh, you know, what's blah, blah, blah? Uh, 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 and and then you said something else that was funny. Um, but it was a whole, like, you know, the, season, the new season's coming kind of post. Yeah. Um, I see I, that. I see that. Um... But I can't find it. Hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, Good. <laughs> I, I I don't see it either, so I I don't know why I would delete it, but I don't see it. So. Yeah, it's. I swear it was there at one point. Um, 
Uh, I was hoping I could call that up and say something about it. Uh, you know that that we had it on there way back then, but uh, <laughs> can't do it. So, well, I'm sure everyone believes us. Really, they do. If you were there then, you remember it, but uh, it's gone now. I don't know why. Anyway. Uh, Great story, Grandpa. Sorry. I, I was really, I really didn't think it would be gone. Okay. You know it's well, not gone. So I want to say something about this scene. Okay. Uh, about him covering the bills. Somebody pointed out, I was reading the, I was actually reading the 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 message board on the official ABC Lost part, basically the section where people ask Damien and Carlton questions for the podcast. Um, and someone pointed out that Australia has universal health care, so uh, medical costs aren't such an issue mm. there, uh, as they are here. Of course, there are technicalities, and maybe there's a chance that there's costs that needed to be covered that weren't covered by the universal health care or whatever, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't even mentioned. It was just sort. Of, it just sort of played like it was in America, you know. Yeah. Uh, so you know, probably because that's where the writers are from, and you know, they that's how they think and stuff like that. But I, I thought it was interesting to note uh, that uh, that they have universal health care, so paying for medical bills isn't isn't such a burden uh, in Australia as it is uh, here in the US. Well, they would still they would still have a lot of costs, though, right? That they would. I mean, it's not free, right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's free. What, what do you mean? It can't be free. Oh, it's free. It's totally free. Free. You go in, you have any operation you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I said, like I said, there there are certain limits. So you know, I thought I, I thought it was just the idea that everyone has you know health insurance, but with health insurance, you still have to pay part of the costs. Um, I don't think so. I mean. I mean, like, if, if something's covered, it's paid for. I, I That was my understanding. Okay. Well, I'm not an expert on universal health care. I'm not either. In our country. I'm not either. I really, I could be totally wrong about that. Um, uh, because, especially because what they were saying, you know, their point was that, that, this, that this wouldn't be an issue. Um, so, which seems to suggest to me that they wouldn't really have costs. Well, I just looked it up on Wikipedia because you know what? We do enough research, and uh, let me. And, and the first part of this is what I always thought it was: universal health care. <laughs> for those who want to go along with us on this tangent, universal health care is a broad concept and has been implemented in several ways. A common denominator for all of them is that every resident in a geographical area, such as a country, is mandated to have health insurance, which is what I thought it was. And a market ba- in market-based systems, aka capitalistic systems. Uh, they're used in part part in the USA. The mandate is coupled with a with a private insurance market, blah blah blah. In socialist systems, uh, the mandate is coupled with a government agency that pays for a wide range of health benefits. The government monopoly is paid for with taxes, mostly uh, on payroll, blah blah blah. Um, so, and then there's all these other details about it. But the the, the main idea is everyone has insurance. Now, now, just to be clear, when I say universal health care, I mean government-funded health care. Okay, well, that's... Okay, okay, that's a subset of universal health care. Yeah. Um, that's, and then, I don't, I don't is, mean everybody has health care from a private company. Yeah. No, I understand that. Um, this says that... Uh, 
in a lot of countries, the UK and most, not all services uh, pay for by the government and most, it says, okay, let me read the sentence, it's not making any sense. Universal healthcare is not tied to any particular healthcare system, though it is the motivation for the socialized medicine practice in some countries such as Italy, the United Kingdom, and most, not all services uh, paid for by the government and most all services provided by the private sector. So it looks like it's heavily privatized, which is interesting. It's paid for by the government, but provided by... Not all services paid for by the government, and most all services provided by the private sector. Which makes sense. I mean, the government's not going to set up their own... Yeah. You know, you can't all have government, you know, state or whatever, healthcare uh, facilities covering everything, so... Right. Anyway, um... Nevertheless, she would most likely have stuff to pay, uh, but I definitely see the point, and I definitely agree that it's written as if it was in America, and it didn't. It didn't. It, the whole health, universal healthcare thing, did not dawn on me. So, um, yeah, it's just an interesting point. It doesn't really matter. I mean, what are they yeah. going to do? You know. But we have universal healthcare, so it doesn't even really cost that much. Like, we don't need this help. Oh well. Well, I feel like it, that's the thing. I feel like my point was even with universal healthcare, I feel like it would still cost more than they have. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't mean, think so, though. Claire, I mean, I works so. At, Claire works at a tattoo place. You know, I mean, we don't know what Lindsay does, but I just don't feel like they've got... I mean, it would still cost thousands of dollars, you know. I, I don't think so. I mean, I guess I guess the sense I get is it's supposed to prevent that from happening. It's supposed to prevent people from not being able to afford Well, what know, I'm saying is... Care. I'm saying the average people... The, the point is that the average person can afford it. That doesn't mean Claire's going to be able to afford it or Lindsay's going to be able to afford it. If it's several thousand dollars, I mean, it can cost like, you know, twenty seven thousand dollars a day to keep somebody on life support, you know, and they're doing this over years, you know, or at least nine months, as it seems. So I can see it piling up to being several thousands of dollars, which it doesn't seem like they have available. Mm-hmm. At least I don't. <laughs> so don't get sick, mom. But, but, but not that much relative to. But not that much. Yeah, exactly. Not that much relative to what it's costing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. I yeah, I like to believe it's all free. But, uh, I mean, even even if it was ninety five percent and it's a hundred thousand uh, dollars, what's that? Five thousand dollars or something? Did you say ninety percent? I meant to say ninety five. Did I say ninety five? Okay, ninety five percent. Yeah, five thousand. Yeah, and I mean it should be more than a hundred thousand. I mean, five thousand bucks is a lot of money to come up with. Yeah, anyway, it is. Well, it's not a lot of money. It's this next scene. <laughs> uh, which that. I don't remember. Oh, okay. So, Sun Jin and Claire are ready to catch the birds. They built their little cage and a little uh, net thing. And I gotta say, these people are pretty um, ingenious with their little contraptions. They can just make anything. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously, Jin is the son of a fisherman, so he's got a little expertise there. But mm-hmm. I was sort of uh, impressed with what. Uh, Kate and the gang doing the in the next scene. Ah, yeah, right. Um, so anyway, they're ready to catch the birds. I mean, they're literally seconds away from catching it, and Desmond fires off two shots. And uh, oh, why he did that uh, is why they they go and fuss at him and what's going on. And we'll never know. Well, well, we know, but it's stupid. We do see. Okay, that's right. That was our original problem. I'm confused, but you're saying it's just stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you're confused because it doesn't make sense, not because you don't understand what happened. Okay. okay. I, I'd like to believe that. 
So You're probably right. They go fuss at him, and Claire says, you know, where's Charlie? And he says he's back at the camp. And, you know, Claire basically doesn't believe that he was hunting a boar. I mean, I don't even believe it. I mean, why would you shoot a boar? I mean, that, the exact question she asked, I was proud of Claire because the same question she asked were the questions I would have said, okay, like, you just so happen to be here when we're trying to do this, and where's the boar? And bo- we haven't seen boars in, like, you know, two seasons. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Locke yeah, had ar- Locke has already said the boars left. You know, even though he was lying about that, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> I still believe him. Yeah, um, I know. We we I still want to believe that too. Yeah, I, I mainly want to believe it because they haven't even addressed the boar issue for yeah. so long. I really don't know what they're eating. I mean, it's, oh, it's I forgot a, they got all the Dharma food. It's such an old school like lost reference, like hunting boar. You just you yeah. Know. When he said boar, I'm I'm thinking Claire's like boar. That was so season one. <laughs> We're so beyond boar right now. We've got and why is he hunting boar? There's plenty of food. It seems. I I I, uh, I guess his his pretense would be, would be that he's doing it for sport. And can I ask where he got the gun? Oh God! Don't I the don't rifle. Know. The, uh, from from the from the hatch from the hatch brother. Oh, from the hatch brother from the implosion of the hatch brother. <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> I don't buy that, but okay. Uh, I mean, he had a rifle in there. Um, you think he just? You think he just magically found a rifle? <laughs> Maybe he took it. He took. It. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I'm. I'm out. You know, I, I think it would be interesting, and I don't know if the if. Um, if our listeners care, but I think it'd be interesting to, to, uh, spend some time and figure out, um, where, where's, how many guns they have now, and Mm -hmm. if they're keeping track, because most of the guns were in the armory, uh, which has since blown up, and, you know, they have, they, they, they're using guns now, and rifles, I think they're mostly using rifles these days, right? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, Locke's got a handgun. Locke's got a handgun. Uh, Doesn't Kate and Saeed have a rifle? Yeah, Saeed's got a rifle. I, I don't remember what Kate has. I think, I think you're right. I think she does have a rifle. And it's like, where do they get all these rifles from? Um, there were, there were definitely rifles in the hatch, uh, in the yeah. armory. And uh, I, there were, I mean, there were, there were, I'm sure, weapons in the flame. And that's what Desmond had originally was a was a rifle. When yeah. They first, when they first found him, uh, so I think uh, there there was a point where we could track the guns. Um, yeah. I I don't know about doing that now. I like I know when when Jack Kate and Sawyer were captured, they had guns. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, which which were taken from them, obviously. Yeah. You know, and but now they have, you know, they now they have these rifles and stuff, and I I, I think there's some incongruencies here, but um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. uh I think. Uh, oh wait, what happened? Let me see. Sawyer had the guns, right? At, at one point, he he took them all, yeah. and then. But there, there were a few floaters, but he had most of them. Uh, and then when they went off to get the others, they took they took some guns, but I don't think they took them all. So I, I guess I would say whatever left over is is from Sawyer's, uh, you know, stash. Well, but then where did like where did where did Kate get her rifle from? Because when she goes off to you know get Jack in the last episode, like she's got a rifle in her hand ready to go, and she had just gotten back to the island. Mm-hmm. She didn't even rest up. Jeez, uh, it was hardcore. 
Yeah, yeah. She's very um, motivated. <laughs> uh, yes, I love her motivation. <laughs> She's got beautiful motivations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All God. men desire her motivation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. That's when it. you watch her climbing that tree device, you can see her motivation. motivations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, God, that's, yeah, that's a good one. Um, uh, so I would say she, she went and got a gun from, you know, wherever. Everybody raided Sawyer's stash, and so maybe they put the gun somewhere. Oh, and... you don't even buy that. There's no, yeah. his stash wasn't big enough to hold those rifles. Oh yeah, whatever, man. His stash was huge. <laughs> oh yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> what? He's so, like he, early. He, he... <laughs> <laughs> whatever, man. He he had he had all the guns. So, uh, however he did it, I don't know. But I'm saying he had them, and that's where they got them from. I'm sticking to that because where else could they come from? I and mean, that's where the guns were, you know. Yeah, no, I'll buy that. But they were blown up. No, 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 no. At the time of the hatch explosion, the armory had no guns in it. Because... I thought they got the guns back. No, not really. Not really. I actually just watched the end of season two. They they uh they only got guns back one at a time for, for, for the missions. Oh. They never officially got all the guns back and moved them into the armory. Because so, after, after Henry escaped, you know, a lot of stuff was happening, and they never got around to returning the guns to the armory. So basically, they the riders found a way to get the weapons out of the armory because they knew they were going to blow it up. Probably, yeah. That's not, maybe, uh, that's, maybe that's the big secret of that subplot. Because that subplot was ridiculously stupid. And maybe yeah. it was just contrived so they could get the weapons out because they would definitely need weapons. Yeah, that that actually makes sense. Um, wow. It's it's still kind of crappy, but uh, at least it gives it some purpose. You heard it here first, folks. I don't know. I don't know why that's important, but I don't either. But uh... <laughs> and you might not have. <laughs> but uh, okay, so let's let's keep going here. Okay. Um. Do 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 do. I I wanted to mention uh, that Claire and Son have the exact same haircut. Uh, <laughs> as relevant as that is, you know they got the bangs with the little twirlies on the side, and then mm-hmm. pulled pulled back. And I'm like, that's the same cut, guys. I don't know. A little strange. Well, maybe the same person cut both their hair. Who? I don't know the person. Who Are they did like the it? only two women in the island? When Kate Kate wasn't there. Oh, there's Nikki. Nikki doesn't know how to cut hair. Mm-mm. <laughs> he would screw it up. What? I thought you wanted me to cut it all off. <laughs> and then Paulo comes in. Well, you said you want a hair. Here's hair. There. <laughs> <laughs> you said haircut. She cut your hair. What's the problem? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Paolo. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You're, you're so easy to mock. <laughs> he really is. He's had like two lines. They're all gold. It was yeah, it was that line, and and I gotta go, you know, get the bananas. Some bananas. <laughs> Ooh, I'm on my way to get bananas. 
I totally want to help you, but you see those bananas? I gotta get them. I don't wanna, but I gotta go get them. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. Alright, um... Mm -hmm. Next scene, we were back at the Pylon Statue Farm, as I like to call it. Um, I don't know, security system. Layman's Mm -hmm. term. Um... Kate, you know, is about to go up and touch one in, in particularly Kate fashion, although if she didn't do it, I'm sure Locke would love to touch it. Um, and Saeed pulls, uh, pulls her back because he's the only intelligent one in the group. Right. And uh, stating these facts for you. <laughs> and um, no bias here, folks. And uh, basically, he, they, they, they surmise, uh, you know, it's a security perimeter that if the sensors on the side, the plane between the sensors are broken, uh, something is triggered. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, Locke, you know, you can see his, his, the, the gears in his mind turning, and he does uh, Locke's stupid thing number 54. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> We're keeping track, folks. Yeah, yeah. This is only this, is only this season. Um <laughs> And of he, course, of course, you don't want to see the season two list. Oh jeez, oh jeez. I don't think there's enough numbers. I think we ran out of numbers. <laughs> Math isn't big enough for as many stupid things as Locke has done. It's beyond the ability of math to calculate, which is pretty impressive, I must say. I I have to I agree. I almost admire him. Well, he's admirable for that achievement. And by admirable, I mean admirable. Right. Admirable. Some, why can't you say admirable? Oh, you should be able to, but yeah. this is English, and we don't do things that make sense. Oh, of course. So um, he pushes Mikey through the barrier, uh, and of course Mikey says thank you, and then dies. Right. Um, which was really interesting. Um, I guess I, I, you know, Mikey said, you know, oh, like many things on the island, it doesn't work anymore. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I wanted to believe him, but I was like, I didn't because if it doesn't work, then this is a boring scene. Yeah. You know, like nothing's gonna happen. I'm like, okay, well, what's the point? Yeah. So uh, it was really interesting to see him um, implode, as it were, almost. And um, and then of course Locke goes sorry. Oh God. <laughs> Oh man, he's... Locke is just so. I, I I and I know a lot of our a lot of our listeners uh, posted on the on the on the comments how they just wanted to throttle Locke uh, to use one of your words. Yes, and, I love uh, saying that. Yeah, and I did too. I, I just wanted to slap him. I really I really was hoping Kate was just going to backhand him really firmly. <laughs> oh God, I would. I would love it <laughs> if Kate gave Locke a good backhand slap. Yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? Oh my god, that would be the best thing ever. That, that would be the best. That really would be the best thing ever. Sorry! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then Kate could go, sorry. <laughs> yeah. God, that'd be awesome. <laughs> well, it's just like in the last episode, I, I swear I thought Saeed was going to punch Locke. Oh, I did too. He, he gave him that look. He was like, if I wasn't such a fine English gentleman, I would totally kill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He, uh, he, he he had that look. His look was really similar to the look he gave after uh, Anna Lucia shot Shannon. 
Yeah. It was this like, you know, he he like almost bared his teeth. Yeah, he was he was about to grit his teeth and he was he was so I think he was just taken aback at Locke's stupidity, like we all were. Yeah. And again, yeah. Locke does something and what's even worse, you know, it'd be different if he did stupid things but was able to justify his reasonings. But yeah. he, he can't even justify them, you know, he goes, Sorry Yeah and then uh and then, you know, the next scene we have Saeed saying he looks like he died of a cerebral hemorrhage and then Kate says, you know, Locke, why why'd you do it? And he goes, They were never gonna trade him for Jack <laughs> And then she's like, You don't know that You don't know that either Yeah, okay. I wanna bring that up. That's one of the classic Locke comebacks. That's the that's the Locke <laughs> comeback. That's his favorite thing. That's all he's got for an argument. Yep. You know, uh, you don't know that. Well, you don't know it either. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, that's not the point. <laughs> so what? That's, that has nothing to do with my with my statement. Yeah, it's like, basically, Locke, like, yeah, I don't know that either, but I know that it's better off to have at least one bargaining chip than to have nothing whatsoever. Yeah. We have this sorts of information who has been fairly forthcoming, you know, Oh, so yeah, far. definitely. And, uh, and, you know, there's so many other things we could have found out, but you just decide to kill him. And, uh, you know, I really didn't understand, you know, I, besides his he just being stupid, why he would want to do that. And, uh, you know, I was reading the comments, and somebody had an interesting point. I forget who it was. Uh, someone very smart, I'm sure, uh, brought up the idea that Locke, um, which is what I, which I, I agree with, that, uh, the main reason Locke pushed him in there was because he didn't want people to find out that he was once paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. Does he care that much about it? Um, I think, um, I mean, I see your point, and I also wondered, like, it, is that really a big deal that he... I mean, it's not—it's not like he did something bad to not to get it, the use of his legs back, you know. I mean, except for sacrificing Boone, mm-hmm. uh, but, but they don't really know that. He doesn't have to explain that, right? Um, you know, it's not like there's a big secret out that that would sort of make him look like a bad guy if they found out. Ooh, used to be paralyzed, but that means that you did this bad thing, right. you know. Um, so I don't really see why he wouldn't want them to know, except for all the explaining he would have to do. But I mean. It's a it's a miraculous event. All he has to do is say, "I don't know," or the island, you know, the island healed me. And mm-hmm. um, what are they going to do? Yeah, I know. I don't, so, I don't see why that's going to be such a big deal. I think, but I I still I think, I think you know, there is a mystery of how he um, was paralyzed, and I and I I think he still I don't think he wants people to think any less of him. Or whatever, and I think um, I, I think it's imp- I think it's important enough for him to keep that secret, and I think he wanted to test the you know I don't think it's just the secret, but I think it's part right. of it. He wanted to test the system, and and, <laughs> oh, and I have to say, in Locke's defense, to to some small extent, uh, when when Mikey said, "Oh, it doesn't work. It hasn't worked for years." My first thought was, "Okay, go on through. Go first. Yeah. You know, like not pushing him in, but like, all right, doesn't work, huh? We'll follow you. We'll follow you in. Yeah. You know, uh, and then see what happens. You know. I mean, I think that's what would have happened if Locke would have let it play out. And I'm I'm really wondering why he, why he did just let it play out like that? Because because they 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 couldn't have gone around it. You yeah. know, um, which it makes. <laughs> It makes me think of that uh, when Kate figures out they should go over it. It makes me think of a little kid song, you know, like 
uh, I forget, I don't know what it's called, but it's like, can't go through it, can't go around it, must go over it. You know that, that old song? <laughs> Not familiar with that song. Oh, it's like this, it's like this story and you're, you, it's like this thing, you're, you're clapping and you're slapping your legs or something with the beat and, and you, 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 you're going to some place and you encounter these obstacles, like you come in, you, you know, there's a tree in your way, you can't go over it, you can't go under it, you gotta go around it, and like there's a fence, you know, mm-hmm. you gotta go over it, and I think at the end you like, you get to like a bear cave, and then like a bear's there, and then you run away, you run home, but you have to do everything in reverse order. Oh no. Yeah, and it, but like really fast, and I'm boring everyone. It's like a brain but, teaser. <laughs> yeah, kinda, it's like, you know... You're supposed to mimic what you're doing when you when you go over things, and so when you go backwards, you got to mi- do those things backwards really fast. And yikes! It's a fun little kids game. It's it's not just a game; it's a challenge. Hey, well, like all kids, they need to be challenged. I mean, a song. <laughs> a game. Anyway. <laughs> oh God! All right. Everybody really picked up on my bookmark comment. And Everyone loved your bookmark <laughs> comment. <laughs> I'm glad you guys like that. Wasn't hey, intentional, but, uh, you make one flub, and they won't <laughs> let you forget. I love it. I love it. I do, too. It was a, it was a whole thing, and I enjoyed when it. Can we, when can we use bookmarks again? I'm desperate. <laughs> Help me. No, that was awesome. I love it. Oh, God. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, that's what I... As soon as he said that, I was thinking, you know, you know, okay, prove it, you know, whatever. So I, so I had, it's kind of the same idea like had, but I wouldn't have pushed him in because then, yeah, then you're killing him, you know. Then you're the asshole. Yeah. It's like just let him. Yeah, it's it, you know, I, I think they, I think they are sort of setting up that he's got something to hide. He's got this C four, which we find, you know, yeah, in his bag. I think they're setting up that he's got ulterior motives. Saeed asked him as much. I mean, basically, uh, let's see. Let me see. I think we skipped a little bit. Um, he goes, you know, you don't know it either, you know, that they wouldn't, that they were going to trade him for Jack, um, or that they would or wouldn't. And um, he goes, you know, all I know is he shot one of his own people, so he didn't have to be in this situation, which makes me think, Locke, doesn't that mean something to you? That he, w- he would rather die than, like, be in a situation, which, mm-hmm. which, which, if you're the captor, that you want to capitalize on that. Yeah. You know, and it's like, he, that's the thing. Like, he tries to defend himself, but he's not making reasonable statements. Like, oh, he didn't want to be in this situation. Is that a reason to kill him? <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that seems like a reason to keep him alive. Yeah. You know? I agree. And, um... And then he I goes, like this character, too. Uh, yeah. Then he goes, nobody, nobody asked me about it when we brought him along in the first place. Oh, poor he's such, baby. He's such a little kid. He's I such forgot a little that kid. we had to ha- ask Mr. Lockie. Yeah, ask Mr. Lockie permission. Lockie, do you want your vegetables or do you want <laughs> you want a fruit? You want some fruit? You want the peas or the carrots, Lockie? I don't want any. I don't like vegetables. I want to play chess. <laughs> oh, now no wonder the dad left. Zing. <laughs> oh, zing indeed. <laughs> so, so shall I ask, dare I ask, why does Locke push him into the fence? Didn't we just talk about that? Did we? 
I mean, we're talking see. about that, but what's what do you think the reason is? I, I said it. I already said there, I think there's two reasons. I think one, he wanted to he wanted to see what would happen, and okay. two, uh, he didn't want him to say anything else about the parallel. Uh, oh, thing I parallel. forgot. I'm sorry. Shame on me. Oh. Yeah, we talked about that for like 20 minutes. I forgot that you said that. And I'm ah, God, so so. To... Dare you ask it? I already answered it. That's not <laughs> that's not much of a dare. To <laughs> <laughs> ask a question that we've already answered. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. Oh boy, I'll get it together. Oh, they're not listening anyway. <laughs> they're doing their spreadsheets. <laughs> You're right. They are. They are. I can see them. Uh so blue, blue, blue. He says, uh, "Well, pardon me for not knowing you had a sonic weapon, fan. But it's one of those like you know. <laughs> he tries to be all indignant and like, mm-hmm. like, well, you know, you are pardoned for because because why would you know that lock? But like, come on, you knew it was something. Like you're not yeah. you're not. I was gonna say you're not stupid, but I don't know. Well, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, know I mean that. those things lined up. It 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 would be odd if they didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, I could buy them maybe not working, but uh, it's something you want to be careful of because because especially when when uh, when Mikey said that thing about like everything on this island, I'm like, man, the hatches worked fine. Yeah, like, that's the thing because there's a there's a lot of things that still work, uh, and the and the communications were fine until you know the the sky turned purple and all yeah. that. So, you know, stuff has worked pretty recently. What's, you know, I don't know why you're saying, like, everything doesn't work, because that's not true. I mean, the camera, the, the whole, you know, that whole thing, was, yeah. the stuff was working. Like, come hey, on. Hey, hey, Russo already said it. He will lie. <laughs> okay. I forgot. Don't bother asking him anything. It's all lies. Uh, if Russo was around, we'd never know anything. <laughs> we really wouldn't. But she wouldn't let anybody say anything. Like, we wouldn't even get the lies. I mean, no. that's the thing. Like, even a lie can help you figure out the truth. It's better than nothing. Yeah, it's how, yeah, it is. It's helpful in its own way. It reveals sometimes it reveals things about the character and about what might be true. You know, mm-hmm. based on you know, and and at least you have something to talk about. I mean, you know, if they don't say anything, then you're definitely not getting any information. Yeah. But whatever. That's Russo for you. That is Russo. Uh, so, do-do-do-do-do. I'm trying to find my notes here. Okay. So, Saeed comes up to him and says, you know, Locke, why are you really here? Are you here, are you here for Jack? And Locke's, why else would I be here? Which is another... <laughs> Lock, re- lock retort. It's just mm-hmm. like, you know, the same thing that Desmond did earlier too with Claire. Why wouldn't I want you to catch the birds? It's like you. It's like, hey, the person who asked the question, why don't you answer it? Answer your own question. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a really weird comeback. It's like, hmm, why wouldn't I? It's like, well, that's not an answer. To me, it's sort of, it's sort of like you, you accuse someone of something. Instead of them saying, no, that's not true, they say. You know, um, you know. Well, how could you know? How could that? How could that be true? Yeah, give me a, give me a reason why. Maybe maybe that'll be my answer. Explain to me why that could be true. Yeah. yeah. And instead of sort of addressing the accusation, you know, you just sort of 
fend it off by kind of distracting, you know. Well, why else would I be here? I can't think of any other reason. Yeah, I can't think of a reason. Can you? Oh, you can't? Then that means I'm here for Jack. Yeah, it's really bad logic. It's, it's, ugh, oh, man. I really, the writers, they're really not, I don't know. I don't know if to blame the writers or just to, or just, you know, to dislike the character. You know, I don't know if they're doing that on purpose because they just want Locke to be that weird, but yeah, or if they just think that that's good, good logic. You know, I there was a time when I really thought Locke was a really cool character. He's got man, he's he's oh geez, you know what it's like? I don't know, it's like he's like the cool uncle, and then he just got like old and silly and useless. Yeah. Like, oh, there's Uncle Locke. Oh, jeez. And and in episode after episode lately, it seems like they're making him look stupid. Like, yeah. they don't have to give him some of these really idiotic lines, but they give it to sorry. Like, <laughs> come on, Locke. Yeah. Oops, did I do that? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, how are we supposed to view him? You know, if they, if they want him to be like season one Locke, why are they giving him lines? like that. I don't he think was, they wanted to be like that. He was not like that in season one at He all. was mystical and deep and interesting and like and and like, you know, I don't know, thought-provoking and now Yeah, and he seems like, wise and just I and, and resourceful and, you know, and genius and, and Yeah. I mean, awesome. it'd be different if he started out the way he is now. Yeah. And, then, and then became like season one lock. Yeah. And it would sort of, you know, be this growth and be very interesting. But it's, uh, you know, hopefully he's going to get back there. But I, but I get, you know, without mysteries on the island, lock isn't interesting. Yeah. You know, I think that's the thing is there's so many answers that are coming and that are sort of separate from him, too. And it's like he's, he's just not interesting unless something weird is going on in the island. Yeah. That's all he's got. Yeah, I guess I guess maybe that's the problem. Maybe he needs a good mystery to deal with. No, <laughs> he's like an out of work detective. <laughs> maybe Saeed should tell him about the Fortown statue and he can get. Oh man, he can go to work. He can go to town on that one. <laughs> well, you see, I'm the missing toe. <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> oh god! Of course you are, Locke. <laughs> Of course you are. Why? Why? Can, why am I not the missing toe? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> I hate Saeed. You know that's the one thing I don't like about Saeed's the last couple episodes because that's exactly what he says when Locke says, "Why else would I be here?" And he goes, mm-hmm. "We'll talk about it later." I'm like, "Gee, Saeed, you want to talk about everything later?" Yeah. Like, let's talk about it now, real quick, please. Let's mm-hmm. get it over with. But I, I take that as a writer's thing. Like, they just yeah. don't want to deal with it right now. It's, it seems to me like I, I hear them saying that more than Saeed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, he's like their mouthpiece. But yeah, anyway. Um, at this point, Kate figures out uh, that they should go over it instead of trying to go through it because uh, they, you know, they consult the map and realize that uh, they cannot go around it. Um, which, you know, makes me question why Saeed didn't question, uh, what the little circles were, or squares were, um, on the, on the electrical diagram. He saw it encompassing the barracks, but, uh, never seemed to question what that might be. Because mm-hmm. I think, I think, you know, you look at something and you realize that all of the symbols would have something to do with, you know, electrical, you know, you know, hop spots or whatever, uh, and you might wonder why there's this sort of barrier, as it were, 
around uh, the place you're going. I, I think Saeed, if anybody, would wonder that. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't seem to uh, to catch that. I thought that was really strange. Yeah, I agree. But right. I have nothing interesting to add. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, no, there's really nothing to say. But um, So uh, they want the axe, and it's in Locke's bag, and he goes, Oh, oh, I'll get it. Oh, 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 oh wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't look in the. I mean, I mean, I'll get it. I'll get yeah. it. Hey, what's that over there? Let me go in my bag. Don't touch it. It's got cooties. No, don't. Yeah, Locke is. Oh, Why God. would anyone insist on? Yeah, that, yeah. It's so you're suspicious when you do that. You're close. You're closer. You're no, you're almost there. In fact, no, no. Let me do it. Let me. <laughs> yeah. I want to pull it out of the bag. Like whatever, Locke. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, would... what he really should have done is be like, "Oh no, it's not in there," and then they would have, they would have sort of stopped and they could have grabbed his bag, yeah. and then said, "Oh yeah, it is," mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you know that still would have seemed kind of silly, but <laughs> but hey, at least they wouldn't have looked in the bag. Yeah, so it would have definitely still seemed silly. There's not much you can do in that situation. No, he's caught. That's he's it. Not. So they see the C4, and he goes, "I thought you said you didn't know about the C4," and he goes, "Well, I stand corrected." <laughs> Which I gotta use when someone catches me lying. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that's... I thought you said you paid your taxes, sir. Well, I stand corrected, <laughs> Mr. IRS. Wow, that's a that's a great retort when someone catches you in a lie. Yeah, I stand corrected. <laughs> you said the check was in the mail. Well, I stand corrected. <laughs> oh, How do God. you? What do you say that? You're like, well, I guess you are corrected. Have a good day. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a weird line. I was like, man, that's how you respond to that. Wow. I guess I guess he didn't know what to do. Yeah, I mean, there's not there's not much. I mean, he was definitely caught. He's just yeah, he's really caught. It, which um, makes me wonder why he even. I mean, basically, all he had to do was not blame. Try to try to you know place the blame on Saeed for his blowing up the hat. yeah. The, the flame, because he was like, well, maybe if I knew, I would have been more careful. Like, that's really not a reason to why you did it. That's yeah. what I was thinking. If he had just if he had just played the stupidity card, he would have been fine. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. And, and admitted that he saw it, and he, and he took it, you know, whatever. Well, yeah, I saw it, and I thought it might come in handy. And he hadn't already denied seeing it, so... Now that he's caught in a lie, you gotta be suspicious of him, you they're know? Making him they're making him really suspicious, you know? At, at this point, um... Uh... He goes, you know, why did you take it? Oh, well, you never know when a little C4 might come in handy, which is totally a, a line that the writers are telling us. I mean, God, yeah. you know. Uh, and then so he goes, well, you'll have to do better than that, which, of course, he means later. Right. <laughs> As he walks off. Saeed never wants anything right now. No, no, he likes to, he likes to wait. Um, and, and, you know, like I was saying, Kate, Kate gives him this look, like, what are you up to, man? Jeez, you're crazy. Like, like, oh man, they're, 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 I thought Danielle was going to say kill him. Like, I thought Danielle was going to be like, kill the, just kill Locke right now, because he's not on your side. Seriously. I mean, not really, but she, because I just expected Danielle to weigh in on it, but she was just sort of in the background, but. Yeah. He's he's being he's being weird enough to where I think she could she could very soon advocate getting rid of Locke because he just doesn't seem to be on their side. Yeah, exactly. He's 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 clearly got an agenda. Um, yeah. And I have to admit, I have a theory about this, but it's a 
it's a slightly it's a bit of a spoiler theory that's based on the Canadian next week on Lost. Okay, well we'll talk about it at the end then. And so yeah, I don't really know how to address it, but uh, yeah, I guess I'll uh, I'll definitely leave it to the end if I say it at all. Okay. <laughs> um. So my quick question about this whole situation with with Locke and the C four is when did he go downstairs, or do you think the C four was somewhere else upstairs that he found? Yeah, I mean that that was my question too. I, I'm assuming that we're supposed to believe he he went downstairs off screen. Mm-hmm. But you I know, just mean I mean obviously, I mean yeah yeah I I agree with that that it was off screen. But I mean sort of when because you know they didn't. You know, at a certain point, I mean, because, I mean, just in terms of the timeline of that episode, you know, like, they find the, they find the floor door, whatever, hatch, whatever, yeah. and to the basement, and, um, you know, and then Saeed and Kate go down there, and then, you know, right after that, Locke is guarding um, Mikey, and then he goes to play the game. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, in between, and then, you know, when they, let's see. Then Mikey, then Mikey gets up and gets locked, and then by this point they come out of the basement. So yep. when did he have time to go down into the basement? I would, I would say after that situation resolved itself, after uh, Mikey shot Clue, and then they captured Mikey. Oh, okay. After that whole thing in there. Oh, okay. So maybe when when they're gathering supplies and he's around in, the time when Locke okay. plays again for the final time. Okay. So do you think that Locke? had an inkling to go get the C4 or that the C4 was maybe mentioned in the uh, in the little video interface thing with the candle? Uh, no, because I'd like to believe that we saw everything there was to see as far as that goes. Okay. Um, I'd like to believe that. So. so you think he just happened to go downstairs and he sees the C4 and he just, I mean, I, you know, I'm no, you know, Demolition expert, but I wouldn't. What? <laughs> I know it's on my business card, uh, but I wouldn't uh, want to take apart a C4 uh, module or whatever. You know that's rigged to explode. Yeah. Uh, and I Me have either. no. I have no idea why he think he'd be capable of doing that. But obviously he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unless. Do you, I mean, I guess this has to be thrown out there because we throw every other crazy idea out there. Maybe, um, maybe the hatch exploded because he, uh, took one of the C4 things. And not necessarily because of the, the Inter-77. I don't believe it, but I think it has to be thrown out there. I don't believe it either, but it is, you know, that's worth saying. Um, it does seem like a, a dangerous thing to do, um, uh, and it seemed like they were networked, too. It seems like we took one out. Maybe some of them wouldn't explode. Yeah, and then it's like, well, which one would you take? I mean, I guess you would find the beginning of the chain or something, or yeah. the end of the chain, and then it's like, did he really have time to figure that out, like, and go, you know, track it? And I mean, I think he barely had time to, to go down there. Yeah. And I think if he went down there, Kate would have seen it because she was, like, in the main room or something. She mm. would have seen him either go down or come up, you know, unless unless he did it right after she left. Because uh, they didn't come out together, right? She came out first, and then he came out. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess. I mean, obviously, he did it at some point, so. Yeah, I'm not sure. <clears throat> it, it might just be a, you know, a little problem. Yeah. That, that doesn't, it, it's it's a little bit off or implausible, but uh, we're just supposed to accept that, that he somehow obtained it. And, 
Or maybe that C4 isn't real. Or maybe the C4 Hey, we gotta throw it out there. <sighs> we do. We do. Yeah. But they're gonna I'm be gonna like, go on record and say I think it's real. They're gonna be like, Locke, you didn't have time to go downstairs. You're right. It's not real. That's a bad line. <laughs> that's a horrible scene. <laughs> <laughs> wow, reason, that's it? <laughs> reason number 52 why Claude should not be a writer on Lost. <laughs> that's the scene I would come up with. That was horrible. Wow. That was, uh, that was interesting. Okay. Now we see why they're called professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's another question for you, question boy. Although I'm the one... Wow, I'm question boy now. Well, I'm the one answering the, asking the questions, but somehow you're question boy. <laughs> okay. Um, Very strange. Uh, do you really think Danielle never found the pylons in her 16 gloriously years on the island? Man, she hadn't found shit because she makes it her business to avoid these types of encounters. <laughs> oh, nice answer. All right, well, straight from the horse's mouth. It's almost like having Danielle here. <laughs> Without the wispy hair. Zing. Is that a zing, really? Wispy hair. Yeah, I, ex- I guess I expected one, and so I said it anyway. Okay. Sorry. You shouldn't just throw those out there. Well, I, w- I really thought one was coming. I was pretty confident. And uh, I didn't think about it. I'll try to be more judicious in the future. Thank you, please. Answer, man. Oh! Is that a share thing? Oh, what's that, you know, Cher's thing? What are you talking about? You know, like, that, that noise Cher makes that when people, like, imitate Cher. <laughs> oh, what? You know that? You know what I mean? Do, do it again? I don't know. I can't do it. It was like, uh, I'm trying to think of some word, and then I could do it. When did she do it? Well, she it's sort of in her singing, and, like, you know, if you ever see an imitation of Cher... An exaggerated imitation. They'll do that, in a that like weird thing she does. I really don't know what you mean. Like my name is Cher. Whoa, <laughs> you know, like that weird thing. I don't know. Okay, all week, folks, all week. <laughs> now I'm the asshole. All right, all right. <laughs> my name is Cher. <laughs> I think there is uh, people out there who know exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, I don't feel so silly, but uh, okay. No, I, I believe you. I just your impression makes it sound really. My impression is really bad. Strange. Fair enough. So yeah, so I don't know. I I mean, I guess I have to believe. You know, like you said, she doesn't really go seek out crazy situations, uh, and she apparently doesn't really go hunt for Alex too much ever. So why does she really need to explore the island? Uh, you know, aside from her own curiosity as a scientist, which I guess all she really did was sort of uh, do, you know, she did do the island map, so she's definitely been around the, the exterior of the island, mm-hmm. uh, but she didn't seem to do a lot of um, <clears throat> inter-island adventuring. Right. Trademark. Uh, um, I think if, I'd like to believe if I were her, I would have found a lot of that stuff, but, uh, you know, I, I think they're they're trying to make us believe that, that she just hasn't done that much exploring. Mm-hmm. So, because uh, if she had, if she had explored a little more, maybe she would have found Alex a long, a long time ago. Yeah. All this wouldn't have been such a problem. Well, I think she's a mole anyway, so. Oh, right. Of course. Of course. 
Myers. Her and Cade. Her, I think, I think, I think Danielle's a mole, Kate's a mole, Jack's a mole, Saeed's a mole, Sawyer's a mole. Wow. Oh, wait, what does mole mean? <laughs> Sorry, bad joke. Does mole mean I'd char- like to know what you thought it meant that they all have in common. Does mole mean character on the show? Okay, there you go. There it is. That'll do it. Is mole the right word? You know what is the right word? The next scene. Okay. I think it's boring, huh? Man, your segues are much <laughs> today. <laughs> yeah, they're really lame, as usual. So we have the scene where Claire is confronting Charlie. She wants to know what's up with him and Desmond, you know, the whole bird shooting thing. Uh, not that she shot a bird, but shot, scared the birds away with the shot. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie says, well, you, you, know, you really want to know the truth. The truth is you could be wrong. That's the truth. And I'm like, that's weird. I, I got to use that someday too. What's the list of things I got to use? I got to use. Um, what did Locke say? Um, well, I stand corrected. Oh, I stand corrected. There's something else I need to use too. Um, I don't remember now. I don't either. I just love that. Like, you know, she's like, "Well, what's you know, what's up with Desmond? Why does he? Why don't you want, guys want me to catch the bird?" And he doesn't tell her why he doesn't want to catch the bird. He tells her, you could be wrong, basically. Oh, right. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, it could be a piece of glass or, you know, how do you know what you saw, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to advocate false hope. <laughs> oh, jeez. I just got Charlie. And you, and you wonder why I don't like you. Um, and then Claire has, has her, she blows up at um, very season two style. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was wondering where Locke was to punch him out, you know? <laughs> I was expecting Locke to come out of nowhere and punch him. <laughs> Yikes. Um, but, you know, she's really good at uh, good at those, like, outbursts, because no one ever trusts her, no one ever believes her, and she's, right. you know, no matter what goes on, she ha- she's always gets this opportunity to uh, complain about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, I just I just wanted to know if I'm on my own, my own. Now that I know I'm on my own, no, no, no shut <laughs> up. You're gonna be asking him to watch Aaron next episode. <laughs> oh, she's done with this episode. She didn't even take that long. Yeah, I know. She got over it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she basically tells him to go. We get the flashback. Claire comes to the hospital, and uh, the nurse at the front makes a comment about. Um, very strange comment about Christian being uh, um, mo- her mom's new doctor, which um, I think I read on Lostpedia as one of the interesting questions about this episode. Why did the why did Christian seem to say that he was the new doctor, or why did the nurse infer that? Why couldn't Christian just say he's a visitor? Um, I don't know. Did you did you wonder about that? Why why they they put forth this idea that he's the new doctor? Uh, I, I did wonder about it a little bit, but I, I don't have a theory. I guess I thought it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it definitely doesn't uh, matter. Because the plot just moves on. Um, so yeah, I can't, I can't really say anything about it, but I, it did strike me as being a bit odd. Yeah, because I mean, for, you know, for, I don't know, I mean, I'm not... <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh... I'm not a, uh, you okay. know, in the in medical administration, but, um, and it's oh, not on my business card. Oh, what? <laughs> now I'm really shocked. Yeah, it's really not on there. 
because I'm really not in that field. But, you know, my theory would be for a new doctor to take over, you know, there'd be a chart record and it would, you know, the first doctor would sign off for the second doctor and there'd be this hard fact, you know, evidence of who the new doctor is and you think the nurse would sort of know that. Um, so either he really did say, like, I'm the new doctor and tried to make that, uh, you know, real, which doesn't make any sense, or he just said, I'm a doctor and he's going in there and she just says that for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. A little bit of strangeness that doesn't mean anything. Glad yeah. we talked about it. So Claire goes into the, her mom's room. Who her mom was named Carol, right? Uh, I don't know. I didn't write it down. Oh, okay, I, I think I think they mentioned it once or twice, and I thought she said Carol. Okay, that sounds right, but I'm, I'm not sure. Do you, Do you know what the aunt's name is? Lindsay. Okay. Lindsay, old Aunt Lindsay. Now we believe, or do you believe? I believe that she was she was the character that that Christian goes to visit in Two for the Road. Uh, yeah, I'll buy that. I didn't believe that, but I I, I will buy that. He definitely, uh, she definitely hates Christian. I think she's jealous. Um, because who wouldn't be? He's a stone cold fox, even with gray hair. What am I talking about? Um, no, I think, th- I, I don't know, I think, uh, I guess my, my joke is a point about, is, a que- is sort of a question about, uh, why is Lindsay so against, uh, Christian? I mean, besides, you know, is it just that he, you know, has another family and got her sister pregnant and isn't really there? Because it seemed like he tried to be there, you know, but she was just totally against it, so I was thinking maybe there's some jealousy there. Yeah, it could be, um, but I got the sense she just hated him because... You know what he's doing is inherently kind of messed up. What do you mean having the having the the, the kids out of wedlock thing? Yeah, having a yeah having another family and yeah, that's kind of kind of a weird thing. To Wake do. up! It's two thousand four. Because he can't really be with that family for real. You know, he can't be there on any real regular basis. But is that a reason to hate? Is that a reason to hate him though? Yeah, because he, you know, he he did he he came over and you know had sex with this woman out of you know outside of his marriage and now now there's this kid and he can't even be there for it because you know he was well irresponsible and now this family can't you know can't be what it could have been because of his actions and yeah but but and that's something that I mean obviously not for the character but I don't know I feel like that'd be something you know you would be pissed. But given the circumstances, I think it's better for Claire to have her dad in her life every now and then to not have him there at all, you know, um, for various reasons. And it seems like you that's something you'd be pissed at, but not actively, like, don't come around anymore, you know. Um, because if you're pissed that he's not, that he can't be around all the time, then why would you want him there none of the time? Now, I agree that it may not be the most rational or the best thing to do in the situation, but I think it's believable that a character would react that way, that someone, you know, would react that way in that situation, you know? Yeah, like I, yeah. Like, I, I find it plausible that there would be some situation like that in the world where someone would say, yeah, no, stay away, I don't want you around, you know, you, I hate you, blah, blah, blah. Even if the sister didn't didn't want that. The sister being the one who really matters. Right. The sister being Claire's mom. But anyway, um, yeah, no, back to your point. Uh, I think that that was 
I agree. I think that was who was at the door during that episode when Anna Lucia is hanging out with Christian. Um, and I, I plan to actually look up the cast list and see if it was the same actor, but I, I didn't actually do it. Because we don't do any research here at Lost Love Down, so... Oh, we don't? No. Oh. We don't. Then what's all that research I'm doing? Not research, that's for sure. <laughs> Apparently not. I guess I was confused on what moment and what research meant. Mm-hmm. I should get a dictionary. <laughs> I think I think you would find it helpful. Mm-hmm. Now, what's helpful mean? Oh, boy. Um, so, you know, there's this whole argument, and just stop it, just stop it, the bickering, I'm a little baby. Uh, and then basically we get the answer that uh, we all sort of knew was coming, that Christian is Claire's father. Mm-hmm. Jack has uh, a sibling. Yes, at least a half one. Not the best sibling if you had to pick. But uh, you can't choose your family, so you're stuck, Jack. I'm sorry. And I have to, I mean, do you think they're ever going to figure that out? Well, you know, I was hoping they would, just because I like questions answered. But, um, you know, she has that line that at the end that she says, I don't even know your name, and I want it to stay that way. Yeah. And the only way I think for them to, for them to really figure out if they're related is, is for her to say, you know, my dad's Jack Shepard. Oh, your dad's Jack Shepard. I mean, sorry, Christian Shepard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, and then they put the pieces together. Um, yeah. I think I think they can still make that clear, uh, make that connection. It'll be harder, but I think they can still do it. Um, I don't. I think I think they will, and I and I think they it might come into play uh, with the others. You know, Jack might say something like. You know, he might be at the, they're going to kill him or something. I don't know what. And, and they're like, he's like, I don't have anything to live for, blah, blah, and whatever. And he goes, what about your sister, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, man. My what? My what? Just tell me. Just tell me. I could see, I could see, I could see Ben and them knowing about it. And um, they should know about it because they, 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 they have to know about it. They do. I think they definitely know about it. Um, so that's, that's how we could find out. Absolutely. He could find yeah. out from the others. Yeah. Cause they, they, if they, if they know that Christian is Claire's father, then that's it. That they know. That's it. That's all yeah. they need. They ha- I think they have to know who those people's parents are. Yeah. I, I agree. I think, I think you're right. I think if they know, that's how we can find out. And if he finds out then you know, if he gets out, he can tell Claire or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, so there you go. So they, so maybe they will. Maybe they will. Not in this episode though. Not in this episode. Like, Claire, to Claire, that's what's weird about it. To Claire, this flashback is just, this is a flashback of my life. Yeah. Like, she, she doesn't consider it a revelation about a connection or anything. It's, yeah, she has no idea. It plays that way to the audience. For Claire, it's all her, nothing, mm-hmm. nobody else. She's the center <laughs> of her own little world. And I, and I have to point out, I think Jack's dad is one of the most, uh, uh, what's the word, ubiquitous, uh, flashback characters ever he's in everybody's flashback he's been in obviously jack's flashback but in a significant way also in sawyer's flashback Mm -hmm. anna lucia's flashback and now uh claire's flashback like with with lots of lines and you know speeches and like man i'm like god this guy is everywhere yeah i i really like uh i really like the dad character christian 
Uh, I like the actor too, so I'm glad. I'm glad we see him a lot, you know, because he's. I think he's pretty good at, at the role. So yeah, I do too. I, I like the actor a lot, and, and the character is pretty interesting. And uh, yeah, I like the way he says things. I, I like his way of speaking. And yeah, I mean, way... he makes he makes some really boring stuff interesting. Yeah, you know, because I mean, the whole oh, I'm your dad, and oh, you know, I was around, and like oh, mm-hmm. yawn. But he he makes those things interesting to listen to, which is good. So. Yeah, you're right. That stuff that stuff is pretty boring, but he uh, yeah he manages to to make it seem to elevate it to some extent. Yeah, I think uh, I agree. He's he's a good character, and I, maybe that's part 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 of why they use him a lot. Yeah, maybe so. They're like, huh? How can he be related to Kate? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Let's let's hook, let's put him in case flashback somewhere. Let's use this guy. He's good. Uh, so do 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 do. The next scene, we have the gang. They're chopping down trees and making the contraption to climb over the pylon. It's very sort of man versus machine, nature versus technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. They're overcoming this, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, and I think it's interesting in general how technology based the others are. Um, for people who seem to be, I mean, they're using all this Dharma stuff, so you know, right. it's hard. It's hard to say where the line is there, but they definitely uh, adopted the technology very easily, very quickly, seemingly. And, and a, a question occurred. I mean, if they were recruited from the real world, then okay, you know, they they know how to live that way. But but I think. Uh, I, I really wonder what was life like when the others first came, you know, when they when they were all initially recruited and they and they came to the island before Dharma, mm-hmm. uh, assuming all that's true, uh, you know, what 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 did they do? I mean, they didn't have all this stuff, uh, so I really I really wonder. What, a, what did they do? B, why were they there? Yeah, I you think. Know? I think the answer to both questions is telepathy. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so they they lived by telepathy, and they were there for telepathy. So that was a good coincidence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it worked out. Now you see. Now you see why they were there. Very nice. Wow. You you really. Uh, wow. Nice. Your theories are just so all encompassing. You know. Um, that's what I put on my business card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why you should, sir. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think you know, I'm still, I'm still torn between this idea that, that at least part of the others are not indigenous to the island, it, at least in you know, indigenous in quotes, because um, obviously at some point, you know, people don't just evolve out of nowhere. Um, at some point, there had to be the first people to come to the island. Um, you know, he says, you know, but that's the thing. Mickey says that the the, the guy brought all of his people there. Um, yeah, and so if they were recruited, I mean, if he knows this guy, and if this guy's still alive especially, the others can't have been there that long. Yeah, and that, but that's the thing, you know. Um, ben claims he's he's been on the island his whole life. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so, I mean, it could be, you know, if Ben is what, like 45 or something? Yeah. Uh, you know, if he's like 45, so 45 years ago, then that, then maybe, you know, maybe the guy behind it all could be in his 70s at the at the youngest, maybe? Yeah. If he, if he brought, 
if he brought uh, Ben there right before Ben was born or something like that or around that yeah. time he was born. So he could be, you know, 70 or 80, you know. He okay. could still be alive. And then there's plan B that he's lying. Then, yeah, then he still he could be lying and he just sort of maybe metaphorically feels like he's been there his whole life or something. Or yeah. Just, or just flat out lying. Yeah. Um, <sighs> and, and now that I think about that line uh, from episode 9... You know where we're going. Oh, Ben calls it home. I'm like, man, <laughs> that's Dharma stuff. Like, it's home. Come on, man. You just like moved in. I don't know. It's, it seems weird now that I know it's not their stuff, really. Yeah, just... that's you know, and it makes me think that there's some there's more going on with this whole Dharma thing. Like, um, that maybe you know maybe they decided to work with the others at some point. You know, maybe they use the other the others agree to be in their experiments or to you know to to be the people in their in their little utopian commune thing and then you know then it went sour from there so that's getting closer to my original theory um about the others being a part of dharma who defected and your version they were already there but they sort of worked with them and then they revolted yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I, I want, yeah, I want to believe that, yeah, that that the others were there before Dharma, and the only way I can reconcile Ben calling this home, you know, uh, I mean, obviously you can call it home if he just lived there, but but I, I feel like that they could have worked with them uh, to a certain degree, and then it went sour, and then they had to fight, and yeah, um, it just seems like it seems like calling it home is claiming some kind of ownership you know, mm-hmm. the place, like, this is our, this is our home, you know, and, uh, it just seems odd to say that about a building that this other, you know, this strange little, uh, scientist group constructed that you had a war with and then moved in, you know, and this yeah. is home. Well, I mean, then... I guess that's happened before in history, but, uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I think about it. Have you, have you, have you taken American history? <laughs> Uh, I'm like, wow, I, I think I'm describing something metaphorically here. Yeah, um, no, you're... It's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, so I guess it's I guess it's also possible um, that he's saying that, even does though the, that's what happened. Does the colony of Jamestown mean anything to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah, wow. Um, oh, what, I... this is your land? Oh, your people's been here for thousands of years? Oh, really? That's very interesting. <laughs> Help me erect my city here, please. <laughs> give us give us food so we can last through the winter. No, we'll let you keep your lands. Sure. We respect your culture. <laughs> oh god. The founding of America. Oh jeez. Alright, let's not alienate our fans. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think most people know it was a bit of a nightmare. But uh Yeah. Uh, still love America, though. I still love you, especially if you're oh, yeah. listening to our podcast. And we're happy to call it home, even though we are. You know, it has this uh, very extremely sordid past. Um, so, uh, so fair enough. Maybe he he could just be saying it in that in that way, where uh, it happened this way, but he still feels like it's his home. And and you know, a little devil's advocate here. I mean, if he's lived there for what, like ten years or however long Dharma was gone, I yeah, mean, it's effectively home. So yeah, I know, I know what you mean, but I I got this this like more uh, mystical or I don't know what the word is like like vibe from that line that it, that it wasn't just like oh it's my home 
whatever, you know, something you'd casually say about someplace you live for a few years. Like, it was some kind of very strong connection. I, mm-hmm. Maybe I'm inferring too much, but I just, I took it as being deeper than that. Saying. Yeah, you and know. maybe and maybe that's almost you know maybe Juliet's point is you know Ben calls it home, but you know, you know we just moved in there, we're just squatting in this place, you know maybe that's sort of her point. Yeah, too. that's an interesting way to look at. It. I didn't I didn't think about that. I wonder what she knows about all that stuff. Uh, oh boy, <laughs> Juliet. Juliet, 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 you are still a mystery. The only blonde character on the show I can stand to listen to. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's a dig at blondes or what, but um, yeah, I, I don't think it is. But no, no, I, I, I like I like Juliet's character. I, I me too. She she. I think at one point I really thought she was going to start to be crappy, but. Um, she, well, she is starting to be crappy a little bit. But, yeah, uh, she's getting that way now, but she hasn't really had a chance to let the, the crappiness take over yet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she's uh, she's good so far. So, back to the scene. Uh, they're trying. They're making this, this tree contraption to climb over the pylon, uh, which makes me uh, wonder, why didn't Dharma think someone might be able to do that? Yeah, I know. I was thinking, like, man, that... Security system isn't that hard to circumvent. But. Yeah, I mean, all you gotta do is you know sort of climb over it. Um, yeah, it se- it seemed like man, if you just had a ladder, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you'd it, be done. Or you know, well, I guess you you'd have to pile up a lot of rocks, but you could pile up some rocks, you know. Or um, that would be a lot of rocks. It'd be a lot of rocks, you know. <laughs> but um, you know, well, well, fairly big rocks, but still okay. a lot of them. Still yeah. a lot of them. Sure. Um, you know, and it makes me think that you know. It would be fine if you touched it, you know, because, you know, Saeed's idea is that when the, when the two planes are broken, or when the plane between the two sensors are broken, you know, that's when it's activated. So it seems like if you, you know, if you touched, you know, the outside of it, it wouldn't, like, go off, you know? I mean, no one really wants to take that chance, but um, I guess that was my question. Is how do you, what do you think, um, how do you think this, the security system really works? What do you mean if you touch the outside? The outside of what? Um, okay, well, you know, you have the, you know, it's like a, it's like a square, right? There's four sides to this thing. Uh, two of the sides have sensors, and two to of what the sides thing? to the pylon. <laughs> okay. So two of the two of the sides of the pylon have sensors, and the other two sides don't have sensors. Okay. So I feel like, you know, if you were on the outside of the security perimeter and you touched, you know, the 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 side, you know, facing away from the perimeter that does not have a, you know. A sensor that it, the, the, that the system wouldn't go off because yeah. you're, you haven't broken that plane. I agree. So my point is, it seems like you could, you know, if if you had some rocks or something, you cli- you could climb up over it without having to use that tree system. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I say with the ladder. Like, if they if they had yeah. a ladder, they I feel like they could stand on top of the pylon if they you know stood the right way and not mm-hmm. set anything off. Yeah. You know that that yeah touching the the top of the thing isn't a big deal, uh, so uh, so I agree. And I mean, they had a tree resting right there anyway. Yeah, and that was that's what was interesting, you know. And I and I you gotta love it because Locke is the one who said it. You know, Danielle says, "Why not just use the C four you got and, and put it on the pylon?" He goes, "Oh, you want to go stick it on?" Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, well, sticking it on doesn't seem like it would do anything. You know, and not only that, it seems like you could just sort of, you know, I'm not an explosive expert, obviously. Again. <laughs> But 
It seems like you could just arm the C4 and sort of toss it close to the thing and let it go off. You then so you have to stick it, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, my theory about that is that's they they want the C4 for later and they're not oh, of course. Really using it. Of course, of course. You know that's that's my thing. Like you know, and we I give the writers a, a break because obviously you know. You know they have this show that they're they're doing, and but then of course it you know they have the show they're doing, so they have to engineer things a certain way. And yeah. I guess my point is, I just get frustrated when like, you know, I understand that they have to use the C four for something else, and they're just bringing it in this episode so that when it comes in later, we know where I got it. Blah blah blah. Uh, but it's like you know if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna you know contrive these situations, you know make it plausible, make it interesting. Don't have Locke just say, "Oh, you want to go stick it on," and act like that's a that's a reason why they can't just go stick it on. You know, I right. feel like I feel like if they're gonna do these things, they really should try a little hard, er, to uh, to make the these their their motivations plausible. Know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, it, it's I can understand it's rough uh, after after this long. Uh, to keep, uh, I mean, this is a small thing or whatever, but yeah. they're they're dealing with continuity issues, you know. Like with this Claire flashback, you know, uh, a few people brought up some things from the race by another flashback and, and how that all fits in. And, and with the Hurley episode, we were talking about numbers a little bit, and I I, I think it's it's rough to uh, to keep all that working um, and just those, those continuity problems. But I guess if you have this plan for this C four and you know, you want all these things to happen. You want Saidi to discover it, and and you you know that someone might suggest it's reasonable that someone might suggest using it on this fence, but you don't want to use it there, and you know, so you're trying to think of a way out of it. And I, I think sometimes you know, a throwaway little line like that is is sort of good enough for me. I mean, I don't want to spend too much time trying to justify why they're not using it. You know, when it just doesn't matter in terms of the story because they're not going to, you know. Yeah. So, like, I, to a certain extent, I, I agree, but uh, I don't know. And another way I, I get why they, they kind of brush brush by those those issues pretty quickly sometimes, uh, you know, because they have specific plans uh, for certain things that, that they just need this to happen this way. And, you know, and here's a quick line. Like, they don't ignore it, but, you know, they, they give, it, give it a very quick. That's that's why I feel like they it's more of their a responsibility to make these answers make sense in a situation where it, it doesn't make sense why they can't just use the C four you know like it, you know in, in in one instance where their motivations make sense I don't expect them to sort of you know would the, these answers be like airtight but in a situation where it's obvious that they're engineering this because they need it for something else I feel like that means they have more responsibility to make. To make it clear why they can't, you know, just go stick it on. Uh, it's yeah. a minor point, and I and I and I'm glad they mentioned it, uh, you know, and gave it some attention. Um, and I, and I don't think his line was that crazy. I mean, you know, it, it, it is reasonable to say, well, that thing just just zapped this guy. Like, do you really yeah. want to go like touch this unnecessarily? I can understand being yeah. nervous about and about and, and like and messing with C4 too. So, um, you know, if Arts was around, <laughs> I, somebody might get blown up. Um, but, um, so anyway, anyway, big tangent, minor point. Um, hey, that's what you're there for. For the minor points or the big tangents or both? Both. Okay. You're very, very good at catching these, these tiny things that, uh, 
They just uh, blow right by the rest of us. Well, it's the writer in me, you know. I I I hear I I, I see these lines, and I'm I'm wondering, you know, does, does that really make sense? Does it? Is there a better excuse, you know? Because I mean, when I write, I have to do the same things, you know. Right. Because I don't know. What? Sorry. I was just gonna say, you know, if I was in this situation, I mean, if I was writing this scene, you know, I would I would do a very similar thing, you know. I would wonder, you know, oh, the audience is gonna ask about the C four, but I gotta I gotta, you know. I got something else I got. I need it for in, in a later episode, and and yeah, I guess I wouldn't put a lot of time into something like that either. But I, I, I guess I would at least add like you know, Locke can say, "Well, you want to be the one to stick it on," and and he can just say, you know, we, we don't know what might happen, but who wants to chance it? You know, just something like that. You know, mm-hmm. where, where it's not where it's more of we don't know what's going to happen versus like we know something bad's going to happen. I don't know right. If that makes any sense. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good yeah. It's it's worth talking about yeah but i guess that's my point is that i i I definitely approach most tv shows i watch from a sort of writing perspective especially shows like this where you know i think the writing's really good and uh you know i i I try to dissect what makes it good and bad and yeah stuff like that yeah it's um it's very detailed very uh there's you know at this point they have so much story to that, that's in back of them to to agree with. Yeah. And at a certain point, I think it must be really hard to make everything you do line up with what came before when so many things have already happened. Yeah, know? I wouldn't want that job. Or I would want that job, actually. Like, you, you want to write about... I think that's what Greg Nations does to some extent. You want to write about whatever, and you want it to agree with what you said before, and so you have to go through, okay, when did they mention this topic, you know? Mm-hmm. Here's what was said in this episode, and this episode, and you have to make sure, you know, because like in the first few episodes, they didn't have to do that. They're creating the foundation, you know. Yeah. And now, now they're in this point where they just have all this stuff behind them, and they have to kind of deal with it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you can't have Kate go. Oh, I hate mangoes, and it's like Kate, you've been eating mangoes the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I would want Greg Nation's job. I, I bet it's really fun and interesting, but um. But to be the sort of, you know, to be the one compiling all the facts and who did what, when, and how, and stuff like that, and, oof, that's a job. Yeah, I think it would be exhausting uh, to do, but obviously if you're getting paid for it, it's probably not bad. Um, I wouldn't want to just do it in my spare time, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's not a hobby. So, yeah, my question, how, how do you think the system works? What do you think it's really doing? Who do you think made it? <laughs> Oh God! All those questions and all those, all those trivial little questions. Let's see. What was the first one? How the system works? How does it work? I mean, I don't know technically, but I would say. I mean, well, how do you think it works? I know you don't have like a blueprint diagram. <laughs> I mean, I don't even have like a real technical theory. I guess I, I, I feel like it works uh, kind of like those, uh, those little. Uh, what are they? call them like those little like laser things they have in those heist movies when they're trying to steal something and you know if you touch them then the alarm goes off like i i think i think something like that's going on where if you you know cross the in between the two things then it sets off the thing which then hits you with some sort of whatever that that gives you a seizure yeah well okay my my question i guess okay that's a good answer um and to further it, um, so what? What if you ran in and then ran out? 
you know, because it took, it took a little say, while for the thing to charge. I would say you'd have to be really fast. Like, I feel like it's really fast. Well, I mean, it took him a while to die from what was going on. I agree, but nonetheless, I think it's really fast. Okay, so do you do you think it's literally really fast, and we just saw it slow, or do you think what we saw was fast? Uh, a little of both. I I don't know. Like, I I think the way it played out was, you know, I don't know, not quite. I mean, okay. If it really takes that long, you could like run right through. It really sucks as a security system. So I want to believe that it uh, that it, it there's no way you could you could run in and run out without it hitting you, unless you were just insanely fast. Well, no, and I get that, but I, I, what I'm saying is, I feel like it seems like he died from it because he was he was standing there and it kept affecting him. And I wonder, like, if you okay, you, okay, you're on one side of it, and then you run into it, and then you run back out to your starting point. Like, you don't, you don't keep going in. You know, I guess it doesn't really matter where you go, but you run in, and you run out. Does the effect that it caused, it, you know, you you've been affected by it, and you know, it's still going to take the same amount of time for you to die. But once you're affected, infected by it, you're infected by it. Or is it was the fact that he stood there, the thing that actually killed him? That like, if you would. If you go between them, you may get hit with something that sort of, you know, hurts, yeah. you know, but it, but if you stay, you know, that's when you die. That's, I, I want to believe that it's, that it works like that, where if you, if you run in and it hits you, then it's going to kill you, uh, and you can't just uh, run out and be all right. Uh, that's how I want to believe that it works. And I want to believe that too, but I don't think that's how it works. Well... <laughs> Well, because for something like that to to kill you, it seems like there was some sort of sonic buildup, and that like one quick second. Because I mean, if you if you were running at full speed, you could get past that little plane, you know, in less than a second. Yeah. You know, and is that really gonna less than a second of exposure to that sonic energy? Is that really gonna you know create a cerebral hemorrhage? You know, I don't know. Well, I mean, that's horrible. <laughs> If you What's can horrible? run through it, it's it's a really shitty security system. I agree. You know, uh, but how else, I, what I, mean, I want to believe is that the way it played out when he went through it isn't quite right. Like it's just it's just the way they wanted to show it happening. Um, but I want to you know I want to believe it's it's not that's not really how it works. What? <laughs> The way we saw the way we saw how it worked is not how it works. Yeah, because exactly. that's the thing. Like you know, they obviously weren't affected by it when they went over on the other side. You know, now the only thing I could think is that if you activate it and then you keep going, it still affects you even if you're not standing between them. And that the only reason it wasn't affecting them, even though they were past that plane, was that they didn't activate it. Mm-hmm. Now maybe I'd buy that. That once it's activated, if you're if you're within a certain area of the pylons, not just necessarily between the two, mm-hmm. that it, that it would because I, I I firmly believe that that it, it, there's this that has to be this build up effect that one quick second of exposure is not going to like fry your cerebrum, mm-hmm. cerebellum, whatever the term is. I think both exist. Oh, okay. <laughs> But, um, yeah. And I think if you destroyed either one of them, it would be a problem. Probably. Uh, 
but uh, uh, I mean I'm I don't know anything about that, but uh, uh, yeah, you you got a you got a point. Um, I think it, the the way it played out, it seems like. But yeah, maybe it, it it hits you with something, and then wherever you are, it can get you. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was weird, and I would buy that more if 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 yeah if it affected them when they were standing on the other side of it too. But I guess they weren't hit with the initial. See, I don't know. Just the the system. Yeah, it has to, be... to hit you with the initial thing. And but then... that's stupid. <laughs> okay, but uh, it's really stupid that that like sound could be that focused. Like, okay, you Mickey, like you went through it, and so you get hit, and none of you other guys went through it yet. But I'm still emitting the sound. But like, no, that's that's that doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean, a sound thing. It it seems like it should have affected them anyway. But yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it's it's um, it's just really good technology, you know. Technology or magic, both. Okay. Technological magic or magical technology. Magology. Mm-hmm. Tech magic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are <laughs> you just gonna agree with whatever I say? More or less. Yeah, I, uh... Ah, whatever. I don't know what to do with that. But it's, I mean, uh, and, and I'll, I'll buy that maybe they drew, they drew out the, his death just to, just for a fact, and that if you, you sort of ran through it, you'd get hit with the bolt of it, and then you would just sort of, like, collapse and die very quickly, and I guess I could buy that. They just They just extended it for extension's sake. Yeah, to make it more dramatic. Um... Yeah, so maybe maybe at some point we'll see somebody run through it and see what happens. I doubt it, though. I don't know. I mean, I doubt it, too. <laughs> I don't know what I meant by I don't know. I just meant something. Um, here's another question for you. Do you think, uh, uh, do you think that, that that pylon security system was built to keep people out or to keep people in? Well, it seems to do both. Um, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say, well, I don't think it does both. I mean, I guess it does both technically, but obviously the others have a, have a way around it. I guess what I mean is it can do both. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It can do both. Um, yeah, I would, I mean, I think the barracks were play a place for the Dharma initiative members to, to stay originally at. I guess I feel like to keep people out. You know what I wonder now about the the whole Paula Ferry and that's how you get to the barracks thing? Mm Mm-hmm. What if, um... This is weird. I don't know. Maybe this would be silly, but... (laughs) What if at the barracks there's some sort of, um... You know, some sort of tunnel system or something that's connected to the, uh... You know, the surrounding ocean... So that, you know, you could get from the Pala Ferry to the barracks in a submarine, you know, sort of going through some tunnel system in the I- underwater tunnel system in the island or something. You think the Pala Ferry is a submarine? Well, I think the Pala Ferry is where you take get, catch the submarine. 
Oh, wait. Maybe that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I mean. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what I was asking. Yeah, um, I, I, for some reason I was thinking I meant the Paul Ferry was the docks. Okay. But, I mean, no, literally the Paul Ferry would be the submarine. Okay, good. Um, because how else could you get back and forth from from a dock to inland in the in the in the middle of the now island. Now what did he really say? What did he really say? Now, now I wonder. He said when you're done with your your cycle, you can take the Paul ferry back to the barracks. Did he really say that? Or I'll did look he it say up right now. Cuz I cuz now I just want to be sure cuz I don't quite remember exactly what his wording was and I just I want to make sure I'm not. I right, want to Hold on, let me uh, I want to use evidence to guide my okay here we go let's see here uh, um at the end of your eight hour shift proceed to the fall proceed to the polo ferry which will take you back to the barracks yeah you're right you're right is it okay uh yeah they uh I'll, either what you said or they fucked up and, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I think I think the the idea that they can get from the ferry to the to the barracks through some sort of underwater system tunnel or whatever in the in the submarine would explain how they can get around the uh, you know around the barrier. That's true. Although I would I would assume that the people living in there would have some kind of code or something they could shut off one of the things and walk through it or, or some kind of door somewhere. Some That's a sp- weird theory. Who's ever heard of a code that can turn an alarm system on and off? You're just making up stuff, man. A I code know. You can, a code you can input into an alarm system? You know me. I just, I don't know. I come up with these crazy ideas and they never make any Jeez. sense and nobody ever believes me. But You should go post that on a forum somewhere. I'm going to stand by it. Um, all right. Against all odds. Maybe Inner 77? Yeah. No, don't, please. God. It'll blow something up. Mm-hmm. Or will it? So, uh, <laughs> I... <laughs> So I like to believe they have a way around it other than, you know, some possible submarine uh, tunnel thing. Uh, <laughs> you want the real world theory, you know, I want the craziness. <laughs> I mean, your your submarine tunnel theory at least solves the problem of what, how the ferry gets them to the barracks. Um, yeah. Unless, uh, yeah, I don't know, unless they have us believe that, that the barracks are actually pretty close to the coast. <laughs> Uh, despite all appearances. I but no matter how close it is, unless the barracks are accessible by water, it doesn't make any sense. It, I mean, if the Paul Ferry is an actual ferry in, you know, the, the nautical sense, like, there's no way unless the barracks have water access, right? In which we've seen them. It's landlocked. Well, what do you mean? I mean, why can't they say it takes you to the barracks, but it really takes you to a place that's pretty close to the barracks? But but what, you, like, okay, it takes you close to the barracks and then you just walk from the rest of the way? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, uh, and if I it's guess. a short enough walk, you know. I but it's not. Counts. It's not. You I know, know it's that. not, but I'm saying what if it is? <laughs> okay, Locke. <laughs> well, what if it's not? You like that? Why isn't it that? I know you have an answer, but don't say it. Uh-huh. <sighs> all right, all right. Well, 
the security system thing to me, uh, I thought was really, I thought it could have been really, really great, but I thought it was just pretty interesting. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I thought it was good, but I think it, it's got some some foibles in how it works or how they made it seem to work, and it doesn't seem like the best security system, but it is pretty damn cool, nonetheless. Um, so I give it three stars. What about you, Roger? <laughs> Out of? Huh? Out of five? Out of four. Four. Yeah. That's pretty good. What about you, Cisco? For for security systems, are we just what 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 is this grading based on? Are we are we just saying you can make it up as you go along? That's what I'm doing. <sighs> well, that's no help. Um, okay, I will give it. Uh, you know, I think three is pretty good. I, I yeah, I you know, I hate to I hate to agree with you, Roger, but uh, uh, I'm gonna have to give it three stars as well. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, Cisco. I think you're right on this one. For wow, once. never thought we'd hear it, folks. Cisco's agreeing with Roger Ebert because of what you did. <laughs> oh man! Did you ever find that video talking about something that has nothing to do with loss? Did you ever find that video again? Uh, did I go looking for it at some point? I don't remember. I don't know. I thought you did. Uh, the answer is I I don't know because I don't even remember what you're talking about. You don't even know what I'm talking about right now? I mean, I know the video you're talking about, but I don't remember a point where I was like, I'm oh. going to go find it and whether I found it or not. Oh, I, I remember saying I wanted to see it again and I thought you said you were going to go look for it or something. Oh, okay. I don't know if I followed through on that or not. Well, chances are. I don't have it anymore. Oh. Okay. Should we tell what we're talking about? Or? I don't know. I think our audience likes to be in the dark. They're Lost fans. They like a good mystery. Okay. How about, we'll give them the answer to that, like, ten podcasts from now. Oh, God. Oh, let's please do that. <laughs> oh, man. I'm writing it down. You're going to write it down? Ten yeah. is, is ten too many? Uh, I and don't does, know. Then does anybody even care? <laughs> Probably not. Um, How about two podcasts? Ten is a lot. Yeah, ten is a lot, but it's, it is more lost. Yeah. Okay, there we go. I'm going to note. We'll, we'll, we'll tell you what we're talking about and why. If, <laughs> and you probably won't care, but the mystery will be, it'll be like lost. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, great. Now exactly. we know Christian, Christian's her father. Great, who cares? We'll pull you in and then disappoint you. Just the lost style. There we go. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Okay. Um, so where were we? We were talking about how Kate makes it over the uh, pylon fine, and then uh, Locke goes next, and then uh, when Kate gets over, she examines Mikey, and I really, really wanted her to remove the eye patch, but she didn't. Um, oh. I just thought she might be curious, just in case he was pretending. I really, really thought his hand was going to come up and, like, start strangling her. Oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> that would have been I, awesome. I was so ready for that. I'm like, man, this is this is a setup for the classic villain who will not die kind of thing. Yeah. And he, he seemed like that kind of character, too. He seemed very sturdy. He seemed like an Ethan. Um, he seemed like he could not be dead when you think he's dead. Yeah, he just he, he has that way about him. I guess I guess part of it was, you know, when they had him tied up and then he just appeared behind Locke, you know, with a knife and you never really saw how he managed that. Um, yeah. 
just made him seem like uh, like he could go through all this and like yeah he's probably really hurt but he's still alive and he's gonna fuck you up Kate exactly <laughs> just you Kate just you because <laughs> you're flawed uh, and the other thing I thought was when Locke went over second I thought Locke was gonna do something crazy but God I, I, I thought kept... I thought they were gonna check his pockets at least you know uh, he might have something interesting on him. Mm-hmm. But no, we don't care. No, we're moving on. Moving on. We gotta go get Jack. Because he's too busy having fun without us. Oh, God. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. If if that's interesting to anyone. I don't, does anybody care about Jack? I don't know. I don't think our audience really cares. It's not really big on the list of important things, right? You guys don't care about Jack. Jack who? Uh, indeed. I don't care what Jack said. I owe him that. I'm gonna go get him. Hear me roar. <laughs> so the next scene, we have Claire and Son. They're changing Aaron. And uh, we see Charlie and Desmond arguing in the distance. And, um, you know, Claire has an idea. She's gonna go get some answers, just like Nancy Drew. And uh, the next scene is a flashback. Uh, Christian comes to see Claire at a tattoo shop, uh, and it was really interesting to see uh, to see this sort of you know raven-haired Claire and sort of goth indie doing tattoos and or she was she was doing piercings. Um, so I guess she's not necessarily a tattoo artist, but um, it was really interesting to see her uh, character in that in that light. It was definitely um, a tattoo parlor. Uh, definitely partially. a tattoo parlor, yeah. Um, I don't know if that means she does tattoos, but... Yeah, it didn't seem like it. I mean, she was pretty young. I could see her just doing the piercings and sort of working in the front. Yeah. Um, the easy stuff. Uh, no offense, Claire, but... Uh, yeah. Ow, I wanted that earring in my ear, not in my eye. Oops! <laughs> Ten bucks, thank you. Ten bucks, thank you. <laughs> no refunds. <laughs> Oh god, that's oh man. Um, wait a minute, what was the point? Right, yeah, no, it was weird to see uh, Claire and her, yeah, her, I guess her old uh, ways. Um, yeah, I now wonder when, when, <laughs> when did, um, she like dye her hair and all that, dye it back or whatever it was she did to her hair, because she obviously should be blonde naturally. Yeah. Unless she's dying it blonde. Well, I mean, her aunt and her mother was blonde, and, you know, <laughs> unless she's got Dharma brand hair dye on the island that she found. So you've poked a few holes in my theory. <laughs> um, Genetics and, like, logistical factors. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, I think she's definitely uh, dying it. And then she just went... I think at some point, I guess she, she outgrew this phase and just kind of went back to her original uh, hair Which, color. she must have... I mean, she must have dyed it back blonde because the time from when, you know, she was at her mother being pregnant, you know, and, and having black hair to being on the island wasn't that, that many months. No, no, no. She wasn't pregnant when she had the black hair. That that was That was way before... Uh, w- once she's pregnant, she had she had the blonde hair again. Oh, did she? Yeah. Oh, I thought she had black hair the whole flashback. In the no, in the in that last scene, she had blonde hair again, and it's sort oh. of implied that it's a while after the previous 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, now that, that totally makes a lot more sense. I was thinking she just had black hair the whole flashback. Yeah. Yeah, no, if they showed her with black hair and pregnant, you're right. She would have had to die because she can't make it get blonde that fast. Yeah. Now you're um, right. Yeah, so, anyway. Thank you, thank you. Much needed service. Um, so, Christian just wants to have a cup of coffee and talk and... Uh, and it's that's that's such a thing, you know, these days. Let's just go have a cup of coffee, just one cup of coffee. Like it's always a conversation over a cup of coffee. Can't yeah. we talk right here? Why do we have to go somewhere and talk? <laughs> I don't know, because we need a scene change. That's why. Yeah. I don't know. It's always a thing. I want I want someone to say, "Can we just have a cup of coffee?" And they go, "I don't drink coffee." Another great scene by Claude McIver. <laughs> <laughs> the characters, the characters just stand there in silence after that. I don't drink coffee. Do 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 do. All right, well. And cut. <laughs> I hear daytime Emmy. Yeah, it's. I think it's a classic thing. It's sort of a carryover from something like, you know, uh, let's go get a drink or something. Yeah. Um, same kind of idea. You gotta, you gotta go to some place to sit and talk, uh, which I kind of understand. I mean, they don't want to just sit there in a the parlor and do it. And you know, what are you gonna do? Stand outside or something like that. Like, I kind of get it um, on some level. But... You're such a pushover, dude. You just love everything they do. Oh! This New Year's Justin. Oh, jeez. This guy. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, well. No, I just... I mean, I'm, I'm not just defending uh, this episode, but I guess that practice in general... Because uh, it's used a lot. I mean, Lost isn't yeah. the first TV show to have someone say, let's go get a cup of coffee and talk about something. Yeah. That's, it's a really, really I think Seinfeld thing. was the first to do that. The other thing that gets me along those lines... <laughs> oh, dear. Are you Did serious? Did you just hear what I said? <laughs> like 20 minutes later? The other thing that gets me along those lines uh, is when... Is when someone wants to tell someone something they're like uh you should sit down Mm -hmm. you know like i don't understand why they have to sit down like are they are they afraid they're gonna faint or something you know it's it's weird to me that they have to sit down to tell them something well biologically you you can take hard news a lot easier if you're not standing up Oh, really? Because the energy difference that from standing up to sitting mm-hmm. down, you can use to process the information you just heard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I saw that uh, when I was watching this nature show with my mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, was. that doesn't make you an expert. Was. <laughs> what do you mean, was? It's complicated. You're right, it doesn't make me an expert. But I got this PhD in the subject, so maybe that does it. Oh no. Uh oh. So the next scene they go and talk. Right. It's so facto. Um he ba- we basically find out that um he found out about Carol, uh Claire's mom, uh 
that she was in surgery from a doctor Franny has at the hospital, which, eh, I don't know. That seems a little suspect to me. Um, because there's, the flow of information there, I think, is, is suspect. Um, but, I mean, I believe it. I just think it's a little strange that, um, you know, the doctor friend, you know, sees on, on the surgery chart or sees somewhere, you know, uh, Claire, what's her last name, Littleton? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he sees uh, Carol Littleton. And I mean, I guess I guess you know if he really knows Christian that well, and he and he um, and he knows about what you know about the Littletons, then I guess that makes sense that he would see that name and, and then call Christian and say, "Hey, she's here in surgery and stuff like that." So, mm-hmm. I guess I buy it. A little weird, but I buy it. Yeah, those those friends in Australia know more about him than his family. I know, right? Um, it seems weird that after like you know. How many years? Claire's at least 20-something, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, it's been 20-something years, and this doctor friend still remembers the name Littleton. Like, yeah. I don't know. He's a good friend. That's all I got to say. It's pretty uh, crazy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, course... do you think at all that he's just making that up, that, that he's been? Because I know some people, uh, I'm looking at you, Bruce. Uh, some people think that um, Christian's been sort of, you know, continuing to, you know, study, not study Claire, but, you know, find out things about her and keep up with her life and stuff. And um, and I think I think there's a good group of people out there who think that uh, he may have found out in other ways that he's been sort of watching her this entire time. What do you think? Uh, I kind of, I, I can see him sort of following her to some extent, um, keeping tabs on her. I, I, I don't see it being extremely detailed. I, I feel like he'd want to know just in general what she's up to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see him trying to, to find that out. Uh, I wouldn't want to go a lot farther than that, though. I don't see him, oh, I don't know, you know, going through phone records. <laughs> Hiring a private eye? <laughs> or or hiring a private eye to go through phone records. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't. I don't know. I don't know anyone who would think that either. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, how, how could you? Uh, no, I just. Uh, yeah, I. I feel like he. He would keep tabs to some extent because I think he cares, but. Uh, but but not not like in depth. You know, I need to know what she's doing. You know, all the time. And, yeah. I just, you know, the picture that they paint of him right before he, he you know, dies, uh, he just seems to have a lot more problems than... I mean, I think I think a lot of his problems stem from the relationship that he has with Claire or the lack thereof, but it seems like there's so much more going on than uh, that, that he would he would be too busy in his, you know, his spiraling self-depression that uh, to, to, to really keep too, too good of a tabs on Claire, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's. I feel like it's it's partially that, and partially you know his relationship with Jack, and how, how that's never been very good. And then his his you know Jack gets him, uh, whatever you call it, because uh, he was drinking on the job. Fired. Yeah, I, I want there to be a word like disbarred. Yeah, his license has been removed. A doctor. Revoked. Yeah, something like that. I, but maybe there isn't a word for that. Um, but if there is, I don't know it. But anyway, uh, uh, I got the impression it was it was a, it was largely about about that uh, being depressed about who he was and you know ha- uh, his relationship with his, with 
with Jack and uh, and then also he's got this other thing. He's got a lot of problems. This guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. So uh, so I think I think it's a, it's it's fair to say that it seems based on based on his behavior in the in Two for the Road, uh, where he did I mean he did try to go see Claire, mm-hmm. um, so that's worth noting. But it it doesn't seem like he's on the phone with a private eye, like you know, all right. So who did she call? Like it, you know, it seems like he just wanted to go see her in a drunken stupor, you know. Yeah, yeah. It seems like you know he had he. I think he felt you know ruined one relationship with a with a with a kid, and never really formed one with another. And and I don't know. To me, it seemed like he knew. Not that he killed himself on purpose or anything like that, but um, that he sort of felt like you know his life was coming to a close, and he wanted to make sure he he had some attempt. And you know, I feel like he he sort of drummed up the courage to go do that, you know, with the drinking. And I think and, that's absolutely why he went to Australia in particular. Exactly, exactly. You know, he didn't just pick that place as a good place to go drink a lot. Yeah, although it is. Although it is. <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not get that wrong. Um. Well, I, I, there, I think there's okay. Here's a quick question, and then we'll continue. Um, do you think that when he went to, that, do you think he knew that Claire was pregnant, specifically like when he went to see her? Mm. <laughs> I have no idea, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yeah. I could see him knowing that. Knowing it how? Uh, his doctor friends told. Really? Mm-hmm. She had to go see a doctor at some point. Do you really think she went to the same hospital? He has lots of doctor friends. Oh, oh he has lots of doctors all over the place. All right, well, still still trap uh, theory there. Um, I mean, if she's visiting her mom or something, you know, somebody's going to see her at some point. Mm-hmm. You know? And I That's feel like he's... I feel like, like I said, I feel like he's keeping tabs on her to some extent. Um, I don't know how he's doing that exactly, but... Uh, a private eye, please. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I, you know, I, I don't think he's really keeping tabs on her. Um, I mean, I think, I think, I think the only, I think he's very loosely keeping tabs because obviously he knew where to find her. Um, but I think that could have just been, you know, that's the house that he's always lived at, and maybe he just sort of knows he never moved or something. But I, I, I want to believe he, he hasn't really been keeping that, that. Um, that close tabs on her because I think he's too busy sleeping with Jack's wife. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, oh, I'm sorry. I got to say that at the end. Go ahead. Okay. Say it at the end. And, um, so anyway, I don't know. I don't really think he knew she was pregnant. Um, and, um, I, I, I have to say, I'm not, I'm not firm in my belief. I, I, I feel like it's possible, but. Okay. It's possible um, that he didn't know. It's, it both. Oh. both. I think they're both possible. Uh, yeah, I agree too. I think they're both possible. I'm just going to make the stand. I don't, I don't think he did. Just be, just because I mean, no real great reason. I just don't think he did. Like normally, normally I I don't know. I feel I feel or frequently I feel that there's there's one side that's strongly true or not true or whatever. In, the, in this case, yeah. I'm not quite there. But I guess I am leaning towards the idea that he knew. For, for again, for for not not very strong reasons, just the general sense that he cared enough to keep up with her. Well, that makes sense. 
Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, I don't know. There, there's no hard evidence for that at all. He, when he went to see her, he didn't say anything about her being pregnant. Yeah. So, uh. Well, she wasn't pregnant at that point. Well, I guess she could have been, but. She should have been. She absolutely should have been pregnant then, because that's like days before the flight. <laughs> Was it? Yeah. I thought, she, now I thought she had black hair then, too. When she's working at the at the tattoo place, she definitely has black hair. What are you talking about? Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. What are you talking Excuse about? Me. I'm talking about something else. I'm Uh-oh. talking about when he tried to go see her in Tufu Road. When he, oh. you know, on his final, final trip to Australia. Oh, okay. That's what I was wondering. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So wait, sorry. what was your point? You think what now? I, I don't know. I, I don't remember. <laughs> I forgot what your point was. Me too. Oh, jeez. Okay, well, I hope it was good. Yeah, so you made a point, and I was like, and you made a point about her being pregnant, and I was like, she shouldn't have been pregnant yet. I don't remember what your point was. I, I was saying that she was pregnant when he when he went to see her in Two for the Road. Oh, okay, okay. Which you didn't disagree with. You were saying no. she's not pregnant during the, the scene in this episode. Yeah. When he goes to see her, and I agree 100%. <laughs> She's definitely not. I mean, when she found out that she was pregnant, she had blonde hair. So, yeah, you know, that's the end of that. That is the end of that. Thank you for closing it. You closed the book on that one. I certainly did. You put your foot down and you closed the book and you put the book on the shelf and you locked the door to the library. Mm-hmm. And you threw away the key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even want to get back in. No, because you're... After the sky turned purple, you came. <laughs> you know what you can do, though? Oh, boy. <laughs> I gotta come up with a new segue. Uh, they have their cup of coffee, they talk, blah, 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 where are we? Okay, we find out that uh, Christian and Carol had a fling, all these C names floating around, and um, they had a fling, and that, you know, the that... Claire's mom wanted to have her, and, you know, he was there when she was little and sang and played and was as good a dad as he could have been uh, in this situation, I guess. I don't know. That's objective. Or subjective, I mean. And um, we find out that Lindsay was really the one who sort of put uh, Aunt Lindsay, sort of put a stop to everything because she just really hated him because he had another family, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, basically we find out, uh, or at least he sort of intimates that he's there to convince Claire to put her mother out of her pain and suffering um, because, you know, he's obviously approaching this from a, from a medical sort of scientific standpoint and, and uh, you know, he, he doesn't really think she's got any, any chance of recovery and he thinks the best thing to do is, you know, to, to pull the plug as it were and Claire, you know, gets really upset about it and I, I love the, the, that thing where she's like, you came here to convince me to kill her? And she's like kind of yelling. And I'm like, man, anyone around there would be like, what's going on at that table? Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should call the cops. They're plotting a murder over there. <laughs> thought that was, <laughs> that was crazy. Um, uh, yeah. And uh, and I, and I want to I wanna give Emily DeRaven uh, a couple of... I, you know, I really like... <laughs> I, I do tend to like when she erupts with these with these little uh, arguments and, you know, she gets really pissed at people. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, she was particularly good with, uh, you know, when she's talking to, like, Desmond and Charlie and, like, oh, you just happen to be at this beach. And, oh, you know, like, mm-hmm. the, her, her acting, I think, is really good with that. And she's very, very incredulous. 
And uh, and I love when she says uh, she tells Christian to go back to his real family, and she shakes her head when she says it. I don't know if anybody noticed that, but she does this like really, I think, beautiful head shake when you go back to your real family. It's just, oh, it's just like twisting the knife, you know. And uh, I thought it was really nice. I was like, wow, look at Emily. And and not like it's you know great acting, but I I really liked it. I'm, I'm I I liked it. how she walked away and then thought of another thing to say and then came back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's very realistic. She was like, you know what? I'm not done yelling at you. <laughs> oh, that. And then it's the dramatic walk and it's, oh, wait. You know, you know what else? You know what else would even be worse that I could tell you? I don't even know your name, and I want to keep it that way. Uh, you know, that that almost seems like really crappy writing because they didn't know where to put that in. Yeah. That revelation that she doesn't even know his name, but I like how they did it. I like that. Yeah, I did too. I, I thought it sort of works. Um, but I, but I thought what she was saying to him about his motives for doing this, I mean, I just didn't buy it at all. Like, yeah, it, you know, like he, he somehow, you know, pulling the plug on her gets rid of this like problem or something. Like, I don't know. It, it didn't seem to me like it. I mean, she's still there. It doesn't, I don't know. Oh, he's got plans for her. Oh, plans, okay. that it, plans that involve a fateful flight, if it were. <laughs> Of course. Of Man, course. what? Oh, you know someone is thinking that, that uh, that he he somehow convinced, that somehow maybe he knew the plane was going to crash, and oh, he, convinced, he convinced Malfoy, or whatever his name is. Malkin. <laughs> Malfoy. <laughs> Harry Potter. I just want to throw a little Harry Potter, because it's, it's a good story. Malfoy. <laughs> throw a little Malfoy. Oh, God. You totally know he's... Uh, that Christian's part of Slytherin. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Slytherin's behind everything. That's Dharma and Slytherin. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome if <laughs> characters from Harry Potter showed up on the island. <laughs> Some sort of like weird crossover episode. Uh... Oh, Harry, where did the train take us this this year? <laughs> <sighs> I mean, really, Locke, honestly. <laughs> yeah, Hermione's like, honestly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's um, that's that's a, a great theory waiting to happen. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be that'd be awesome. They uh, Harry Potter has to fight Smokey. Which is really uh, Voldemort. Perfect. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it's Voldemort. Is it, what is it, Voldemort? Is it Voldemort? Okay. I, what are you saying? Who, who's the bad guy in Harry Potter? Voldemort. Okay. Yeah, okay. Voldemort. I, I wasn't sure if you were saying it right. It sounded I thought I was, Yeah, I thought I was saying it wrong, too. But okay. I guess I am saying it right. Okay. Anyway, that'd be awesome. I agree. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see it. We'll see it one day. I think when, the show when, when both franchises are going downhill. <laughs> oh God, that's that would be um. Anyway. Okay. Um. So she doesn't know his name. Uh. He. You know. He urges her to keep her mom alive out of uh, hope and not guilt because he knows about hope and versus guilt. Oh yeah. Who doesn't these days? Um, 
The next scene, we have Claire following Desmond. He's heading toward some unknown destination very intently. And he finds, what he finds is a bird. And Claire confronts him. And um, that was the end of the show. <laughs> was it really? Was there more? <laughs> I don't know. I cut my TV off. I thought it was over. So, um, I do want to talk about this bird situation for a minute. There's, there's, I know from reading the post on our, on our little uh, comment section that there's a lot of confusions about what's going on with this bird and Desmond's motivations, Desmond slash Charlie's motivations about what, you know, this whole bird situation. And like you said, you know, you were confused and I think it's just stupid. Um, so let's uh, talk about this. So just to walk me through what ha- what is supposed to have happened here. Um, so, you know, uh, Claire and Charlie are having their picnic and Desmond comes up and says, I think you should go hunting with me, you know. And then, uh, and then later, uh, Desmond shoots the gun to scare the birds away. But Charlie's, where's Charlie now? He's, he's back at the beach presumably taking care of Aaron so I think, did they I think go that's hunting? what he says they did not go hunting okay so was that just a pretense to get him away from Claire I think Desmond wanted him to go hunting and even though by now Charlie should have sort of agreed um cause he sort of knows Desmond's telling the truth or at least believes it um I well, yeah no I think I think he sh- he was should have gone with them and for whatever reason he didn't. Okay. Uh, he just decided to stay at the beach. Oh boy. So so now at the end here, Desmond makes the claim that Charlie would have died getting the bird. Yeah. For Claire. Now. I don't, what I don't understand is they were, you know, they had the net ready to go. Charlie was nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. And if they pulled that thing and got a bird, how was Charlie going to die? Like That's they, the question on everybody's mind. If they got a bird, so like why did Desmond stop that? Okay. Yeah, you get it. Well, why didn't Desmond stop it? Oh, okay. Oh, man. <laughs> I give up. Yeah, what are you going to do with that, huh? How did you know it wouldn't have happened? How did you know it could have? <laughs> Those aren't even the same questions. No, they're not. Um, Here's what I think, besides the fact that it's stupid. I mean, yeah, you're right. Charlie was nowhere around. If they would have caught the bird, which, which it seemed like they were going to catch at least one of those birds. The trap was sound. They were ready yeah. to go. You know, if she would have caught a bird, she, they could have you know, forfeited going to get that other bird. Charlie wouldn't have needed to go get a bird. Charlie wasn't even around. Now, that makes me think that Desmond somehow knew that they were were not going to be successful in catching a bird on their own or that (laughs) one of the birds that they caught maybe maybe didn't have a tag. I don't know if if all the birds were supposed to be tagged or what. Um, So he's helping out beyond saving Charlie. Well, no, no. Basically, it's the idea that they weren't going to catch a bird, you know, by the little the little method, the little trap that they had. Well, then why that... fire the gun? They're not going to catch a bird, so why bother? Well, hmm. 
You weren't supposed to say that. Okay. Sorry for ruining. <laughs> let me let me fun. finish what I was gonna say, and then you can ask me again. Okay. I still, I still won't have an answer. But okay. I think it's the idea that they weren't gonna catch a bird, so Charlie was then gonna go say, even though he doesn't want to advocate false hope, and even though he doesn't believe it's gonna help, he just can't help but help Claire. So he was gonna go find a bird. Um, I don't. <sighs> He was going to go find a bird and then try to get a bird at the, on the rocks, and he was going to drown. Now, yeah. back to your question of why didn't he just let them not catch it, um, I think that negates what I said, because it doesn't make any sense if he knew that they weren't going to catch it. Why not just let them catch it? Um, unless, unless it's the idea that they would have caught a bird, but it wasn't going to be a bird that had a tag, and then Charlie would have still had to go get a bird with a tag anyway. Okay. Okay. But still, again, why bother? Why bother what? <laughs> Scaring away the birds. Like, what good did that do? Okay, if you scare away the birds, then... I don't know. I, I think uh, Desmond shooting a rifle uh, is what instigated... It, it made Claire be suspicious of Desmond and Charlie and it created the conflict between Claire and Charlie um, which to me would have been the impetus for him to get the bird um, but then then again I want to say why did he rifle <laughs> there's, um, there's so many I think there's a lot of flaws with what happened I mean because even if like first of all why did why would Charlie go all the way over there to get a bird? Like like Desmond only knew where that bird was because he had the vision of where the bird was. Right. I, there's a point of contention about that too. And the other thing, you know, but why would Charlie walk way over there in the rocks to suspect that a bird might be hiding behind a rock somewhere over there? Like that, I, I, I would assume that maybe maybe Charlie would have seen it fly over there. Seen it and fly. Hmm. Mm, okay. But then it's like, it seems like, you know, that, that with this time, you know, problem that, you know, once, you know, say, say for instance, at like, you know, 2, 2 p.m. in the afternoon was when Charlie was going to drown trying to get the, the bird or whatever, right? Yeah. Well, if you shoot the gun and the birds scatter and, you, you know, you have this argument with Claire and all this stuff, like, if after, if it's after 2 o'clock, then, then, then you, you're sort of averted the fact that he would go over there, right? Yeah. Because potentially the bird's gone and, and his idea has passed to go do that. Mm -hmm. So it seems like, you know, once you once you do that, it seems, you know, to be over with. And then but then the larger question, you know, is like you said, why shoot off the gun? If they were gonna catch one of the birds, why not let them catch it? So they could just be done with the situation. You know, because if she gets a bird, Charlie won't have to go get a bird and die. Right. And um, you know, then my other thing about, and I'm just throwing crap out here, my other thing about Desmond finding the bird is, like, just because you have a vision of, like, a place or an image or something like that, how does how do you know where that is? You know what I mean? Like, how did he know where that bird was? Mm -hmm. Just because he had a vision, you know, of where Charlie drowned or something like that. Yeah. That didn't make any sense to me either. Like, how you sort of... Maybe his visions are just really good, and they include directions. They include directions with a little GPS? Yeah. Turn here. Continue <laughs> on. Merge left. 
And then here's another question: Why didn't the bird fly away when he came towards it? I have no idea. That bird was really docile. (laughs) It just sat there, and then it like got splashed by water, and it didn't. Yeah, it was just it was just a little little. uh, I don't know. The bird didn't care. Didn't seem to care at all. I like when people hold me. (laughs) God, why does it sound like that? Oh, man. It's my bird voice. Scariest bird ever. <laughs> How come it can't sound like Big Bird? I don't know. Big, it's it's not that kind of bird. I guess so. That's definitely true. Not nice. Uh, um, yeah, it's flashed. So... I felt bad when it's flashed in its face. But then I'm like, eh, they could probably handle it. Yeah, it's a water bird. Yeah. Um, scientific term. Because I felt like that wasn't planned. Yeah, I did not see. Well, if they can plan an ocean splash, (laughs) uh, those producers need to talk to some people. (laughs) God, I don't know. In exactly uh, 5.45 p.m. uh, in five seconds, a splash of 12.5 meters will happen here at this location. Yikes. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, I guess that would be really a nice, well, a, a very interesting and possibly useful skill to have. Possibly useful. Don't ask me how. Okay. Did I did I answer your question? I mean, I, like I said, I don't think there is an answer besides it doesn't make any sense. I think the biggest problem of of the many problems with what with this plot line is that he shot off the gun, which he didn't seem to need to. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're right. That is that is that's the, main the big problem. one. Okay, um, so that because because like we said, different times. If he if if he didn't shoot off the gun and they catch a bird, yay, okay, we're done. If if he does if they and if they don't catch a bird, then I can see, you know, why um, you know how that would lead to Charlie you know dying. But if they don't catch the bird, then why shoot off the gun? Yeah, you know. You don't need to um, bother. He could just go straight yeah. and get the bird and be done with it. And then the other thing... I, and, I don't... and what's the deal with the hunting? It didn't seem like that mattered either. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, there, there's... The, to me, the plotting of that was way worse than the problems with the other half of the story. <laughs> oh, I agree. I agree. It was, it was really ridiculous. When, oh, we've got this nice picnic planned, and... Oh hey brother, why don't we go hunting? Like what? Yeah, and that would be okay to some extent, but then he just doesn't go, and they never explain what happened, and and then all this other stuff happens, and that's supposed to like Desmond pretends to go hunting, but doesn't go with Charlie, and there's no like, and Claire thinks Charlie should be there, but he's not, and and but assumes that he's involved somehow, and. The thing is just like yeah, it's really crappy. And then and then she's like, "You don't want me to catch the bird. Why wouldn't I want you to catch?" You know, um, and I don't know. I feel like I feel like that's the point of shooting off the gun is that he doesn't want her to catch a bird at that point. Um, I just don't know why. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make sense given what he does later, which is give them a bird. <laughs> um. If he had an explanation for it, if he said, well, if you caught that bird, then blah, 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 okay, whatever. But he had nothing on that. He had nothing, you know. I that, And then that's what makes me think that something like not all the birds are tagged and, 
you know, if they would have caught a bird in the trap or not, it wouldn't have been the right one or something. Um, but that still doesn't justify why he shot off the gun. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Whatever you do, there's some kind of problem. Yeah. What, isn't there a name for that? Oh, yeah, crappy writing. <laughs> no, Ouch. I was serious, though. Isn't there, like, a... Well, isn't that like a lot, uh, some sort of puzzle thing where you solve one thing and it just gives you another thing to solve? There's really a word for that. I well, want to know a... this word. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a ten point word? Yeah, that's a that sounds like a really great word. Um, I don't mean a word for it so much as like there's a there's a thing, some sort of puzzle or game or some sort of thing that does that. Oh, okay. I have no idea though. Help us out, guys. Help us out, guys. Lostlowdown at gmail.com. Yes. Okay, here's a question. Um, And the whole thing with Charlie dying, you know, like, it's like, Desmond, like, how many times are you going to try to save his life? Like, at some point, you know, you you can't do it forever. You know, right? Yeah, I mean, I I was thinking about that. um, And I, I like to believe... I, I can see basically doing it as as much as he can, you know, to the extent, you know, uh, uh, if, he, if he sees a way to stop it. Like, is he going to not do it, you know? he, I feel like he's got to do it as long as he can. And I think Charlie's going to die when some situation arises that he just cannot deal with. I mean, I, I mean it, it's obviously a crazy situation, but I feel like if if you're getting the sense that the universe wants him dead and like you know you i mean you you almost have hard evidence to the fact you know you're getting these visions you know you you've gotten the proof with the lightning and all that stuff that 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 was going to happen that you know for all intents and purposes the universe wants him dead it's inevitable you know and if you if you truly understand that the way he see, the way he should you know from his flash from his you know his flashback or whatever that you can't change it you know you can only postpone it then it seems like you would just give up, you know, unless there is something Charlie needs to do before he dies. Like Desmond has some vision of Charlie, you know, saving him or saving somebody else or doing something, and he's prolonging Charlie's life till that point. But it, but if, it, but it, I just don't buy that he's going into this with this idea. He's going to do it as long as he can indefinitely because you would just, it would be inevitable if it's inevitable for him to die. Then it's just like, hey, you know what, I it's not my place to save your life. Like the universe is bigger than me and it wants you dead. There must be a reason for that. I've got proof of that. Like I just got to let you die. You know, I I don't see him doing that because, uh, the, I mean, you, if you, it's hard to say because, you know, the Charlie character isn't one of my favorites, but you know, if you, if you care about somebody to some extent and you, you know, whatever, even though the universe wants them dead, you can give them however many extra days of life, you know, through what in this episode is not that much effort. Like, how do you not do that? You know, what kind Well, of... you re- I think, to me, and maybe I'm just being too rational, but I, I mean, not too rational, but too something, I don't know. Um, to me, you realize that there that there's a reason for that, you know, that, that, that you, you have this sort of really interesting proof that that death isn't arbitrary or at least not all deaths are arbitrary um and that there's sort of a a a plan in the works and it's like you realize that 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 plan is gonna happen and what's the point of extending his life unless there's some like i said like unless he knows he's extending it for a reason 
not just to extend his life, but be, to to let him do something else. You know, because I mean, what is he doing with this extra time? He's d- making picnics and stuff. Like, I mean, is that really important? I mean, I mean, not that I'm trying to devalue his life or anything, but I don't know. It's just it's a weird situation to where the universe is saying, "I want this guy dead," and you're saying, "Yeah, I know that, but I'm just going to keep him alive just because I'm a nice guy or something." Yeah, but I, to me, that's not that crazy. Like, if I were in that situation, I can't see if 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 all I got to do is these little things and he's going to live another day, like, I don't see how I'm not going to do that. But how many little things is it going to be? It's going to be, that means that pretty, like, every day, every couple days, like, you're, you're going to be, this is going to be your main goal. What's the big deal? I don't, I, you know, it's not like he's got business to attend to, you know? I mean, but, but to be involved in Charlie's, like, the saving of his life, like, that's his priority, for the indefinite future, like to me, that's a that's a big deal. It's a responsibility that's been handed to him by these visions, and you know he may not like it, but I don't know how. I I, I feel like it would make you kind of a bad person to ignore it. I mean, I I mean, I agree with him doing it the first couple times, you know, before he sort of figured out that it's gonna happen no matter what. But I, I don't know, maybe I just. You know, I'm a just a uh, defeatist or something. Like I just, I just, you know, I would realize that, you know, at some point he's gonna die. I won't be able to save him, and then you know, I don't know. I would feel like everything would be in vain. I mean, I guess what I would do is talk to Charlie and say, you know, dude, like you're gonna die at some point. I mean, I I, I can't be there all the time. I won't be able to stop it all the time. And I I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe this is too. I'm thinking about this too much, but I don't know. I feel like I would come up with some sort of plan, like. Okay, I'll give you a year of my trying, but but just to say, for the indefinite future, I'm just going to save your life every time I get a vision. Um, especially since he, you know, there's no sense that he has friends with Charlie or anything like that. I mean, obviously this has brought them closer, but it's you know, if it was if it was you know Jack getting visions about Kate or something, then I could understand, you know. But for someone who's a relative stranger, I don't know. Yeah, but even still, you you don't have to be that close to someone to not want to just let them die. But that's you know? the thing. It's not just letting them die. It's realizing that the universe has a plan that's bigger than you that will eventually come into effect. But you it's have not the like... ability to alter that in significant ways. And, like, I don't I don't see how you cannot do that. It's it's It just seems really horrific to to say I can I can extend his life by these number of days that maybe I don't care about him that much but there are others who do I would love to have him around for a few more days and I'm just gonna sit here and not go get some bird or do some trivial silly thing like that you know just because the universe wants him dead I mean you know whatever. well I like I'm saying I I would I would say I I don't mind doing this but I'm not gonna do it forever yeah, I mean, how can you can't do it forever? At some point, Desmond's gonna die too, you know. And and I think I think at some point he's not gonna be able to help it. I mean, he said it himself, and I agree in general. If the universe wants him dead, he's gonna die eventually, no matter what. But this one was an easy one, and it, you know, I feel like. Well, when, I agree. If it's an easy one, but it seems like he should Charlie should just go stop doing dangerous stuff. <laughs> I mean, the lightning obviously he didn't know, but like the you know the the. He's, he's he's it's like his ineptitude around Claire is what's killing him. Yeah, you know, and I don't know if the writers are making a point of that, but every time he you know is about to die, it has something to do with Claire. Yeah, you know. I mean, the um, the lightning, you know, Claire was there. It wasn't it wasn't really that connected to Claire. That was that was a very random. Well, thing. 
it was her it was her tent, you know, and so you know if he wasn't if he didn't have a relationship with her, he sort of wouldn't have been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but nonetheless, it's not it's not as though the the lightning was caused by him doing something for Claire, you know. Yeah. Where the other ones are like he directly, you know, he's doing this for Claire, and that's why he dies. What if like what if what if the universe or the island or whatever is in control thinks that Charlie's a bad influence and doesn't want him raising Aaron, and that's why they're trying to kill him off? Oh God. That would be crazy. Hey. Wow. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Not bad. Not bad. Mm. I just came up with that. I'd like to believe the baby will... I, I, I thought they might mention something about the baby in this episode again, but they didn't. The bye-bay. Because uh, it, at one time, believe it or not, it seemed pretty important. Um, Little Aaron. But uh, nowadays, well, you know, not so much. But, uh, yeah, no, that's interesting, um, that it isn't about Charlie, but about his influence on this other person, so it's really about the baby, mm-hmm. um, because it does seem odd the universe is like, Charlie must die, like, yeah. who cares? <laughs> and he does have this, you know, he, he is really trying to assert himself as an influence on the baby, you know, he's spending a lot of time with the baby. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, um. I mean, I don't feel like, uh, I don't know. I don't know, and, you know, uh, Vincent did bring him that heroin in that episode, trying to get him to kill himself. I don't know. <laughs> and as we all know, Vincent is smoky, which is the island, so. I didn't even need to say it, because uh, you so, said it. So, uh, yeah, hey, that's in, man, I just, I just watched that episode, it still blows my mind, um, or blew my mind again, or I don't know, whatever. Here, have some heroin. Unless, unless Thanks, we, dog. unless we find out that Walt's stepdad trained the dog to find drugs for him or something, <laughs> and it's just something that he's used to doing. Like, hey, Vincent, go get my heroin. But go get he my... wants to bring it to Charlie. Like, you know. That's... Okay, well, you took my joke and. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and you put it in the real world, and then it died. Right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should have treated it properly, but I turned it into a cold, dead, ugly thing. Yeah, you did. You have a good good way of doing that. I do. It's um a gift or a curse or something. I don't know. I don't know. I, I Maybe that makes me a bad person, but I, I feel like at some point I would give up saving somebody's life. I don't know how you could do that and live with yourself. It, it, would, it would kill me. To because I, just because if, if, if it was a situation where where, you know, I somehow knew that this person was going to die, but I didn't know why, you know, like, and I, and then, then I feel like I would, I would, you know, I would feel, I guess it's hope. It's the idea that, you know, I can change this, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, but when it, when, when it becomes the universe wants this, this is inevitable. It's only a matter of time. Like, I feel like it's, you know, it's like a nature show, you know, it's like, you know, when I was a kid, I would watch like all these nature shows and I'd, I would wonder why the photographers, you know, didn't stop the, you know, the gazelle from being eaten by the lion. Like, they were there, they could have made some noise or done whatever, but that's nature, and they're just observing, and it's sort of wrong for them to get involved in that. And I feel like, you know, Desmond does have these visions, so he's able to stop it, but that doesn't mean he's necessarily meant to, you know, and I guess this doesn't mean he's not meant to, since he does have the visions, you can go either way with that. 
but uh, but I but I guess I guess it's that approach. It's like you know, yeah, it's really bad that the lion eats the gazelle, but that's sort of the the order of things, and that's how things are supposed to happen. And who am I to come in and stop that? You know, when when that's the way it's presenting itself to be. You know, so that's where I'm coming from with it. It is. I mean, maybe if I was in that situation, you know, I really wouldn't be able to do that. But um, I feel like I would I would be really overwhelmed by this idea of determinism and that that's just his lot, you know, and that he's supposed to die. I mean, I, I feel like it's easy to say that or, or believe it, but when it comes to you knowing how someone's going to die and letting it happen, like, I, to me, that would just be really hard to do. I mean, in terms of the show, I agree. Like, on a TV show, like, I could see a character doing that. I just, I... I when I think about me in the situation, I, I, I don't think I, I think I would do what Desmond's doing. For someone I don't know that well, and if and if fate basically whispered in my ear and said this person is supposed to die, you know, because to me there's no bias there. There's no there's no like you know uh, malignant force behind it. There's no like you know someone's gonna kill this guy and and I know about it, therefore I should stop it. It's I don't know. Just like I said, the nature the nature analogy. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's a question. Um, or here's a theory, I should say, about the bird. Um, I was wondering if these birds are, are, are connected to Dharma and their experiments. Um, because I was wondering if maybe, you know, that's one of the reasons the birds were on this island. It's because that's sort of one of their nesting places, because that's where, they, where Dharma brought them. And I was wondering if maybe, you know, the... The the um you know the tagging system is sort of obsolete now since since Dharma's gone you know so it's one of those failed you know semblances of hope thing oh you know the organization who'd be reading those tags are you know gone now mm-hmm uh yeah I don't think so though I, but I get huh sorry I. I, I I mean, what I really think is, it's it's not going to matter one bit what they did. Yeah. Um, or if it does, it, it'll matter very little uh, compared to other things. Um, but uh, mm. I mean, the only thing I think they it, the the tag would have said Dharma or something. Yeah, I was just I was just thinking. But I, I you know, and I feel like they would have. I feel like they would have seen that, but maybe they didn't. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Ready to move on? Yeah. Um, I just wanted to mention, I really would have, it, it really would have made me happy in a weird way. Um, uh, if once they tied the thing on the bird and let it go free and, you know, the, the music swells if like he got like I don't know 50 feet out in the ocean and he just saw the letter drop into the ocean oh that'd be nice <laughs> oh guess I didn't tie it on too tight huh mate <laughs> that's it oh that'd be awesome Plop! <laughs> or like a or like a big shark comes out of the water and like yeah. eats the bird <laughs> that Oops. too or just yeah something something to immediately kill their hope <laughs> yeah <laughs> It would have amused me, but it would have been kind of sad. 
Um, and it didn't happen. Um, but as some people pointed out, uh, I think someone pointed out in the comments, uh, you know, with paper and these birds, you know, that paper might just get wet and, you know. Yeah, I think that was uh, Makarik. Or oh, okay. Makari Q, as I like Q, to pronounce it. Right. I don't know why, but. Hopefully is that not. is that Angie Q's? I was just gonna say, <laughs> hopefully not related to Angie Q. Um, I don't know if Q is a last name, but uh, they both have it. So. They both have it. I don't know. <laughs> We're getting all kinds of familial connections these days. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, you know, we're not at that scene yet. Um, oh, sorry, I thought we were but there. No, we're getting close. We'll talk about that when we get there, because I have something to say about that, too. Oh, okay. Um, the next scene, uh, Claire comes to see Charlie, and we find out, uh, you know, she got the bird from Desmond. And um, uh, I love how Desmond is able to do the things Charlie dies for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, it's a little interesting. It's not trouble for Desmond. Yeah, Desmond can do it very easily. If Charlie tries to do it, he'll die. <laughs> what is Desmond oh, going Yeah, that'd be funny if the lightning hit Desmond, too, and he was fine. Yeah, he was fine. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. He's uh, It's just, like, no big deal for him, but uh, all this stuff is killing Charlie. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I, I wonder if Charlie is going to realize that Claire is the common denominator here and, and sort of want to try to stay away from her. Yeah. Or at least stop doing things for her. Yeah. That are potentially dangerous. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Claire, I changed the baby's diaper, but I get, I might get mauled by a bear. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what might happen? Desmond knows. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah. Um, I, I love how you know Claire tells Charlie that she knows everything that you know Desmond talked to her, and he goes, "Oh, you don't believe all that, do you?" And then cut, <laughs> cut to the next scene. I'm like, "What? How do you say that when like you believe it? Don't you, Charlie?" Yeah. I don't even know anymore. He's so aloof. You can't even tell what's going on. Yeah. He seems to believe it one episode, and the next episode he's like, "Oh, it's rubbish." It, it reminds me of that of that scene at the in the end of the season two finale, you know, when uh, when he comes back and he's he he's he's aloof <laughs> then too, you know, like he's always aloof. Where's Locke and Echo? Oh, they're not back yet. Oh, they're not back yet, really? How what, strange. What happened? I don't know. My ears hurt. Let's sit down. <laughs> and then, like, uh, you know, uh, tell me what happened. Oh, you want to hear about the whatever? No, I want you to be serious. Oh, nothing happened. Yeah. Oh, you want to hear about the part where I almost got blown up? Oh, be serious. Oh, okay, you're right. Nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing happened? Like, what? And, of course, Claire is no better because she lets that go. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. But, yeah, no, he he does have this weird aloofness, and you never know what he really believes or... He's crazy. Thinks it, like, I really thought after the end of season two that Charlie was going to be crazy because his behavior was so insane at the I end of I think we both we both thought this was going to be the beginning of a really crazy Charlie. Yeah, like this season he was going to be like completely insane and just like out of it and he's going to do weird stuff and like, people were going to slowly notice that Charlie was losing it. Yeah. You know, that hasn't happened yet. No, he's just the same Charlie. I that scene was just supposed to be typical Charlie, I guess. Yeah. 
It wasn't. It wasn't him being crazy. It was. Oh, just, Charlie with all the laughs. Yeah. <sighs> Craziness. Um, the next scene, flashback. Uh, Claire comes to see her mom. She's got the blonde hair. She's pregnant. Uh, mm-hmm. she turns on the TV and it's a bird nature show. Oh. Nice little. Uh, nice little. Um, detail there from uh, what she talked about earlier. She tells her mom she's preggers. And, uh, I hate that word, by the way. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I think it's funny, though. That's why I like to use it. Yeah. But it sounds really gross. Yeah, I guess I guess it is funny in that way. But, God, it disgusts me. Anyway. <laughs> and uh, she says that she's going to give it away, which um, I guess at this point she's already seen the psychic, maybe. I don't know. Let me think. No, she was going to give it away before she went to the psychic. Okay. Well, but even afterwards, she was still gonna give it away, right? No, uh, she was gonna. She was gonna. Uh, oh wait, what happened? No, no, no. Here's what happened. Uh, she went to the site. She was okay. First, she was gonna give it away. <laughs> oh, Claire, you're so flighty. She no. was gonna give it away. She no goes, pun intended. She goes to the psychic. <laughs> she goes to the psychic, and uh, and she was going to give it away. He says it must be raised by you, but she's like, whatever. And she tries to give it away, but then, like, the pen doesn't work. She has all those problems. And then she thinks, oh, maybe fate or whatever wants me to to keep the baby. So she But that doesn't matter because all you got to do is keep trying to give it away, right? Like Desmond and, and Charlie. Just keep trying to give it away, Claire. <laughs> who, cares right. what fate, who cares what fate wants? So, um... So then she decides that she's going to raise it, that the psychic was right and she's going to raise it. And then that's when the psychic calls her and says, no, 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 uh, you need to give it away to this couple in L.A. <laughs> no, I misspoke. <laughs> and, and so she says, okay, <laughs> and decides to give it away again. <laughs> yeah, God, Claire. And then, of course, she gets to the island and, uh, you know, uh, goes through, once again, goes through a little period where she wants to give it away again before finally settling on keeping it. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, that's the history of Claire's um Nice. In uh fifty words or less. Babyness. So um so this part uh could could have occurred either before or after the psychic. <laughs> Depending on which give it away it was. The one <laughs> in Australia or the one in LA. Yeah, good. Well, <sighs> I thought it was interesting. Um I mean I guess they don't have a lot of time, but I thought it was interesting she didn't mention, you know, the breakup of her, of her, because they were engaged, right? Were her and the guy engaged? Um, were they? I think that was the point. They were going to get married and have the baby. I don't know. I thought it was interesting she didn't, like, she didn't sort of mention that when, you know, when she says she's going to the baby away, you know, I expect her to say something about, you know, breaking up with the, I mean, because I feel like that was part of the reason she wanted to give it away, because. She wasn't going to have any help financially and whatever else-wise. Yeah. She didn't think she could handle it. And... Yeah. Oh, you're right. Okay, I missed one. First, she was going to keep it with him. Yeah, you're right. I forgot, yeah. The first one, she was going to keep it. Then he left, and then she was going to give it away. Actually, I think her first thought was the guy to give it away. Then he convinced her to keep it. Oh, you're right. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, Claire. You're the worst mother ever. <laughs> Wow. <sighs> it was like any mini mighty mo. Should I keep the baby or let it go? <laughs> she like flipped the coin. <laughs> okay, that's mean. That's mean. Oh, that's mean. That is mean. Oh. 
I'm sorry, but yeah, okay. So there's there's two more steps there before where I started. So she wanted to give it away like five times. Yeah, pretty much. And she wanted to keep it like four times. Yeah, no, six times. Has to be more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She started and ended with a keep. So yeah. So I think it's five and four. Yeah. Five times to keep, four times to give away. Yeah. Because she yeah. wanted to she wanted to give it away the no she wanted to give it away the first time. Yeah. And then she Oh no, you're it. right. Okay, she started yeah. with a giveaway and ended with a keep. So it should be the same number of each. Okay, yeah. And so she gave she wanted to give it away at first, she had to keep it with the boyfriend, and then and she said to give it away and then Malfoy said keep it and then and then then she wanted to give it away to the people in LA and then what happened with that? Give away to people in LA and that well that's why she went on the plane. Right. And then, and then she, she crashed on the island so she's gonna keep she it. She had to keep it. Well she didn't have a choice. Right, she didn't have a choice, but nonetheless, she was going to yeah. keep it. And then, uh, then the others kidnap her, and that's when she decides to uh, give, give it away. away. And then, <laughs> so this is eight, so four times each. Wow, Claire! Wow, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. I'm so oh man, if that kid only knew. If that kid ever found out, oh my god, you tried to give me away how many times? <laughs> <laughs> how do you recover from that? I don't know. But I but I tried to keep you just as many. <laughs> oh, it doesn't count, Mom. It doesn't count. Oh God. Oh, that's really ridiculous. Wow. When you put it like that, it makes Claire seem really silly. Yeah, well how else do you put it? I don't know. No other way to put it. Alright. Where are we? Uh, we just got through the Charlie and Claire scene. So. Okay, so yeah, she tells her mom. Okay, blah blah blah. Oh right, right, right. You, that's that's where we left off. The scene with her mom. Yeah. So then she, you know, she basically tells her mom, you know, oh, I'm sorry, you know, for all the horrible things I said for you, you know that. That I hated you. I wish you were my mother. I wish you were dead right before the accident. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm thinking to myself, wow, those are the three worst things you can tell your mother. Like, they, it's a little heavy-handed writing, I think. They pick the three worst things you could possibly, you know, tell your mother. Uh, you know, two of them to tell pretty much anybody, but uh, the third one, your mother. And uh, it's great, right? But you know, that's where the guilt comes from. Mm-hmm. Don't have to worry about that one. <laughs> Uh, that was a little lame, but uh, anyway, she's crying and she apologizes. Blah blah blah. Next scene, um, Charlie. Um, Charlie is reading Claire's uh, little note that she's gonna put on the bird, and one of the big things we find out is it's been 80 days, so we got a little time frame here. Yeah. Um, and uh, I love that line. We we don't know where we are. We just know that you have not found us. <laughs> As if the researchers are the ones who are responsible, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's interesting because this—I mean, I definitely think this happened to me. You know, when when he's when when we're listening to him read the letter, we sort of lose perspective as to who who is really talking to. Yeah. You know, we feel like he's talking to sort of us and talking to you know the search parties and all that. But he's, yeah, you know, it seems like he's letter, just talking to the outside world in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like, well, the researchers are going to find this, and you're telling them you. They haven't found you. Mm-hmm. Just love that. Um, 
And then I hate that line. I mean, I don't know. I'm just not a sappy person. Where not all of us made it, but there is new life, and with it, hope. And they, you know, cut to fucking Aaron. Yeah. And I'm like, yawn. Like, is that hope to it's me? It's supposed to be uplifting. Why? I don't know. It's kind of sad. The baby's gonna be born here, or is born here. The new life is hope. Mm. Hope yeah. to. To, to continue to be stuck on this island for the yeah, rest of your life. beautiful hope. <laughs> I didn't think about it that way. <laughs> uh, I agree. Um, but, you know, Claire wrote it. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I forgot she wrote it. Yeah. She's biased. <laughs> she really is. <laughs> I forgot she wrote it. A new life. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> I don't know what what voluptuous blonde is responsible for this new life, but I think she's intelligent and smart. Uh, I I mean stuff like that. I think to me, sappy stuff is some of the hardest stuff to pull off. Um, yeah. In in anything like this, um, like I've seen I've seen it sort of work a couple of times, but it's extremely rare that I think a scene like this really like works like it always seems crappy yeah um and uh and this isn't an exception to that i think there's something about those sentiments that just don't work well in 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 these kinds of things maybe some people enjoy that but to me they just don't really work i i didn't i mean i thought it was fine you know i sort of got lost in what he was saying and i thought and i you know i was it's it was very similar to the 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 uh, the letter in the bottle thing where yeah you know, it is it, I was gonna say yeah you know it's nice that they have an outlet you know and I think this mostly works but I think I think some parts of it were just a little too lame for me I think most of the letter was fine it was really yeah. that that new hope new life line that I couldn't stop. yeah um, and and just you know just I guess sappy scenes in general where they have to say these you know kind of stock BS kind of lines you know. I don't know. They they never really they they rarely work for me. So. Yeah. Uh, no, I was, in general it was okay, just with kind of a crappy ending. Yeah, and you know I think I think I know we touched upon this a little bit earlier, but I I still think it's a little strange that Claire didn't you know sort of ask anyone else if they had any ideas of what they should write. Mm-hmm. You know, because someone could have came up with an interesting thing to put on there, you know, or something. But it was her idea, so she got to do it. I guess. I guess, yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh, that's the other thing we were going to mention is you know this idea that she didn't they didn't sort of waterproof the uh, mm-hmm. the note and it seemed like it was written on was it pencil that they wrote that with I couldn't tell if it was a pencil or a pen I don't remember seeing that I thought it was a pen but oh maybe nevertheless you know this is a water bird and you know if it if it goes you know I think as McCarrick you said or McCarrick said um, you know if it goes to to rest. <laughs> Um, and the water, you know, that, it's gone. Yeah. You know, it's going to get wet, and you won't be able to read it. And If you've ever put point? paper in water. <laughs> Maybe they've never done that. Maybe they thought paper was waterproof. They saw, they saw it said recycle, you know, 100% recycle, recycle mm-hmm. paper, and they got confused as what that meant. Oh. They thought it meant waterproof. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> um... <laughs> What's wrong with them? Everything. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I think um, 
you know, even if even if the ink was fine, like I think at some point the paper would just like tear, you know, tear in half or something. Well, it seemed Charlie had this like yellow twisty tie looking thing. And it seemed like he, he sort of folded the paper up, you know, like sort of like a package almost, and wrapped it in the thing. Yeah. And then used the other end of the twist tie to tie it to the bird or something. Yeah. So it, it seemed like it would be okay, but I, you know, I'd be scared that the bird would pick at it, yeah. you know, and like all that stuff, and I, I don't know. It, I mean, obviously it's not a perfect plan. And I think if it gets wet enough, I mean, yeah, like a little, a little bit of uh, pressure or whatever, and, and it can easily, like one... One flap of the fold can fly off, mm-hmm. you know, because it gets really soggy. You know, you can tear paper quite easily, and you know that bird's going all kinds of places, and it scrapes against the <laughs> rock or whatever. And, uh... The bird's going all kinds of places. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I picture uh, what was that? What was that cartoon with the big bird? Uh, uh, something down under. Um, with the with the albatross was that cartoon with the big albatross. You know, that old cartoon, The Adventurers or something? The little, like, mice team, and they go down to Australia or something? Am I making any sense? Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, Yeah, what's that called? I don't remember. There was, like, two movies, and I think the second one they went to Australia. Yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. It just reminds me of the the albatross. Like, he's just going all kinds of places, that bird. (laughs) Uh, that's what birds do. Good story, Grandpa. Thank so you. they have the no, they tie it to the bird, and, and some of our listeners might have heard of the, the contention about whether or not Charlie actually tied the note to the bird uh, because there is a shot, you know, right after he ties the note to the bird, you know, there's a shot of, of his left hand and there is some paper in it. Um, and so either that's a continuity problem or, you know, just some sort of production error or we're supposed to think that he's just pretending to to be on Claire's side and and didn't really tie the bird to the no, <laughs> tie the note to the bird. I don't know why he would really do that. I mean, seems false. Like... Hey, he doesn't want to give her false hope. Well, she still has false hope. She doesn't know. <laughs> oh, don't be do logical. It. Don't be logical. Oh, okay. Sorry. I think I just responded to your joke with a. Never mind. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you did. You did it again. Yeah, I just I'm bad about that. I I know it's a joke, and yet I feel a need to respond to it as if it's a rational statement. You're you're good about that. I know. Um, or bad, whatever, depending on your. <laughs> you're good at doing it, but it's bad. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I I don't think there's any way he would not tie it on there. I mean. You know, if they, I mean, if I they feel really like she would that, notice. That would be really stupid. I think. I feel like I feel like she would. She's not that silly. She, I think, she would sort of notice. Yeah. But uh, and and like I said, you know, I, you know, when we talked about this off podcast, I did see something yellow tied to the bird. Um. So I feel like you know, it's just a production problem. Yeah, I agree. So they they let the bird go and it flies off just in time to catch up with its other bird friends. I love that. And um, wait for me. <laughs> you'll never believe what happened to me. I was hanging out at this rock and then this guy came over and. But why didn't you run? <laughs> what do you mean? Or fly? Whatever yeah. birds do. Why Why do you think I didn't fly? 
<laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Let's talk about it later. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love that. Um, <laughs> even the birds. <laughs> uh, don't believe anything that bird says. It lies. <laughs> There's the bird lock and the bird Saeed and the bird Danielle. <laughs> oh, God. That's awesome. I'd like to see that scene. <laughs> that bird will lie for a long time. <laughs> Alright, I can't. That's the funniest thing I ever heard. <laughs> oh, that bird would lie for a long time, that will. Oh, that's great. Oh, God. Silly. <laughs> I love the birds. You know what that reminds me of? I, I don't know, I guess if I watched a lot of cartoons growing up. It reminds me of. Uh, of, of Animaniacs when they would have the uh, those penguins uh, or, or pigeons I mean uh, they were like gangster pigeons or something yeah yeah, yeah yeah reminds me of that whole mm -hmm. thing it's like mm -hmm. pigeons with their own problems right um we got our own problems <laughs> <laughs> dude what are you doing fooling with those humans we got our own problems we're, we're lost here <laughs> We can't seem to leave this island. <laughs> we fly away and then we end up going back towards it. God. Oh, that's uh that's that's another episode of there. That's a good like I don't know, side story or something. Some sort of spin off thing. Yeah. So anyway they let the bird let the bird go, and uh, <laughs> and then we we get that nice cut. Even though they even though they sort of flew out towards the ocean, they ended up flying <laughs> over the island because <laughs> Kate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> See, that's the thing. They like tried to leave and they couldn't leave. <laughs> they ended up flying back. I don't know. That's weird. Anyway, that's a that's a production problem because mm -hmm. Kate Kate should not have seen the birds and let's say. Turned around for no apparent reason. Maybe they had the scenes in the other order originally. Maybe. And you know what? I mean, if they're on the south side of the island, then... I mean, the birds definitely didn't go north, which is where Kate and them are, so maybe maybe the idea is that the birds turned around later or something. Mm -hmm. But why did they fly that direction in the first place? Who knows? Who knows? Um, Those birds, they're crazy. They're crazy. they got their own problems. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's maybe that's what the bird was doing. It was sitting there thinking about its problems. <laughs> I the idea of a bird with problems is hilarious. <laughs> Man, if if uh, Libby was here, she'd be like, "Just breathe, bird. Just breathe. It's all over with." I just can't imagine what sort of problems a bird could have. I think that hey, that's the point. <laughs> They must be pretty important if a bird, if it's a problem for a bird. And they're saying, oh, we got our own problems. <laughs> we don't need to meddle in the affairs of other species. 
Oh, man. I think the birds are behind it all. <sighs> all right, so Kate sees the birds, and um, and it's a nice little segue to the next scene. And uh, Saeed comes back from scouting, and he, and he says, we're here. And uh, they they cut they sort of move aside the, the the trees and they see Jack, which probably one of the best little moments of the show. Oh yeah, uh, definitely this episode is Jack running intensely toward them, and my heart was just racing. I'm like, oh my god, like yeah. not like they just got there in time or some. I'm like, how did he know they were there and all this other crap? And lo and behold, he's just playing football. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought was that was a nice little revelation, and he's he's having so much fun with Tom, it's ridiculous. Oh my god! Yeah, it's not like they're just like playing the past the time; like they're having fun. He he did a little dance at the end there. He did a little dance. He made a little love. <laughs> All they're doing is tossing the football back and forth, but he caught it like it was some kind of touchdown and did a whole little spike thing. And... Yeah, no, he was he was happy that he won, or at least got that point, and. Um... So it was very interesting. Now we got this idea that that Jack is, you know, you know, has has um, befriended them at, to some degree. Um, and uh, what do you think? Do you think he's really befriended them? Do you think he's just playing around? Do you think he's just making the best of a bad situation? Got a lot of options there. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I I definitely am curious as to what happened between this and the last episode we saw with him, where they all left the island and which was supposed to be like yesterday, right, or two days? <laughs> no, they they've been it's been a couple days. I yeah, think. yeah, because because uh, they said uh, two days following Locke's thing. Yeah, Locke exactly. Stick. That have been days. So uh, this is at least a few days, but it, it's still pretty quick. To go from, you know, the prisoner who walks among us but isn't one of us and, uh, you know, on the outs with everybody and, uh, I mean, not happy with his situation, obviously. And, and also, you know, he did that thing to Ben, um, mm-hmm. which I don't think would endear him to the others very much. Um, and, uh, and I don't think he's particularly fond of them. Maybe he seemed to care a little bit about Julia, but it didn't seem like he was particularly friendly with anybody else. Yeah. Um, you know, including Tom. So uh uh so I, I can't imagine what could have happened that changed his mind, but I'm gonna go ahead and say my theory that I just thought of right now. Cool. Because uh, I had no idea when I saw it and I thought I couldn't come up with theory, but I just thought of one and that theory is so <laughs> the intro. Um Are you just stalling for time to think of your theory? <laughs> No, I'm really not. I have I, I have a theory. My theory would be that the others uh, explain to him whatever's going on with them, whatever their deal is, basically whatever they told Cindy that got her to kind of go along with the program, and that he's just he's now been clued into what they're what they're all about, and uh, and that he's sort of going along with it now because he understands. I will disagree, only to the point that I think Cindy agrees with what's going on and knows what's going on because she was on the list. And I feel like they wouldn't tell Jack what's going on because he's incapable of understanding because he wasn't on the list. Ooh. Ooh. You hurt my theory there. Nice one, nice one. Jab to the throat. Maybe Shepard was on Jacob's list, and we all heard him wrong. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Nice comeback. Okay. Um, 
so that that's my that's my that's my only point problem of contention with the point of contention with that. Now, my theory is that he's biding his time. He's making the best of a bad situation. Um, he's just sort of going along with it to make them think, you know, just like he said before, you know, um, you know, turning you people against each other was the the my best way of whatever. Like now he's thinking, you know, even though that was a lie. Yeah, even though it was a lie. Now he's thinking. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Characters can tell lies and they can pretty much, you know, help you out with future theories. Yeah, there you go. And uh, I'm thinking basically now he's saying to himself, I will, you know, instead of, you know, rocking the boat, you know, uh, going against the waves or whatever nautical water related theory, you know, <laughs> analogy you want to have, um, he's basically saying, you know, I'm just going to try to make the this is a good situation. I'm going to make them think I'm okay with what's going on until he, you know, basically befriending the enemy and then he can, you know, plot his escape or his next move, you know, under this guy, you know, they can be more relaxed around him. They don't have to put security on him if he's pretending, you know, to go along with everything and not try to escape at every turn and all that. And mm-hmm. Um, do you think he knows about the the force field around the around the place? I have no idea. I just wonder if they, because I could see Ben saying, you know, don't try to escape, you know, because it's impossible. Or yeah, I could see him saying that too, but I just, I don't know. I I, I don't know what's going on. I, I don't have enough to go on to make a good guess about that. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he's playing along. I think he's genuine. I I don't think this is. Um, I don't think this is acting on his part. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb and say I think he's playing along. I mean I think he's is he having fun playing football? Sure. Um but is he is he is he sort of, you know, has he relegated himself to staying there for any significant amount of time on his own accord? No. Like if they let him leave right now, do you think he would leave? No. Okay. I do. No, I think he's uh I think he's on board. So you think he knows what's going on, even though he shouldn't know what's going on? Yes. Okay. Nothing uh, maybe wrong with they, that. I don't know. Main I, exception? Yeah. Something like that. Or, or saw, you know... I remember uh, there's there was that line um, uh, that uh, that Ben said back when he was Henry um, to... Uh, to Anna Lucia that Goodwin Goodwin said you you know he could change you and you had potential or something like that you know that you were mm-hmm. worthy um, but you know he could he could change you or something like the idea that a person could be sort of molded into someone who is worthy even if they're not at the moment um, so maybe um, but that was proved false though right well then he says yeah but he was wrong <laughs> uh, but the idea that that's possible to, for them to sort of think that that could happen, yeah. and and if anyone could do it, I bet Jack could. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. I don't. I don't feel like Jack's all that bad, really, as far as um, you know, the the three that they took. You know, he he doesn't seem to be a, a bad person to me, um, based on what you know we've seen him do. I mean, I guess the question is: the, is there degrees of flawedness? You know, is it just like, you know, a sin is a sin, or is there like, you know, yeah. there's certain degrees? 
It's it's a good question. I mean, are the others really flawless? Like, come on, guys. I don't know. I I uh, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to lying and that. stealing and kidnapping and killing. Um, if you consider those things bad, yeah, then uh, you know, then no. Right. <laughs> right. Well, what kind of people do you think they are? What kind of people don't I think they are? Oh, I don't know, Tom. God, we've gone from that to playing catch. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was uh, it was really shocking. I think it really uh, when I saw him running, it got me too. I was, you know, it's I was like, this like... is perfect. Like, oh my god, like he's running towards him. He sees him. He's you know, oh man, that was really that was really well done. You know, stuff something like that makes up for all the crappy stuff we talked about earlier. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was. It was one of those really nice little things where, uh, yeah, it just it worked the way it was supposed to. Yeah, you know. Did you? Really... Good. Did you notice he had a new tattoo? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, this is something I found out doing a little research. Set up for joke. I am being serious. Okay. Um, if you look at the scene, it's it's right before he does the, or maybe right when he's doing the little touchdown dance thing mm -hmm. on his left arm, like underneath on the underside of his forearm, he's got this 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 what looks like a tattoo. Okay. And I verified it. It's definitely there. Now, what it is, I don't know. You don't get a good picture, but it's some sort of coloring tattoo. Like, are we sure it wasn't there before? Um, I don't remember ever seeing it or talking about it. Let me, let me, let me find exactly where it is. Okay, yeah, um, I've never seen this tattoo before. It's almost like a rose. It's something red and green around it. It's basically like, sort of in the middle of his arm, like the elbow part, but at the bottom, you know, of his arm. If you go to like, 42 minutes into the episode, you'll see right when he's about to spike the ball, he's got a tattoo I've never seen attributed to his character before. So it's mm. definitely it's definitely new. I, I don't know if Matthew Fox just got one and they're gonna they just didn't cover it up or something. Or... God, yeah, because like that's I can't imagine they'd let him get another one. Uh, and write this one in too, like. Enough. Unless he got one in the last couple of days with the others. <laughs> I know. Uh, which, whatever. I mean, I guess they could do that. Um, they really wanted to. Yeah, Tom's like, hey, you want a tattoo? He's like, oh, I didn't know you could do tattoos. Yeah, I learned it from this Thai girl. Oh, God. Uh, you'll never believe it. Her brother makes the best, uh, whatever. <laughs> Chicken tikka masala. Yeah. Because oh <laughs> that's a Thai dish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, uh, I, um, uh, one, one just little bit of trivia or whatever. I just want to, I just want to say it just to say it because oh, whatever. It, it doesn't really matter, but I just want to point it out because um, it occurred to me. Uh, you know, Jack, Jack playing catch with Tom, this is a very sort of classic um, father-son thing to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, and 
Tom is the name that Anna Lucia gives to Jack's dad in that episode when they give each other fake names. Oh, God. So. <laughs> Just well, a little the, weird. Well, thing. if you throw that out there, you got to tie it to something. What do you mean? What do I got to tie it to? Well, you got to make a point of it. What's your point? My point is. Uh, what are you insinuating? Insinuate something. <laughs> I, I'm insinuating, I guess, that this is, you know, that this is sort of a sort of a father-like relationship that they might have. I mean, oh, so you're not insinuating anything within the show. Like there was some reason behind the fact that Tom's named Tom and, you know, and Christian's, Christian's pseudonym was Tom. I, I don't think I believe that. <laughs> so there's no real connection other than the idea that one was a father and one has this sort of father relationship with him. And yeah. I mean, all we do, all we know is he's playing football with him, which, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a father-son thing to do, but it's also a friend thing to do, sure. especially when, when you know, you're, you know, 35 years old like Jack is, <laughs> um, sure, course, you know, and, and the guy you're playing is like 45 or something, yeah. you know. Um, but no, a lot of people have mentioned the, the sort of quintessential father-son thing, and he's obviously got some daddy issues. Um, I I'm think, speculating, obviously. I I think it's just the Tom thing. I think is just coincidence, because um, I think Tom is a very generic name, uh, which is why I think Anna, Lu Anna Lucia gives him that name. Mm -hmm. uh, no offense to any Toms out there. <laughs> uh, she I, I like a Tom. I shouldn't say generic. I should just say a common name, and um, and you know, and I think I think the reason they're playing football in particular is because it gives them an excuse to run. Um, I think it could have just been you know any other sort of type of activity, but I, I think the running thing was really important to the rev, you know the the sort of turnaround in the episode. Oh yeah, I mean they could have given them other reasons to run. Um, they could have been playing frisbee. Uh, could have been playing. Um, yeah, but frisbee, you don't sort of run like that in one direction. Like, you would, you know, unless you're running to catch the frisbee. Yeah. But then, but then you'd be looking at the frisbee. You don't sort of run straight ahead as if you're running towards one destination. Yeah, you sort I mean, of, you should have been looking at the ball, but whatever. Well, he was, I mean, he was waiting for time to throw it to him, right? You know, it was like that, it's like, you know, go long and you go long and then the guy throws it. Oh, that's what they were doing. Yeah, which I, I don't he know was why he catch it. I don't. Well, yeah, he was running to catch it, but Tom is the one who threw it. Well, yeah. And he only threw it after Jack. You know, he only threw it after Jack. You know, was at what distance he was at. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know. Oh, no. So I don't know what's going on with with Jack. Um, but I mean, we'll definitely see next episode. Uh, I'm glad they they sort of didn't waste time going to find Jack, which is nice. Yeah, I was shocked by how quickly they found him. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was going to take longer. I thought like at a, least they'd just see the village and, I don't know, they saw him really quick. And we should point out that, um, you know, that, that whole idea that they had, that the others had, that they would go to the mini island to look for Jack was really wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they went straight for where he is. Yeah, they really uh, they really didn't do that. That's because their, their plan was a bit haphazard and it just proceeded by luck basically they stumbled upon this place and found a map and you know yeah but i mean kate didn't even think to, no. to say like oh we should go try to find a way to get back to the mini she island. never even brought that up yeah 
She, uh, I don't know. Did she even tell Locke and Saeed that that's where... That's I where guess Jack not. Was? I don't even know. That seems really weird. Um, I don't know. God. What's what her deal? Why wouldn't she say that? She didn't know not, they left. They're not motivated. Oh, dear. Wow. She, I guess she's just going along, and luckily she found him. Oh, whatever, Kate. Well, um, welcome to the end of the Lost Lowdown podcast number 24. Uh, we were your hosts, Claude and Justin. Bye-bye, guys. Bye, guys. Uh, you know the drill, lostlowdown at gmail.com, thelostlowdown.blogspot.com. Join the Fire Math, leave a comment. Yes, we'd like to say um, bonjour to, uh, I guess now we want to say, we want to say hello. Right, to our new frapper guests. Um, I don't know why you're a guest. You're probably gonna stay. Uh, who's new in the frapper? Oh, uh, we got um, we got from Australia. Uh, we got you know who from Oregon. Uh, it was Chrissy from Sydney. Mm-hmm. Uh, glad to have um, someone down under. A very strongly lost related city. Yes, very. Um. Rebel is fairly new, I think. Yeah, from Palmdale, yeah. California. <laughs> is it Rebel or Rebel? Oh. Okay. I say tomato. <sighs> uh, let's see. Is that everybody that's new? Uh, I don't want to miss anybody. Oh, uh, who's new? Who's not new? It's hard to tell. I think I think all these others are sort of still sort of older. And when they joined? Yeah, Frapper has no discernible way to to uh, figure out how it orders <laughs> members, but uh, especially members with pictures. They just randomly get posted in some random order. Mm-hmm. All right, well, thanks and namaste. Namaste and good luck.